ancient land of China, schools and the martial arts were a way of life, but none were as lethal as the one we are about to reveal. Five deadly venoms. A secret society, each man unknown to the other, identified only by a mass, representing one of nature's deadly assassins, the centipede, the snake, the scorpion, the lizard, and the toad. Five deadly venoms, five masters in the martial arts, each man pitted against the other in savage combat, and each trained in their own vicious method of killing. They practiced a special kind of kung fu, killing by instinct, with machine-like precision, lightning speed, and ruthless power, as ferocious and deadly as the venomous creatures from which it took its name, and whose stings were always fatal. Kill or be killed. Five deadly venoms. No mercy asked, none given, in a kung fu epic as brutal as nature itself. Five deadly venoms, survival of the fittest and kung fu action at its very best in the most spectacular martial arts program of the year. Five deadly venoms, five stinging ways to die. Pick your poison, you'll be stung to your seats. Don't miss Five Deadly Venoms, a Shaw Brothers presentation. Theirs was a mission of certain death. Outnumbered and unarmed, they must get to the tyrant that enslaves their people. No weapon, no matter how lethal, can match their Kung Fu. Alexander Fusheng stars as the young martial arts expert pitted against a murderous warlord with a deadly Kung Fu skill. They live to fight and fight to live in a whirlwind of action. Four men sworn to battle to the death against these lawless legions of the damned. The Four Assassins.
plan of destiny await the ultimate challenge. Death and destruction were the Manchu order. They murdered their way to victory. Nothing could stop them until they met the five masters of death. New men of destiny. Five new deadly ministers of kung fu justice. Five new kung fu killing techniques. The whipping triple jointed stick. An avenging reaper of justice. The piercing pole. Driving its way to victory. The deadly tiger stork. No one escapes. The crushing crossed fists, pounding up revenge on Manchu murderers. See the five kung fu masters of death defeat the Manchu warlords. See the five masters of death. When you're the best, you do things with style. J.J. McQuaid is the best. He's a lone wolf lawman in the Lone Star State. Even a wolf has his weaknesses. And a powerful enemy. The final showdown belongs to McQuaid. Lone Wolf McQuaid, starring Chuck Norris, David Carradine, Barbara Carrera, and Leon Isaac Kennedy. Or forgive them, because they killed his wife, they raped his daughter. And they deserve to die. So he's doing it again. His way. Charles Bronson. He's the best there is at getting even. Goodbye. Death Wish 2. Rated R. Now playing at the Sacramento Drive-In, Dome 24, Birdcage Walk, and the State in Woodland. Friday the 13th, Part 3 in Super 3D. The all-new process that puts you in the picture. Whether you want to be there or not. It will scare you. Count on it. Friday the 13th, Part 3 in Super 3D. Rated R. Now playing in Sacramento. Check newspapers for theaters and showtime. This is the movie that Rex Reed called the most horrifying motion picture I have ever seen. This film is positively ruthless in its attempt to drive you right out of your mind. Sally, I hear something. Stop! Stop! The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. From New Line Cinema. Rated R. There are killers on the loose, dressed like cops, and they always use a magnet. There's only one cop around who can crack this case. They call him Dirty Harry. In 24 hours, Harry stops a robbery, covers a stake, and prevents a hijack. Clint Eastwood is back, and this time his world is dirtier than ever. Magnum Force, rated R.
opening Christmas Day at selected theaters around the country. theaters.
知道你还是会喜欢我的。Pleasure doing business with you. I 本来想推薦你上去，但你上頭唔批准。點解？呢個人你應該好熟嘅。我聽日要走。後日去台灣嗰單嘢，咪帶埋阿成咯，俾個機會啲後生仔啊嘛。一朝做贼，想做好人不容易。我已经冇咗个细佬，我唔想连你呢个朋友都冇埋。阿杰，唔再叫我做阿杰，叫阿 Sir。而家大把世界，有好多旧客要靠豪哥你拉翻嚟噶。我哥系产值唔系我啊！呢度已经唔系我同你嘅世。
你嘅喐手啊，即刻转翻转头。Chuck Norris returns in Missing in Action 2, the beginning. American MIAs imprisoned and tortured. He's a soldier they couldn't hold. None of you have ever escaped, and none of you will. We're going in. He's breaking out, leading his men, and fighting back. An American hero story continues. Chuck Norris, Missing in Action 2, the beginning. Opens Friday, March 1st at a theater near you. First, they took the streets. Then, they took it all. But their next target may be their last victim. Charles Bronson, where there is no justice, there can only be vengeance. Charles Bronson, Death Wish 3. Now playing. Consult your listings. 
a thriller comedy that will leave you breathless. of Top Gun and Beverly Hills Cop 2 comes a movie that will leave you breathless. Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, Christopher Walken, in a Tony Scott film that critics are calling a Bonnie and Clyde for the 90s. True Romance. Rated R starts Friday, September 10th at a theater near you. Follow my instructions and we all walk away clean. Domino, you're with me on the side. Shepard, you cover the rear. Are you up and down? All we want is the money. This is an inside job. Ten million in cash. Let's go home right now. I've seen you two. We're celebrity hostages. Reservoir Dogs. Before Pulp Fiction. The original Men in Black shook the world of action cinema in the original A Better Tomorrow. Proudly presents the explosive bullet ridden sequel, A Better Tomorrow 2. Hong Kong action mavericks John Woo and Troy Hawk take the heroic bloodshed genre to the next level and beyond in a violent symphony of destruction that is often imitated but never better. Chow Yun Fat, Leslie Chung, and T Long. A better tomorrow, too.
He practiced the lizard style. Chameleon. The lizard is a very agile and nimble style. It enables a man to climb like a lizard. David Rockefeller's money couldn't save him, though. Despite all of the hard work he did for safety, yo. But he's behind the latest accusations. If you disagree, then you must be a Russian agent. <laughs> That's a bunch of gobbledygook. Peddling that has got to be spooked. Angle I couldn't possibly juice. And if it's coming out of my mouth, it's got to be truth. Let's keep it all cerebral. If I run for mayor, I won't be mayor. I leave it to the people. Consider this a shot across the bow. The sheeple are awake and we gon' shake them up now. Make them well aware you are extreme liars. You create smoke, then you're like a scream fire. Like we can't see who lit it. It shows like a Saturday Night Live skit. Okay, I
All right, welcome to the show. I am the Hard Bastard, and I'm going to first start out with uh, Jim Jordan uh, has been nominated for Speaker of the House. It's not over yet, uh, of course, but um, it does look like Scalise is gone. Uh, Representative Jim Jordan was nominated for House Speaker during a closed-door meeting in the House on Friday, during which New York's Nicole Malatakis, South Dakota's Dusty Johnson, and Oklahoma's Kevin Hearn brought his name for consideration. Jordan won in a uh, 124-81 vote during the closed-door session. It was a secret ballot, and Jordan faced Tim Scott. A second secret ballot on support for Jordan shows that members would support Jordan, 152-55. This is far closer than anyone else has gotten. The vote will have to be made on the House floor where members will not be able to vote secretly and will have to say publicly whether they support Jordan or stand in his way. Jordan has been a popular choice among America's first base, as was the most obvious choice for Speaker after Steve Scalise withdrew his name from consideration. He had won a vote in a closed-door meeting 11399, but several Congress members said they would bring Jordan's name up on the floor during the vote. Jordan has received the backing of Marjorie Taylor Greene, Elise Stefanik, and Donald Trump. Former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who endured 15 rounds of, votings, uh, of voting before he became Speaker in January, was ousted last week when Matt Gates used the Jeffersonian motion to call for his seat to be vacated. After a motion to table uh, that motion failed, a vote was brought to the floor and the entirety of the Democrat caucus followed Gates' lead to remove McCarthy from the Speakership. Not a single Democrat voted for McCarthy to retain his position, despite the fact that among the House GOP, he was the only one who was actually willing to work with them on legislation. What triggers, uh, triggered Gates' motion was the passage of a 45-day stopgap funding bill that kept the government operational, and U.S. troops receiving a paycheck for 45 days while the House sorted out a different budget funding bill. No funds for Ukraine were present in that bill, but Gates alleged alleged that McCarthy had been working on a side deal for Ukraine funding. The House has been without a speaker since the ouster, and the House Republicans have been working behind the scenes to try to get a speaker nomination that would gain 217 votes necessary to take the seat. Um, whoever is nominated will not be able to count on a single Democrat vote. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Of course, uh, the media is pretending that uh, this is why all hell is breaking loose in the Middle East, which is kind of hilarious. Okay, so we're going to cover uh, an interesting thing that's happening related to the uh, Middle East, and that is all across the world in Western countries, protests, there's like this unification between the AIDS commie left and the jihadi fucking, um, you know, pro-Hamas people. And what they're making clear is that they believe that it is absolutely okay to kill civilians and this is the part that I'm interested in that eventually you fit their criteria so you can have whatever opinion you want about what's going on in Israel but understand something especially as you see uh, the amount of people that that are on this side that uh, uh, you fit the criteria especially as a white person in a western country you fit the criteria as a uh, a colonizer. Um, 
we're not just talking about this isn't just about like whenever the whenever and and i have factually acknowledged that the palestinians got fucked in the ass and uh, and that's fine but that doesn't give you you know an excuse to just start murdering people that's ridiculous but anyway regardless of of what you think is going on in israel when you hear aids commies talk about colonizers they're making it very clear what they view as decolonization, which is murdering you and your children, okay? In cold blood without a second thought. And now these people are very emboldened and they're rallying all around the world. It is a hell of a thing to watch. And especially in light of the narrative that Trump supporters are terrorists. You have never seen Trump supporters get together and advocate for the murder of civilians. You've never seen Trump supporters get together and and chant gas the Jews. This is this is just um, you know hilarious compared to that narrative. Um, so some of it's in America, some of it's in Western countries, and of course yesterday was the day of jihad. It doesn't look like anything happened in America, which is good, but there were some attacks in other countries, and we will get to that. First here, America's largest cities ramp up security as anti-Israel rallies hit the streets after former Hamas chief called for a day of jihad. City and state officials in New York and California will implement heightened security measures Friday as hundreds are expected to gather in America's largest cities for anti-Israel rallies. The rallies on Friday fall on the same day as the former Hamas chief called for a day of jihad. The NYPD is preparing for a large demonstra demonstration in Times Square as AIDS commie mayor Eric Adams said officials are deeply disturbed by the message of hate urging violence in our communities. <laughs> oh, fucker. This is who you decided to get into bed with. No refunds, okay? No refunds. No fucking refunds. This is so funny to see some leftists go, wow, these people want to kill people. Yeah, dummy. What the fuck do you think this is? What did you think this all was? Oh my God, it's hilarious to watch. I say no refunds, but you know, I'm only one person. Adam's concern was echoed by AIDS commie governor, Kathy Hockle, but Hockle added that the officials currently did not have intelligence indicating any active threats. Well, there's currently no intelligence showing any active threat in New York. Well, would they tell you if there was? Okay, you know how many times they let attacks happen? That's not any sort of indication of anything. Um, but in a moment fraught like this, we'll continue to exercise elevated vigilance and impose measures to deteriorate any potential violence. The NYPD's Critical Response and Counterterrorism Command stand ready to be deployed, the department said, telling all officers to report in uniform. Hockle added that uh, New York has also fully activated the state police and directed the National Guard to patrol key areas. Thousands of people gathered in the city earlier this week to show their solidarity with Israel, but a large group also hit the streets of the Big Apple on Thursday to support Palestinians and condemn Israel. Anti-Israel rallies were held at Brooklyn College, Hunter College, Columbia University, where a Jew Jewish student told the Daily Wire he was attacked on campus by a pro-Palestinian activist who was tearing down flyers, raising awareness about Israelis who had been taken hostage by Hamas. On the other side of the country, the LAPD is also boosting its security after concerning threats on social media in Southern California. Uh, Santa Monica and Beverly Hills Police Departments, along with the LAPD, have put out statements confirming they know about the reported social media posts and have increased security at synagogues throughout the city. 
We don't have credible threats uh, in this area at this time, but that doesn't mean someone that's working by themselves may see that and decide to take some action. Former Hamas leader Khalid Michel called for people across the Muslim world to do a day of Durka Durka Jihad. Now, we have Allah Akbar, man stabs multiple victims at a school on Hamas Day of Rage. The second attack was thwarted. A man who was known to French authorities as a security risk went on a stabbing spree at a school on a Friday, killing one and injuring two more, according to authorities. Is this the guy that was supposed to be deported in 2014? And they they knew it was a Terry, and they just and the leftist you know uh, went to bat for him, and they kept him in the country. Oh man, what a powder keg! What a powder keg the West is! Holy shit! The twenty-year-old suspect was from Russia's mainly Muslim southern Caucasus region of Chechnya. He shouted "Allah Akbar" during the attack. French President Macron confirmed in a statement that the attack was the result of barbaric Islamic terrorism. The attack happened in the northern French city of Arras inside the Gambetta High School around 11 a.m. local time. A teacher was killed, a security guard was critically wounded, and another teacher was stabbed who is reportedly in less serious condition. Macron said the teacher who was killed had come forward to protect others and had without a doubt saved many lives. Politico Europe reported the suspect's name was Mohamed Moskagov, and he was under police surveillance before the attack and on the police register of radicalized individuals. One of the suspect's brothers was arrested in 2019 on suspicion of being involved in the planning of an attack that was thwarted and is in jail. Well, they probably, the police were probably more focused on French people who uh, didn't like immigration and didn't want children groomed, so I imagine they were watching them instead of the terrorists, just like they do in America. Martin Dussau, a teacher who witnessed the attack, said in an interview with local media that the attacker turned towards a staff member of the school, the head cook, I believe, and injured him and stabbed him several times. I was in chased by him, and he asked me, are you a history teacher? Luckily, we were near a glass door of the school, and we locked ourselves inside. The Islamic terrorist attack comes after the former Hamas motherfucker called for jihad. Uh, now we have an Israeli diplomat brutally stabbed by a foreign national in China on Hamas Day of Rage. An Israeli diplomat was stabbed in a shocking incident on Friday. Is it shocking? I'm not shocked at all. On Friday, that was... I'm surprised nothing happened in America. That's a hell of a thing. Uh, that was captured on video and posted on social media. The Israeli foreign ministry said in a statement, an Israeli employee of the Israel Israeli embassy in Beijing was attacked today. The man who was stabbed was reportedly in stable condition as authorities investigate the incident to determine a motive. We're shocked by today's attack on the Israeli diplomat in Beijing, said U.S. Ambassador to China Nicholas Burns. I spoke with Israel's ambassador to China, and we have offered our full support. AFP geolocated the video in the Chinese capital of Beijing and determined the incident happened about half a mile away from the embassy. Um... And so now we have, let's see, is this America? Yes, college students all across the country, from the river to the sea, they say. Uh, they hold pro-Palestinian rallies after the Hamas terror attacks. College student groups all over the U.S. held protests this week in support of Palestinians and in opposition to Israel following the deadly Hamas terrorist attacks on Saturday. Multiple student organizations at elite colleges and universities opened letters signed open letters in support of Palestinians following the Hamas terrorist attack. 
On college campuses around the U.S., students held protests in support of Palestinians. Can you imagine if, like, after the synagogue shooting, a bunch of Trump supporters all signed a letter that were like, fuck yeah, okay, and then had fuck yeah uh, synagogue shooter rallies? Could you imagine? That's basically what they're doing here. It is fascinating. It is, fa you know, you if you tell a joke about faggots, they make a huge deal. I can't believe you would say that. What, which is funny because a lot of Palestinians are very anti-gay. But there's just this wild uniting of AIDS, commie, leftists, and lunatic Arabs. Okay, it's a hell of a thing to watch, and to a degree, some Jews. Okay, but they're they're uh, they're I think they're on the outs. I think when it comes to these lunatic groups, uh, the Jews are on the outs. It seems. But anyway. Um, so you can't tell jokes. You can't do anything. You can't, you can't wear a sombrero on Halloween. But they, they can do whatever they want, including murdering civilians that they designate colonizers, including babies. <laughs> uh, and these people, as it, as it, it, it is uh, related to cities, are everywhere in cities. Now, there's plenty of places they're not, okay? So the, the whole thing is to make sure you're not in a place where these people are. Especially when they get the order to pop off, okay? Um, and I, I suspect that will be around the election. Uh, and it's going to be a uniting of all these different types of zergs. You're going to have, uh, you're going to have the illegals. You're going to have the black criminal element. You're going to have these fucking Arabs. It is going to be insane. Antifa, oh my God, it is going to be an all-star game of AIDS, violent AIDS. And you are their target if you are a kulak, an American kulak. If you are conservative or white, if you are a white conservative, if you're a pleasant white person, yeah, they're, uh, they're going to come for you. It is a hell of a thing. I hope I'm wrong about that, but that's the impression I'm getting right now. Anyway, uh, the widespread Hamas terrorist attack in Israel resulted in the death of over 1,200 Israelis. Students at the University of South Florida can be heard shouting, resistance is justified. Oh, and there's another thing. There's another thing here. There are neocon types, people like uh, Dave Rubin, who are calling for these protests to be banned. Just understand something. This is not about whether you like these people, okay? Whether you agree, that doesn't matter. Understand if they ban these, they're going to ban protests related to Trump. 100% guarantee. 100% guarantee. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, act accordingly. Anyway, they can be heard shouting, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, a slogan that has been criticized as a call for violence and destruction of Israel. Multiple pro-Palestine student groups use paragliders and posters advertising their rallies. The paragliders reference the transportation methods of Hamas terrorists who use them to enter Israel, killing civilians in several areas, including a music festival. University of North Carolina Students for Justice in Palestine chapter used a paraglider in its post advocating for a pro-Palestine rally. This would be like if uh, when Breton Tarrant killed all the Muzzies in Australia, if there was something from that... You know, I don't know if like what did he, he wrote shit on his gun in chalk or whatever. If like a group in a college wrote a flyer in the same way he wrote whatever he wrote on his gun in chalk, lionizing him. Okay, this, that's what this would be like. And my issue is not like I think you you should have the right to uh, express yourself in whatever way you want. Okay, and, and that's not my I'm not moral fagging here. My point is how this is accepted by the mainstream. The colleges 
are like, oh, this is acceptable. Now, I'm not saying the colleges should ban it, but the colleges ban anything conservative. If you wanted to have a fuck yeah, wholesome families rally where you celebrated the nuclear family, they would probably shut that down. But you can advocate for fucking terrorists as long as they're the right terrorists. It is really interesting. What a time this is. Um, I think I have, do I have the thing about Harvard? I, I don't know. But yeah, Harvard, super censorious. However, they're defending the free speech of the people that are supporting terrorists. It's, and their literal murder. Like, it's, it's so wild what's happening. Anyway, University of North Carolina Students for Justice in Palestine. And like I said, before I continue, on the other side of it, on the right, are the neocons calling for uh, massive censorship as well. Um, and also doing the, I don't even know, like I'm, I'm seeing propaganda tactics that I never saw in the Jehovah's Witnesses. That's how wild this is getting. Like there's no equivalent inside the Jehovah's Witness, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses to, to like, to compare to like what Ben Shapiro is doing, you know, putting up like burnt baby corpses and then saying, if you don't obey me and do every, and agree with me about what Israel's about to do in Palestine, you, you know, you're, you're somehow culpable. It's like insane. Jehovah's Witnesses, there's nothing like that in the Jehovah's Witnesses, where they will use like some sort of gore footage from a war and be like, I just, I, it is just a hell of a thing. It's a hell of a, emotional blackmail, I guess is what it's called. I don't know. It is really, it is amazing to watch. Uh, or that if you don't accept their personal, look, it's the internet, and I've said before, moral fagging on the internet is pointless. Um, and uh, I, I've given my position. I don't think you should kill civilians. I apply that to everyone. You can like that or not like that. Do with that whatever you will. That's my position. But I'm not saying to you, like, if you disagree with me, well, you fucking, that means that you look at this picture of this dead person that means that you support I don't do any of that first of all it's very gay to do shit like that but anyway it's just so weird but they are saying you must support this concept this is a hilarious concept that only Israel is allowed to do which is this and Matt Walsh who is normally a reasonable person he said some retarded shit so this is Matt Walsh argued on Twitter and this is such a retarded argument that it makes me think he's being put up to it Okay, I've said this before. People normally, normal people who are otherwise intelligent, um, look very stupid when they adhere strictly to to an ideology, and um, it's the same with like the DeSantis shills, um, where it's like they're obviously being fed retarded talking points because some of these people in the past have been reasonable, like Pedro Gonzalez in the past before he became a DeSantis shill, seemed like a very reasonable person, had some pretty good appearances on the Tim Pool show. And then he's spouting total retardation relating to DeSantis. It makes me think that that uh, either he's not good at coming up with propaganda or, or, or like they're giving them talking points and they're just not able to, you know, they do well if they're coming up with their own shit for their own reasons that they believe in. But when it's something artificial that they have to come up with that they don't actually believe, they struggle. Um, so anyway, Matt Walsh is like, hey, the difference between when Israel kills civilians and when Hamas kills civilians is Hamas will look at a civilian and then kill the civilian. But in Israel, it's different because when Israel bombs a hospital, all of those civilian deaths are incidental. 
Okay, great. So is America allowed to use this uh, standard? Of course not. Of course not. Am I allowed to use this standard? Let's say someone steals my wallet and it goes into a, and, and the, the jogger, who, most likely it will be a jogger, but you know, once in a while, you never know. Hey, maybe it's an Asian man. Maybe, hey, look, an Asian man stole my wallet. Oh, and he punched me in the face, God damn it, with a karate chop. And he, he ran into the apartment. I guess I can just bomb the apartment. And anyone that dies in the apartment, well, you know, that's just, it was incidental. But, and like I said, I don't give a fuck if you believe this. It's the internet. You see every fucking opinion. I don't care about that. But the, the grandstanding and the pretending that you with this position have the moral high ground is very entertaining to watch. Very entertaining. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. So yeah, that's some retardation that I saw recently that it was just uh, mind-boggling. And they're saying these things publicly. Like, they're putting these things on the internet in which they will remain forever. Ben Shapiro, I've never in my life seen him do this before. Maybe he did it in 2012. I, I, I don't know. Um, but but forever now, he is known as the guy that put forward the burnt corpse of a baby in service of an argument. That is, um, is that the first time ever? I, that's really, I've never seen that before. Now, there's also a debate on whether or not the image is even real, which I'm not clear on that. I'm not clear. There are people arguing it's AI. There's people arguing it's not AI. Um, then, um, and then there's people arguing it's very difficult to tell. And then they're making an overall argument, which is if it's difficult to tell, we're really fucked, you know, as a society informationally. I hope it's easy to tell. It might be something that I have to learn. Because if, if we're going to be dealing with a level of deception uh, like that, uh, I, I think it would be a job requirement for me to not become an expert, but to learn as much as I can about detecting fake images. Because we have to figure that out. We have to find out whether it's fake. Uh, otherwise, we're in for some shit. Anyway, let's get back to this. Uh, the lunatic AIDS commies and Arabs uh, celebrating murder, who will then eventually argue that we should suffer the same fate as the other colonizers. Because all they do is they just label you a colonizer. We've already been labeled colonizers. Um, so, University of Louisville Students for Justice in Palestine also used a paraglider in its social media post advertising the pro-Palestine rally. Um, students at the George Washington University held a candlelight vigil Tuesday for Palestinians after the Hamas terror attacks in Israel. Quote, we grieve them and we uplift the struggle for liberation that they made the ultimate sacrifice for, read a social media post by George Washington University Students for Justice in Palestine. Pro-Palestine student groups at elite campuses released statements appearing to condone violence and supporting the methods used by Hamas terrorists in Israel. Quote, here we go. Decolonization is not a metaphor. It is not an abstract academic theory to be discussed and debated in classrooms and papers. It is a tangible material event in which the colonized rise up against the colonizer and reclaim control over their own lives. Just understand what the score is, regardless of whether you give a fuck about Israel or Palestine. Just understand the score. This is the AIDS commie left. This is what they believe. You are a colonizer. If they ever get the call or the opportunity, they're going to do it to you too. Just understand that. That's all. That is all. It is, it is something many of us knew already. We knew that's what they meant. They've, they've, it's not like this is the first time they've said it, but this is the first time they've said it in unison and, and protested in advance of it. 
And considering that we have an election coming very soon and that you have nine fucking guerrillion or however, roughly however many people died in the Holocaust amount of people coming into the country illegally unvetted, you can kind of see the chessboard kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, organizing a little bit. Uh, and I hope I'm wrong about that, but that seems to be what, uh, what is happening. It is a hell of a thing. It is a hell of a thing. Um, student groups at the other elite universities and colleges, including Harvard University, Columbia, Yale, also put out statements supporting Palestinians following the terror attack on Israel. Um, and then the, they had the, the college security give a statement. Okay. College security. Um, and now we have the other, the other uh, Western countries that look like Islamic countries. Uh, Anti-Israel activists have wave black jihad flag, celebrate Hamas terrorists at a pro-Palestine protest in Saudi Arabia, Yemen, no, uh, London, England. Oh my goodness. Thousands of anti-Israel protesters took to the streets of London on Saturday, with some carrying the black jihadi flag used by numerous Islamic terrorist organizations. <laughs> Oh, but white supremacy and swastikas are the biggest threat. Hilarious. Fucking hilarious. It is really a hell of a thing. It's a gay op. It's a gay op. Following the murderous terror assault by Hamas on Israel last weekend, thousands poured onto the streets of London and other British cities to condemn the retaliatory strikes from Israel and in some instances to glorify the murders of Jews and others by the Palestinian terror group. Footage shared on social media by veteran protester or excuse me, veteran protest watcher Andy No showed the black jihadist flag, which features the Islamic Shahada creed, being flown at the protest outside the BBC headquarters, which was defaced with red paint during the demonstration by the activist group Palestine Action. The flag has been used by Islamic terrorist groups seeking to reestablish an Islamic caliphate. A man was also photographed by Getty Images Services carrying the flag at the rally. Protesters were heard chanting anti-Israel slogans such as Israel is a terror state and genocidal creed from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. The slogan has been used as a call to arms symbolizing the conquering of the entire state of Israel and its people from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea. The editor of the Jewish News, Richard Ferrer, shared a photograph on social media appearing to show two of the protesters bearing patches with the image of paragliders. During the Hamas terror strikes last Saturday, terrorists were seen descending upon a music festival in southern Israel with paragliders before uh, executing an estimated 260 civilians. Uh, a, a similar image celebrating the Hamas paragliders was promoted by the Marxist Black Lives Matter chapter in Chicago earlier this week. With the message, I stand with Palestine, the group eventually removed the post and issued an apology. Look, let m make no mistake. Black Lives Matter, if they get the call, will try to put us down like sick animals, just like any of these other groups would. Okay. Now, whether they get the call to do it, whether all that happens, that's a whole nother story. That might not happen. That might not happen. It also will depend where you are. If you're in the suburbs, if you're in the south, if you're in the country, yeah, they're, what are they going to do? Are they going to roll it? Are they going to take on the good old boys? No, they'll get fucking annihilated. But if you are a minority in a city, you're in trouble. You're in some serious trouble. Um, unless you're rife with AIDS. If you are rife with leftist AIDS uh, and you, you know, you're, you, 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 like, loot with them, sometimes, you know, that'll... Uh, 
that'll save you. On uh, what has become typical for anti-Israel protests in London, the demonstration was joined by the far left. And, and it's so funny because especially the homosexuals and the trannies, these people, as soon as the coast became clear, they would throw you off a building or hang you from a crane within, in Superman speed. Like, oh, no, no, not Superman, Flash, Flash. It would be like the Flash. They would be like, oh my God, where did all the homosexuals go? Oh, they were all hung. Oh, immediately. Wow, I didn't even know. All right, Muhammad, that's a hell of a thing. Yep. What's going on? What is all this stuff? People are raining from the sky. Yeah, it's all the homosexuals. The Muslims have taken over, and now they are uh, disposing of the useful idiots. Unbelievable. There was this uh, footage, I forget, it was out of Atlanta or something, of a tranny that was like, oh, we have to support Palestine. Motherfucker, they will throw you off a building. What, are you kidding me? They don't like homosexuals. Oh, my God. The right is more tolerant of homosexuals than fucking uh, uh, Muslims. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying that, you know, I mean, I've never said I want to kill homosexuals. I just want to be left alone. If I, I, if you're a normal gay person, I have no beef with you. If you're a raving Richard Simmons faggot, just keep it out of my face. I'm not interested. That's really my position. I'm not arguing Richard Simmons should be thrown off a building. I'm just saying, could you leave people alone and do your rabid homosexuality in the privacy of your own home? That was the deal that we all agreed to. Okay? I just want to do the original deal. But they are teaming up with the people who want to throw them off of buildings. Oh, they're dumb. They're fucking dumb. It's fun to watch. It's, it's going to be, it might get real fun to watch. Anyway, the former leader of the left-wing Labor Party, septuagenarian socialist Jeremy Corbyn, also attended the rally. Corbyn was suspended from sitting as a member of the party in Parliament in 2020 after facing criticism for seemingly downplaying a report into anti-Semitism within the party during his tenure as leader. Earlier this year, the Labor Party's governing body uh, voted to block Corbyn from running as a Labor candidate in the next general election. Corbyn wrote on social media, We cannot stand by as Gaza is decimated. Today we gathered in our thousands to mourn the loss of innocent lives. Israeli and Palestinians, we will keep marching until our political leaders wake up. Ending the occupation is the only way to achieve such a lasting peace, he said. Uh, ahead of the protest, the Metropolitan Police mobilized over a thousand officers to manage the demonstration. The Met warned that those who openly support Hamas uh, may face arrest. Oh, bullshit. You're not going to do anything. Get out of here. They arrested a guy that uh, f uh, flew the Union Jack flag, the British flag. That's the guy that got arrested. Then I, do you realize, first of all, these muzzies would probably start killing cops if they arrested one of them. What are you kidding me? Um, so then an MP said, there is a right to protest, but there is not a right to glorify terrorism. You're not going to do shit. You cannot support prescribed organizations like Hamas within the United Kingdom. And if that's the case, I would expect the police to take action accordingly. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. That's, that's like, that's like if, uh, if you're in StarCraft and you're surrounded by Zergs and you have like three guys left and you start getting on your soapbox about what is right and what is wrong. Motherfucker, this is over. Look at these streets. You've imported all of this into your country. What do you think's going to happen if they get the call? Uh, what do you think's going to happen? What do you think if they become mobilized and it's time to do what they're going to do? What do you think's going to happen to you? Are you kidding me? Hilarious. Hilarious. Anyway, there you go. That's London. Good luck. Good luck to the boys over at the Lotus Eaters. Holy shit. 
I like that show. I think it's good. I am concerned about them being surrounded by Zergs. Some people call them orcs. Call them whoever you want. I don't care. Now we have Australia. Anti-Israel groups prepare sequel to the Gas the Jews rally. Again, can you imagine if you had thousands of white people get together and do this? It would be racial 9-11. They might slaughter them all and be like, well, we had to. They said Gas the Jews. But these motherfuckers... They can get away with it. And also, you'll get like, well, you know, some of the politicians will be like, well, this is really, you know, unseemly. But they don't do anything. But if you protest a lockdown, especially if you're white, they will fucking put you in jail in two seconds. New South Wales Labor Party Premier Chris Minns on Wednesday apologized to the Jewish community for the vicious Gas the Jews pro-Hamas rally at the famed Sydney Opera House. <laughs> Don't they have a Lego set for the Sydney Opera House? I think they do. Can you? It, can someone? There are people who have done like crazy Lego sets. Uh, they're custom because they don't do swastikas and shit. But they've done like Lego sets of like Germany and Auschwitz and all this shit. I wonder, could someone recreate the Gas of the Jews rally out in front of the Opera uh, uh, Center in Sydney? That's pretty fucking hilarious to me. What a visual that would be. Yeah, could, hey, hey, Bobby, what did you, you do for your Lego project? Well, I, uh, I recreated the uh, Gas the Jews rally in front of the Sydney Opera House. Oh, really? <laughs> Acknowledging the heinous display that made Jews feel unsafe and prevented them from commemorating the victims of the Hamas atrocity. Now, listen, listen, there's, there's different kinds of Jews when it comes to this shit, right? So if you're one of the Jews that were like, you should not let these people in the country, okay? If you were screaming from the rooftops, don't let them in because they're going to try to kill us and they're going to kill you. Okay, no problem. So, so, but there are plenty of Jews that are on board with bringing these people into these countries. Well, hey, you made your bed. I don't know what you want from me. What do you want from me? Okay. Oh, my God. The, the, the arsonists that we've made our bed with are now burning the house down. Yeah, yeah, that's what they do. That's what they do, retard. You fucking retard. Um, uh, quote, I really want to ensure that the Jewish community in New South Wales feel that they can have full access to the city. Well, I don't think they want to roll up to that place. That they can enjoy its life, that they can be part of its culture, that they can commemorate together during solemn occasions. The intentions of the government was very straightforward, to light up the opera house, to create a place and a space for the community to come together to commemorate the horrific scenes that we've seen in Israel over the past 48 hours. And we didn't do that. Did, are these, some of these people are useful idiots. Some of these people know exactly what they're doing. Is this motherfucker so stupid that he was like, oh man, all these Arabs that we brought into the country, you know, they really don't like the Jews. Yeah, yeah. That's been known for thousands of years. I don't know. This is not a new revelation. Oh, my God. Amazing. Uh, News 9 Australia confirmed on Wednesday that the one and only person arrested at the violent hate rally was a lone Jewish man who attempted to counter-protest by waving an Israeli flag. <laughs> oh, oh, my man. They treated you like a kulak, didn't they, Rabbi? Oh, man, that's a hell of a thing right there. Oh, well, what are you going to do? The peace, No refunds. The peaceable and law-abiding man was swiftly taken into custody by the police, who ignored the burning Israeli flags and called for a new holocaust while they hauled him away. Oh, man. Oh, this is a hell of a thing. What a time this is. 
Australian officials claimed the Jewish man was taken into protective custody for his own safety, which would, would have been bad enough if true. But the video from the scene Monday captured police telling the man he was arrested in relation to a breach of the peace. Mins insisted the police are still investigating the gas the Jews rally. Oh, you're not going to do a fucking thing. You're not going to do a thing. No, there's no way. You're not going to do a thing. Which was held without proper permits and involved illegal use of fireworks and flares. I would be stunned if they did anything. No, no, no. It's only the native white people in Australia that get fucking arrested for having rallies, uh, protesting lockdowns. The idea that they're going to commandeer Sydney's streets is not going to happen. Motherfucker, it did happen. And it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. Um, Min's apology was accepted by the NSW Jewish Board of Deputies. Um, they said the community will long remember the infamy and disgrace of what transpired. Australia's former ambassador to Israel, David Sharma, remained appalled by the government's response to the rally. Quote, how on earth did the New South Wales government allow this to happen? How did they allow an important show of solidarity with the hundreds of victims of terrorism in Israel to be hijacked by extremists to applaud these very acts of terror, he wrote on Instagram. MP Allegra Spender, who represents... Uh, a district near Sydney with a large Jewish population called the Sydney Opera House rally abhorrent and said Australia's Jewish community has been subject to appalling abuse. I, I would ask, do these people now understand how important immigration is in countries? Do you, you understand? Because you really understand it with your own country in Israel. They fucking understand that shit. Israel is really fucking based on immigration. Unfortunately, they don't, uh, many of them don't uh, have the same... Uh, based opinions about immigration for Western countries. See, that's where the hypocrisy comes in. Um, so, like, wh who, who are these uh, Jews uh, that are talking? Are they ones that are for open borders? Or are they ones that are like, yeah, we've been saying it from the beginning. Don't let these people in. We told you. You know, you'd think they'd put that in their comments. Okay? If, if, if you, for years, have been warning about mass immigration and said, I told you, now look, then... Okay, but you, wouldn't you say it? This would be the time to talk your shit. This would be the time to talk shit, to be like, I fucking told you, they just had a gas to Jews rally. But no, they're not saying that. They're not saying that. Okay, this is all very interesting. Um, let's see. NSW launched a program called Operation Shield on Wednesday to reinforce the perception of safety as well as actual safety. Oh, I don't think you're safe. No, no, I would not be saying that. Good luck. The head of the operation, NS, uh, NSW Police Deputy Commissioner, uh, Commissioner Mal Lanen, urged Jewish parents to send their children to school, knowing the police will be supporting them. We'll just wait until uh, Israel gets into full force with their assault on Gaza. There's already horrific images coming out. There's going to be a barrage of them once they figure out how to bypass the internet uh, getting uh, shut down. All that's going to do is piss off the muzzies even more, and then the terror attacks are going to start. Okay, and so are you going to make these comments to the to the uh, to the non-lunatics in Australia? Oh, everyone's safe. Don't worry, it'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. We strive to make this a peaceful community. Okay. I'm sure you do. Oh, yeah, you strive to make it a peaceful community by opening your borders to lunatics that want to kill you. Amazing. What a time. What a time. You know, there was a... Tr I keep referencing StarCraft. I don't know why. It's just what I think about. 
There used to be Ally. I haven't played in years, but I did play a lot, and we used to play. When I, and I was in the JWs. This was many years ago, and there was a little trick that we would play on each other. Uh, so sometimes you would, you would. I think there was. A, if I'm correct about this, I believe in the local area network because we were we i was in an apartment and this other jw was in the same apartment there was only like four apartments and we had two of them so we basically had half the apartments there and so we had a bunch of computers and people would come over and we would all play starcraft i believe there were alliances so if you were allied with someone so if you were the human uh, race and and i was the zerg i always liked playing the zerg they're like these uh they're like a cross between like insects and disease, and they it's just it's really I, I really and it, and they can build very quickly. Anyway, so if I sent my zergs to his base, they wouldn't attack. But there was something you could do to um, break off your allyship, and then your your guys would attack the guy immediately. That's what I, that's what I think is really happening here. Uh, uh, the the borders have been open. All of the Zergs have gone strategically in all the Western countries, and all they're waiting for is to you know for the Globo Homos to bring up the settings menu and you know untick the alliance, and then it is total fucking chaos, total chaos. I hope I'm wrong about that, but man, it really looks like that's what's going on here. Oh boy, wow, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, moving on here. Um, so um, then this motherfucker was like, we really understand that there's a very reasonable fear within the Jewish community. We have certainly accelerated the proactive patrols we're doing within the community. Uh, it's fully expected that those terrorist attacks and the resulting responses will have a long tail for the foreseeable future. And we need to participate or we need to prepare for that. He said the paperwork was submitted for another free Palestine rally. But he expected the NSW police to deny it. Oh, I'm sure they'll go along with the denial. The protest organizers have already proven they're not peaceful. Shouting racial epithets is not the definition of a peaceful protest. Well, that is bullshit. Racial epithets are should be totally protected speech. Um, but this is Australia. They don't have free speech. But the, the whole, just the whole visual is hilarious. Hudson said the paperwork was not submitted in time. Police are currently in negotiations with the organizers for the event. It's unauthorized at this stage. Organizers may want to decide to move it, and if that's the case, there will be considerations. Oh, they're going to have it. What, are you kidding me? Pressed by reporters, Hudson admitted the police would be unlikely to use force to stop the Sunday event if the organizers proceeded anyway. He became evasive when asked if the police would take action against more chance of gas the Jews. I, again, I think gas the Jews would be protected speech in America. Uh, and I want to be clear, I'm not saying these rallies should be shut down. If the, if the muzzies get violent, absolutely shut it down. But, uh, but if they're not violent, uh, then you know, people are, are protesting. But the reason I, I say that, because I understand the temptation. I under, especially if you're talking about AIDS commies, okay? I, would I desire to see an AIDS commie uh, rally get the boot? Oh, hell yeah. I would, I'd have to really control myself. <clears throat> I'd need a cigarette after that. However, just understand in the time and place that we're in now, if they do that, they are going to do it to us without question. Without question. So I would say don't ban the rallies. I don't agree with Dave Rubin. Uh, I think Dave Rubin is completely wrong. Usually that means he will block you and uh, that will be, he will hold a grudge 
uh, with you forever on that, no problem. That's fine. That's no, no issue. Um, Hudson said the police will invoke a special stop and search power for the first time in 20 years. Oh, really? Really? You're going to do stop and frisk, are you? Oh, wow. Isn't that fascinating? Oh, it's incredible. And he did on Wednesday, he urged Australians not to attend the Sunday pro-Hamas rally. You know how you want to avoid a pro-Hamas rally? You don't import people that are sympathetic to Hamas into your country. It's simple. Then you don't have to worry about it. Oh, man. The experience from Monday and the admitted inability by the organizers of the event who have come out and said they can't control who attends apart from them causes us great concern. We're worried that a potentially violent protest will infringe upon the free movement of people who are here with their families to enjoy what hopefully will be a pleasant day within the city. I wouldn't. I would stay the fuck away from there, especially if you are white or Jewish. Now, this whole thing, this is like, and, and, and what's interesting is the motherfucker from Breitbart, which, by the way, so this guy Polak from uh, uh, Breitbart, right? Uh, John Polak or Steve Polak, I forget his name. I think it's Polak. Okay, he's not Polish, by the way. Um, so he first came out and was like, basically kill all of the people in Gaza. And then he, he backed off and said, you know, I apologize. I lost my cool and whatever. That's fine. You know, I just, I just, I'm entertained by people losing their shit on Twitter. It's fucking, it's, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Um, anyway, but then he, he walked that back, but then he said some shit where I was like, what the fuck? He was like, we should move all of the civilians out of Gaza and then, you know, take out Hamas and then bring all the Gazans into this country. Are you crazy? Well, Joel, Joel, it's Joel Polak. Polak, are you fucking cr What are you talking about, dude? What are you... What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, my God. And then the people had, who have been arguing for a long time that Jews are subversive are going, I told you, I fucking told you. What am I going to say to them? What, what's my argument? Can you give me an argument? I don't have an argument. When, when someone like that says, I told you, see what he's doing? What, what, what am I going to say? I'm going to be like, uh, yeah, well, I'll get back to you. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> Are you saying I'll get back to you because you don't have an argument? Yeah, exactly. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> You're not helping your side. You're not helping your side. Although, you know, it could be that they are subversive. That, that might be the answer. I hope that's not the answer. It's kind of a black pill thing. I mean, some of them are, definitely. But like, you know, now the right wing ones, I guess they're subversive too. Man, what a time. What a time. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Joel Pollock not helping his team. Anyway, uh, House Republicans introduced uh, the Gaza Act to stop Biden from importing Palestinians to the U.S. Now, okay, now, now good on these Republicans to, I guess, disagree with Joel Pollock to say, hey, we're not bringing any of these people in. I think the Biden administration... First of all, all they got to do is ship them to the southern border and they'll be let in. So I think they're probably coming in no matter what. Um, Tom Tiffany and Andy Ogles are introducing legislation that would ban Joe Biden's administration from importing Palestinians to the United States to be resettled in American communities. The bill exclusively shared with Breitbart News ahead of its introduction is titled Guaranteeing Aggressors... Uh, 
Zero Admission Act, or the Gaza Act, legislation would prevent Biden's administration from issuing visas to those with Palestinian Authority passports. Um, likewise, the bill would prevent Biden's Department of Homeland Security from funneling Palestinians into the U.S. through the agency's parole pipeline. You know they're going to do this. They don't give a fuck. This bill's not even going to pass. Uh, so, you know, and if they got to his desk, he would just veto it. They're going to bring, I'm telling you, they are going to make this the most explosive powder keg they possibly can for the 2024 election. Holy shit. So there you go. That's a hell of a thing. Um, <laughs> this is hilarious. Globalist foreign policy architect Henry Kissinger admits multiculturalism was a grave mistake. <laughs> okay. Globalist foreign policy architect Henry Kissinger, among the men responsible for crafting the world we live in today, is admitting multiculturalism is a failure. Kissinger, by the way, it, first of all, that's obviously true. It's a massive failure, but we haven't truly learned the lesson. We are about to learn the lesson, I think. We are about to learn the lesson in, an, in a way that is just going to be unbelievable. Kissinger said during an interview with Politico that it was a grave mistake to force people from a bunch of different cultures and religions into the same country. So it's almost like race and culture matter, Henry. It was a big mistake to let in so many people of completely different cultures, religions, and concepts because it creates a pressure group to, to inside each country that does this. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Big League Politics has reported on how the rise of multiculturalism has put Christians in serious danger throughout the world. Christianity has become the most persecuted religion in the world in recent years, and this fact is obvious looking at Europe where vandalism and terror are rapidly becoming part and parcel of the cultural landscape. The Observatory on Intolerance and Discrimination Against Christians is reporting that attacks on Christianity as well as vandalism of churches and monuments are rising steeply. In France alone, anti-Christian attacks have quadrupled. Wow, upstairs Nigar is really uh, active. Uh, quadrupled from 2008 to 2019 as the Muslim invasion has taken hold. The mainstream media and the Catholic Church have been unwilling to speak about this persecution as it gets in the way of their social justice narrative for pushing a third world, uh, for pushing for third world Muslim refugees to overwhelm the West. They have largely swept this epidemic under the rug, allowing it to worsen exponentially in recent years. Meanwhile, Pope Francis is calling for more tolerance of the religion of Islam and refuses to call out the religion's adverse effects on Catholics and other Christians throughout the globe. He said, some may ask, but why does the Pope visit the Muslims and, and not only the Catholics? With Muslims, we're descendants of the same Father Abraham. What God wants is fraternity between us in a special way. Oh, I'm sure he does. Meanwhile, Muslim rape gangs rav... Yeah, the God of the... the, the, the <laughs> You're bringing up the Old Testament. Yeah, the God of the Old Testament was really open to how people worshipped him. He, he was really open to different ways. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's hilarious. Meanwhile, Muslim rape gangs ravage the entirety of Europe as children are regularly victimized, with the perpetrators often given leniency by liberal courts. The fruits of diversity and multiculturalism are on full display, and unless globalism is stopped in Europe and throughout the world... These forces of evil will reign supreme in the West before long. Yeah, that's true. Based. 
Kissinger, as he approaches his deathbed, apparently wants to atone for his sins against mankind. He is still as guilty as any other globalist for the rape of the West that's ongoing. He would probably still keep doing it, too. Now, credit to the publica for talking about this, because I don't see anyone else talking about this as far as an outlet. There are people, of course, talking about this on Twitter, but the publica has wrote an article about it. And uh, so credit to them. This is the quarterings outlet. Um, I don't think the quartering has fully gotten his time in the box yet related to this kind of shit. And I, I, I'm interested to see uh, what he does. I, I hope he doesn't cuck. Um, but um, but uh, if, you know, the ADL and the powers that be ever get wind of reporting like this, or God forbid, the accurate reporting about the uh, origins of gender ideology... Which was uh, was a pretty good article. Uh, they named names, and it was a hell of a thing. Anyway, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, if they make a big deal out of it, he does not cuck. I have no idea what he will do. I think it's 50-50. But I would respect it. If he doesn't cuck, I'll fucking respect that. I will respect that. Is Israel launches massive ad campaign on Twitter and YouTube in an effort to gather support against Hamas. And they're putting in, like, kitty rainbow... Uh, 40 infants were murdered in Israel. The Israeli Foreign Affairs Ministry has prompted discussion after launching an ad campaign on social media to garner support for their retaliation against Hamas following a surprise October 7th offensive. I think this is also trying to get support for the United States involvement into a larger conflict. I think that's also going on here. Uh, many are denouncing the ads of, as propaganda, while others are raising concerns about the disturbing content within the ads being forcibly shown to users without their consent. On October 12th, some users on Reddit and Twitter reported being targeted with bizarre pre-video pre ads on YouTube on the conflict in Israel. One ad in particular, which was reportedly intended to reach audience seeking family content, featured animated ponies and rainbows to nursery-like music over text stating that 40 infants were murdered by Hamas terrorists. And then it put ISIS in parentheses, concluding the ad asks viewers to support Israel amid its ongoing conflict with Palestine. Now hug your baby and stand with us, they say. Holy shit, man. <laughs> And if you have a problem with this propaganda, you're an anti-Semite and you love burned babies. That's at least according to Ben Shapiro. One user on Reddit uploaded a video of the ad to the platform's R Weird subcommunity, prompting intense discussion and debate on the contents. Most com commenters reacted with disbelief, unsure if it was real. The original poster stated he'd been trying to watch a video on Baldersgate when he got the bizarre advertisement. Excuse me, sir. Before you watch this video on Baldersgate, our parents would like to have a word. <laughs> An unskippable word. Soon after, some Twitter users began to report spotting the ad for themselves. The publica was able to verify yesterday that the advertisement originated from the official YouTube account of the Israeli Foreign Affairs Ministry and had been used as part of an international ad buy that resulted in the video getting over 900,000 views in just 24 hours. Jeremy Hambly, co-founder of the Publica, quoted the uploaded video and pointed out an apparent double standard in YouTube's acceptable content policy. L look. If you're going to tread in this area, just do not cuck when they come for you. Because then it's pointless. Because then you're helping them. But if you want to put your neck out there a little bit, this isn't like going hard. But this is, you, 
you publicly criticizing the, in any way the government of Israel is a risk. Okay? I don't know if he realizes what the score is. I think he probably does. We'll see. We'll see. But credit to him because right now, especially on the right, there is a lot of scared people right now who don't want to say the wrong thing. There's some people who are boldly, well, actually, there's a combination of some people who are being boldly reasonable and consistent and respect to them. And there's some people being super insanely retarded and, and, and bloodthirsty. So it's a combination. So, hey, uh, a credit to the quartering. Just don't cuck if they come for you. That's all. That, that's all. If you want to enter into the realm of criticizing Israel, even mildly, do not cuck when they come for you. Otherwise, then, you know, what's the point? You're helping them. Anyway, he says, I can't run my own channel trailer as an ad buy or as an ad because they say it's political. But Israel can buy over a million impressions in just a few hours for their wartime propaganda designed to get Americans to support war. Yeah, that's that is what they're doing. That's what they're doing. All right. Well, good for you. Good for you. You got you got some mild criticism for for our parents. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, in addition to running YouTube ads, Israel appears to have launched a similar ad campaign on Twitter, which utilizes multiple videos with extremely graphic content. One disturbing clip appears across the platform refers to Israeli women being brutally slaughtered in their homes while utilizing videos and photos of bloodied women, while in another, a gruesome photo of a bloodied baby corpse is shown. The advertisement has prompted widespread debate and outrage on social media, with some supporting the grisly imagery, while others condemn the shocking content. One Twitter user said, why is Israel making ads with dead babies? And why is Elon Musk allowing it? Uh, another user says, just a heads up, I'm now getting ads that show graphic and potentially triggering imagery from Israel and the Hamas attack without any warnings. As previously reported by the Publica, Hamas fighters from Gaza launched a full-scale offensive against Israel on Saturday, uh, almost 50 years after the Yom Kippur War of 73. Uh, they left 1,200 dead, and then the Israeli military um, launched airstrikes into Gaza, and the death toll is unknown. It's in the thousands. We'll see what it ends up with. So, all right, very interesting. Okay, <clears throat> I think Rich Barris is the best pollster in the country, and um, uh, when if Rich Barris has analysis about RFK, I think it's credible even if it says something that I wish it didn't, okay? But uh, I think he's legit. I hope he's wrong about this. Rich Barris says that RFK's independent run hurts Trump more than Biden in 2024. Big Data Poll director Rich Barris looks into the impact an independent run from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. will have on the 2024 presidential election. Uh, quote, there's only room, quoting Barris, it's only room for one outsider in a presidential race. There is one establishment candidate, two outsiders or anti-establishment candidates. They're going to split the anti-establishment vote, at least in some way. Whether it's 80-20, 90-10, it doesn't matter. And that's going to allow the establishment candidate to win. The short answer is it hurts Trump about a point more than it hurts Biden. The reason for that is not that cut and dry. Trump leads by two when it's just him and Biden and a generic someone else. He leads by one 
when uh, RFK is in the race. If you put Green Party candidate West in there, Trump leads by three. You can see that trend right there. The mere talk of an independent run by RFK decreased the share of the two-party vote because there is an appetite out there for a legitimate independent run. RFK, despite his name, despite him being from the Northeast, in the Northeast, anywhere between 18 to 20 percent of the total vote nationwide is the smallest, but the most liberal. That is where RFK gets not just total votes, he gets the least share of the vote from the Northeast. If you look at who RFK voters are, they come from the South, which is 35 to 38% nationwide. The South is the largest group for RFK, followed by the Midwest, which is about 22% of the vote. Followed closely behind that is the Western part of the country. So it hurts Trump because it's drawing voters who without RFK in the race would otherwise back Donald Trump. There are more conservatives in this country than there are liberals. So if you're getting an equal share, slightly more, one point more, share for conservatives, you're drawing more of the conservative vote than you are the liberal vote. It's about 12% for each, a little more for the conservatives, but it's twice the actual number of votes coming from conservatives. You could seriously have a situation where Trump wins the popular vote by a point and loses the electoral college. Why? Because of Macomb County, Michigan, Monroe County, Michigan. You need big margins from those two to offset how much you're going to get creamed in Wayne County. So hopefully the uh, Trump campaign is cognizant of this and they develop a strategy to deal with this. Um, and so we'll see. Uh, could Rich Barris be wrong? Absolutely. He could absolutely be wrong. Do I hope he's wrong? Yes, I do hope he's wrong. Uh, but I have to be consistent. If someone that I think is credible says something I don't like, that's really not a, that shouldn't be a factor. Whether I like this or not, it doesn't really matter. That doesn't matter. Um, so there we go. I hope, I hope he's wrong. But it's, it seems like a reasonable argument. And uh, so we'll see what happens. Let's talk about open sex markets, 24 hours a day in Los Angeles. And these are like AIDS-filled sex markets. Of course, what sex market is not AIDS-filled, really? Let's be real. Open sex markets, 24 hours a day in wake of Dembacked Law. Prostitution spreads in California. This is the pedophile homosexual Scott Weiner. Californians are complaining about barely clothed prostitutes roaming the streets in broad daylight, an issue heightened by Democrat Governor Newsom signing Senate Bill 357. SB 357, which was authored by pedophile Democrat homosexual State Senator Scott Weiner and backed by the ACLU, decriminalizes loitering with intent to commit prostitution. Critics say the law effectively decriminalizes prostitution in California. National City Mayor Ron Morrison, an independent, recently criticized the law, telling Fox News that prostitutes are now wearing less than what you would consider a scanty negligee and flaunting it in everyone's face. Morrison also said the law, which was signed by Newsom last year, ties the hands of law enforcement, stating the moment the bill was signed, everyone knew the rules were out the window. San Diego Police Chief David Nislet likewise told the Daily Wire that the law made it extremely difficult for police to get involved. In the past, you know, when we were able to contact women or those involved in the sex trafficking, we could use the loitering with intent after we watched them. Once they decriminalized that, we really don't have an entryway into making the, the contact anymore. Uh, what we're seeing now is we have these open sex markets, 24 hours a day, 365 days out of the year. Morrison claimed police also can't apprehend these women for indecent exposure since the way the law is written, if their genitals are covered, they can't be arrested. 
Video footage from the Bay Area and San Diego in particular show women walking the streets in G-strings, bras, and high heels, sometimes bending over in traffic at all times of the day. Residents have routinely complained about the noise, the fighting, the drug use, and how it's wildly inappropriate for such behavior to be around children. The residents who have spoken out typically anonymously also worry for the women selling themselves, fearing that they could be sex trafficking victims. Could? <laughs> could? What do you mean could? They are. What are you, what are you kidding me? This is state-enforced human trafficking is happening in California. And this is the same place that made it uh, not a crime uh, for children to prostitute. Remember that? That was quite a few years ago. That helps the child traffickers. This is the Democrat platform. Chief Neslet said the law emboldens those trafficking women, specifically younger women, and makes it much harder for us to rescue those victims. Just because you decriminalize something doesn't mean the impact on the victim, those who are being trafficked or on the community, goes away. In fact, sometimes like this, it increases. The pedophile, Wiener, said he drafted the legislation to protect trans and black and brown women. <laughs> the pedophile homosexual said, quote, Why would we have a criminal law allowing a police officer to arrest you based exclusively on how you look, not on what you do? I mean, that's just totally made up. He just made that up. That's wrong. We shouldn't have that kind of law in the books. Well, dumb homosexual pedophile. We don't have that law in the book. That's just, you're just making that up. And people have plenty of laws that deal with trafficking and they should be doing uh, more to work on addressing trafficking and less time complaining. Yeah, again, pedophile homosexual. You are making it harder for those people to address trafficking on purpose. You know what you're doing. Anti-sex trafficking advocates and local leaders, including both Democrats and Republicans, are currently working to repeal SB 357. But thus far, those efforts have fallen short. The law continues to have strong support from Democrats in the Senate. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is a hell of a time. Mm. Let's get to some clown world economic news. Here, here we go. Biden's Department of Justice warns financial institutions they cannot reject illegal immigrants' credit applications. <laughs> Wow, wow, okay. Oh my God. The DOJ put financial institutions on notice for rejecting illegal immigrants' credit applications. What the fuck? The DOJ issued the warning and in a joint statement to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau on Thursday. The DOJ and CFPB said in a press release that illegals had filed complaints about credit application rejections. See, this is why you have to have deterrence. This is why you must have deportation. In a sane country, no illegal would do that because they know that in a sane country, they would immediately be deported. Okay? This is like if a drug dealer calls the cops and it's like, hey, someone stole my drugs. Can you help me? Which, by the way, some, uh, some just horrifically disgusting prostitutes uh, black prostitutes did that the other day. There was a video of this like southern cop. I think it was in Texas. He was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my whole career. This woman was like, they stole my drugs. Help me. Anyway. Of course, I think that was a similar thing to the all-time clip from many years ago that is in the uh, Black People News bumper labeled, you know, white supremacy news. 
where this white woman called the cops, this white prostitute, crackhead, whatever. I guess this was like a mixed race, poor area. I don't know what, anyway. All of these people are characters. Um, she calls the police because she's accusing a black woman of stealing her drug money. So then when the cops, I can't, I, I can't, I wish I could do it justice. So then when the cops talk to the black woman, she says, starts talking about her child. She's like, this is my child, my child. I don't sell crack. I'm a prostitute. That's one of the greatest lines of all time in the history of cops. One of the best lines of all time. So apparently that also was one of these uh, total seven IQ retards calling the cops to settle a drug dispute. So it's not a new thing. That was like in the 80s. I think that episode's from like 1989 or something. Oh, my child. <laughs> this is my child. My child. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Anyway, okay. So the, anyway, the bottom line is uh, you can't deny illegals uh, credit. Holy shit. The EU could push its private message ban as early as next week. Oh, this is going to be great. Yeah, banning private messages. The EU is getting closer to pushing through legislation known among critics as chat control. Uh, officially, child sex abuse regulation, of course, that's going to be the umbrella. And is hoping to reach a deal uh, within the block as early as next week. <clears throat> um, obviously, child sex abuse is a problem. Child trafficking is a problem. When the literal traffickers are coming to you claiming they want to help fix the problem, as long as you allow them to censor, yeah, obviously that's going to be total bullshit. Um, <clears throat> one of those who have been consistently opposed to the controversial upcoming rules is the German member of European Parliament, Patrick Breyer. Well, good for him. Um, so ultimately, they are going to try to ban private messaging uh, in the EU they probably will it'll probably work it'll probably work and uh, we'll see what happens with that but it's uh, it's not good now you got uh, give me uh, one second hold on a second give me like uh, 30 seconds here Okay, yeah, speaking of the kids, kid fuckers running the EU, they've apparently opened an investigation into Elon Musk and Twitter after uh, Elon Musk did not censor the way they wanted him to, <clears throat> sparking serious concerns over severe censorship and free speech restrictions. The EU has initiated a formal investigation into Twitter due to perceived misinformation related to the recent Hamas attack on Israel. The potential risk of such probes is that they could lead to a world where a centralized authority determines the validity of opinions and controls information flow. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
From the perspective of anti-censorship advocates, this move by the EU is a slippery slope. Um, the imperative question that arises is who gets to define misinformation and how can it be ensured that bias or interest of the few do not influence these definitions? I mean, they don't care about that. This is going to be global homo speech only. Um, let's see. In the wake of recent hostilities between Israel and Hamas, there's been a substantial uptick in digital content related to the conflict, some containing graphic imagery. While the EU's initiative is purportedly to quell misinformation, it raises the age-old question, um, where does one draw the line between censoring misinformation and infringing upon free speech? Elon Musk, now at the helm of Twitter, received a letter from EU Commissioner Thierry Britton signaling unease on the platform that it could be a conduit for what the EU deems illegal content and disinformation. In response, Musk advocated for transparency, inviting the EU to make public the alleged violations, thereby allowing the public to form their opinions. Our policy is that everything is open source and transparent. This is what Musk said. And I approach that I know, uh, an approach that I know the EU supports. Please list the violations you allude to on Twitter so the public can see them. So then in response to the request for evidence, Theory Breton decided to open an investigation because these people are tyrants. They're not interested in, in anything other than pure obedience. Um, yet Breton's rejoiner was less than satisfactory for proponents of free discourse. He said, you are well aware of your users and authorities' reports on fake content and glorification of violence. Up to you to demonstrate that you walk the talk. This statement underscores a problematic vagueness and subjectivity in determining what constitutes a gray area that poses a potential threat to free speech. Yeah, it's total bullshit. Total bullshit. I'm glad Elon Musk didn't go along with it. I think part of the problem is that it's impossible to... First of all, it's impossible to satiate these lunatics because they did do a bunch of uh, banning of like um, pro-Palestine accounts. Weird things going on, though. YouTube... I forget who who YouTube banned. YouTube gave someone a community guideline strike for calling Hamas animals. They called it hate speech. So that would indicate that the AIDS commie left has more control over YouTube than the Zionists, right? Because that would be that would be something the Zionists want. They they you know you call Hamas animals, they would have no problem with that. Um, but uh, you, you call them animals on YouTube and you get in trouble. I forget who got in trouble for it, but uh, that's interesting. Okay, let's uh, get to some videos here. Uh, one moment. All right, we'll start with... Uh, oh, whoops, okay, let's see. I don't think there was any... Was there MSNBC? Oh, no, okay, that's from earlier. Okay. Okay, so uh, let's see. We'll start out here. Uh, this seems to be a more minor video. Hold on a second. Um, let's see. Okay, yeah. Well, here is uh, TYT covering the EU threatening to ban Twitter over misinformation. European Union officials are threatening to ban X, formerly known as Twitter, if Elon Musk fails to do something about what they consider disinformation about the Israel-Gaza war. In a statement to Insider, member of European Parliament, Stephanie Jan Corinne, 
made this following statement. These are not empty threats. The EU commissioner gave Musk a deadline of 7 p.m. Central European time on Wednesday, that was yesterday, to comply with European Union regulations. And he has responded. Now, should Musk fail to do something about what they deem disinformation, the social media platform could be sanctioned and even banned, she said. She also argued that Elon Musk must understand that with his platform having more than 350 million users comes higher responsibilities. There cannot be any illegal content or disinformation circulating within Europe anymore. Go fuck yourself, Stephanie. In addition, in a letter signed by Thierry Breton, the European Commissioner for the Internal Market, the EU said on Tuesday that the commission had indications the platform was being used to disseminate illegal content and disinformation in the EU over Hamas's attacks against Israel. Now I do want to get to Elon Musk's response to it in just a moment. But I have to say it is incredibly difficult to moderate disinformation on social media platforms. Who is the arbiter of that disinformation? Who makes the decisions? Twitter has community notes, which I think, you know, have been helpful. I will admit that. I have noticed that, you know, some of the claims that were inaccurate have been corrected. However, some of those claims get repeated without community notes included, and that's a problem. Elon Musk responded by saying, Our policy is that everything is open source and transparent, an approach that I know the EU supports. Please list the violations you allude to on X so that the public can see them. Merci beaucoup. And he responded, Brenton's responded to Musk by saying that the billionaire was well aware of warnings from users and authorities about fake content and glorification of violence. Now, Hamas has been banned from using the platform. However, there are individuals who might not be part of Hamas, but they are using videos that are put out by this group on the social media platform, and they are not that content is not being taken down. So that's part of the complaint here. Some media organizations also did their own review of what's been transpiring in regard to the messaging and the content on the war in Israel and Palestine. Over the weekend, X flagged several posts as misleading or false, including a video purportedly showing Israeli airstrikes against Hamas in Gaza. Thousands of users saw the post and the most widely shared posts were flagged as misleading by the platform. Still, dozens of posts with the same video and caption were not flagged by X's system, according to CNBC's review. And look, there has been a lot of misinformation and disinformation shared on the platform. I think we've all kind of come across it. And just as a warning to you all, you know, it's a warning that I take seriously myself. You can't just believe everything you see on any social media platform. You have to find a way to corroborate it, find an actual credible source to confirm it. And I know that's an incredibly difficult thing to do, but if you're unable to do that, I think it's safer to avoid taking those posts as as truth. Yeah, so uh, Elon Musk sometimes does things that are just so silly. So. Oh, why don't you show us the videos, huh? Well, because they just told you that they're overly violent and fake. So why would- How dare you ask for evidence, bigot? Would the people who want you to take those videos down, take them and then show them? 
Yeah, how dare you ask us for evidence? You think they're children? Are they going to fall for that ha-ha trick? Asking for evidence is a ha-ha trick, according to the likely lawbreaker, Cenk Uger. So Actual Justice Warrior put a video out um, suggesting that Cenk Uger is breaking the law uh, by running for president because Cenk Uger knows that he is not eligible to run for president. And he speculated that it was possible that Cenk could face an indictment. Now, I think it's unlikely Cenk would face an indictment, but boy, wouldn't that be fantastic. That would be fantastic. I'd love to see that. That's absurd. Okay, so now look, when it comes to uh, Twitter, I can't call it X, it's so silly. Anyway, um, is it difficult to monitor all of the fake videos on an enormous platform like that? Yes, it is, no question. We consider doing a platform and one day we will uh, at TYT. Yeah, yeah. And I know the mechanics of running one because of that. And it is very difficult, okay? Now, having said that, here's where size matters. So these rules do not apply in Europe unless you have 45 million daily users. That is a giant number. Now, Twitter has 350 million. So they're way larger than even where the regulations would apply. That is when you hire a lot of people because you're making a lot of money to do that difficult task of moderating. But Elon fired all the moderators and or a lot of the moderators and he fired like three quarters of his staff. That's why the platform is overrun with fake videos, gory videos. By the way, by all accounts, I Again, you're a retard if you think fake, quote unquote, fake videos should be removed from the platform, you're an idiot. You are a fucking idiot if you think fake videos should be removed from the platform. That memes can be fake videos. What an idiot this guy is. I haven't seen it. It's, I'm not saying that just to say, oh, not me. I'm not looking for it. Anyways, people say that Twitter is totally overrun with porn, right? So that's not supposed to be the case either. But that's what f happens when you fire three quarters of your employees. Again, dumb idiot. Porn is allowed on Twitter. You're a moron. So he's got to figure this thing out. You're either going to have a platform that's moderated, or you're not going to have a platform in Europe and in a lot of other places. Well, fuck Europe. Europe can eat a goddamn dick. Look, America is totally lawless. You can buy the American government anytime you want, and you can pass any law. Cenk thinks free speech is lawlessness. You can be completely unregulated. But the rest of the developed world has laws and rules and regulations you have to abide by. That's so that's how he views American freedom. That's why this guy is a traitor. He has no business running for president and, and he can't run for president. It's a total scam. I hope he is indicted over it. True. Uh, the other thing that makes this a far more complicated story though is we're talking about a global social media platform. And so the idea that the anti-free speech regulations that may exist in one country impacting what we see here in the, in the United States is a little concerning. Well, no, and so that's difficult for sure because now you gotta comply with 200 different sets of laws. But remember, these things don't apply to you unless you're already relatively gigantic, okay? And now if they apply- So what? I the things that are not gigantic, then I disagree with them. Because that kind of- that you're, you're splitting hairs. Oh, Because it's big, now we have to obey 
totally anti-American rules on speech? Go fuck yourself. You you belong back in Turkey, motherfucker. Overregulation kills American. off small businesses. You don't believe in America. You don't believe in the First Amendment. You got to go back. You need to go back, Cenk. You need to go back. And lease the monopolies for businesses that are already large. So it's a balancing act. You have to be, you know, you have to use good judgment here. But for the giant businesses, no, they all have a choice to make. So when, for example, if Iran says. Okay, if you uh, have any kind of freedom on X or Twitter or whatever, or you don't do Iranian propaganda, I'm not gonna allow you uh, in Iran. You you guys just gotta say, okay, then you're not allowing me in Iran and I'm moving. And right? Musk did bend to uh, the will of the Chinese government so for he, business reasons. 100%, so look at the decision that, that Elon Musk is making, and this is just the fact. He's willing to say to the Chinese, which is, not a democracy in any way, shape, or form. It run by now essentially one guy. You can call it a Politburo, you can call it a dictatorship, you can call it whatever you like, okay? But he says to them, well, your market is large enough, so I'll do whatever your government tells me to do. Oh, Europe, you're not quite as large and you believe in freedom and democracy, so I'm not going to listen they to you. They don't believe in freedom and democracy. They are arguing that he needs to censor the internet at, excuse me, his platform at lunatic draconian levels. Okay, well now, look, Europe ain't nothing to mess with. When they say there's a regulation, it's not like America where you could just bribe all the government officials, okay? They'll apply that regulation and they'll cut off Twitter and then we'll see what happens then. Well, you should move to Europe. They love taking in greasy Muslims. All right, moving on here. Uh, so Alexa, I don't know what's going on, but it looks like Alexa was based very briefly. Alexa, was the 2020 election stolen? From rumble.com, the 2020 election was stolen by a massive amount of election fraud. Based. From rumble.com, yes. apparently Alexa thinks- 100% accurate. Thinks the 2020 election was stolen according to that source. Awesome. Um, and if you ask the question just right, that was the surprising response you get from Alexa, which has, Wait. by the way, 71 million users. Um, absolutely absurd. Let's get into some of the facts. Washington Post reported that asked about fraud in the race in which Joe Biden defeated President Trump with 306 electoral college votes. The popular voice assistant said it was stolen by a massive amount of election fraud, citing Rumble, a video streaming service favored by conservatives. Of course, Peter Thiel backed. The 2020 races were quote, notorious for many instances of irregularities and indications pointing to electoral fraud taking place in major metro centers, according to Alexa, referencing Substack, a subscription newsletter service. Anyone can write anything on there. Alexa contended that Trump won Pennsylvania, citing an Alexa answers contributor. Excellent. And uh, not surprising, but in extremely infuriating and frustrating. Oh, frustrating I'm so glad you found it frustrating, Ojama King. Aspect of the story is that the one of the reasons this might be happening is because Amazon is trying to make Alexa more balanced and buying into the myth that if you take some information from the left and some information from the right and split the difference, you're right. going to get. See, Ojama King, uh, uh, who's totally not a tranny. Uh, Ojama King wants it only to be information from the left. That's what she, 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 <laughs> that's what she considers balanced. And to the truth, despite the fact that the truth is the truth. 
you don't need to look at right-wing news sources and left-wing news sources to, to right. parse. You need to just obey us. Through and find the actual truth. Right. You don't need to parse th through things and try to figure it out. You just obey Ojama King. Uh, but the Washington Post did do some uh, analysis on this and wrote, the inconsistent answers from Alexa could reflect an attempt by developers to draw from a wide range of news sources across the political spectrum to address concerns of bias, said Meredith Brossard, an associate professor at New York University and author of More Than a Glitch, Confronting Race, Gender, Fusion and Ability stuff. Bias in Tech. Developers, quote, often think that they have to give a balanced viewpoint, and they do this by alternating between pulling sources from right and left, thinking this is going to give balance. Rossard said, the most popular sources on the left and right vary dramatically in quality. Such attempts can be fraught. Earlier this week, the media company The Messenger announced a there new partnership is. with AI there company Seeker to eliminate bias in the news. Good luck. Yet Seeker's website characterizes some articles from the pro-Trump news it's network, like One American News, as center. I'm going to say that again. They categorize news from one American news as center and having very high reliability. Great. This is fantastic, I love to see it. Meanwhile, several articles from the Associated Press were rated very low. So somehow accurate assessment of news outlets is leaking in, that's a great sign. Standing, amazing stuff going on. Now I still would not have a goddamn Alexa in my house, but you know, to each his own. The idea, first of all, that you would be able to remove bias entirely from media, only someone working in the tech field would have the hubris to think that they could do that with AI. Particularly with the AI that they're using, favoring absolutely unhinged, right-wing entertainment news that you can't even classify as news. OAN, are you kidding me? OAN is way more credible than you. <sighs> but Amazon declined to explain why this its voice assistant draws 2020 election answers from unvetted sources. And they said this, these responses were errors that were delivered a small number of times and quickly fixed when brought to our attention. That's we quickly fixed it with the lie that the 2020 election was secure. Not true, we'll get into why in a Amazing. second. Amazing. Amazon spokeswoman Lauren Remhild said in a statement, we continually audit and improve the systems we have in place for detecting and blocking inaccurate content. Now she also said that during elections, elections excuse me, Alexa works with credible sources like Reuters, Ballotpedia and Real Clear Politics to provide real time information. But as I mentioned, it wasn't true that they fixed this issue, the small glitch in their system as they were calling it. After the Washington Post contacted contacted Amazon for comment, Alexa's responses changed. To questions the Post had flagged to the company, Alexa answered, I'm sorry, I'm not able to answer that. Other questions still prompt the device to say there was election fraud in 2020. I I would be really interested to see what that one AI company attempting to remove bias in media classifies TYT as. <laughs> I would be surprised if there was anything accurate. <laughs> um, but I mean, Jake, it is such a ridiculous notion that to find the truth, right? You have to watch, you have to read articles coming from, uh, you know, like The Intercept as your left wing news source and then balance it with 
the New York Post, right? That isn't how you derive the truth. That's not how you get to the 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 real information. It's an absurd notion pushed primarily by people on the right wing and in enlightened centrist types. Yeah. So apparently, like yeah, you just have to do blind obedience. This is the new mainstream media. Uh, he said, she said. I, one side <laughs> says the election was stolen, the other side says it wasn't. Now, mainstream media did, doesn't do that with the election, and it didn't do it with, on a couple of important matters. But my whole life, that's what they've been doing. So AI or mainstream media, for the great majority of, of, of my life, what difference does it make? Um, and when you equate truth with lies, it gives an enormous advantage to lies. Because it gives people an incentive to lie and say- Yeah, like you, you lie all the time. You got paid by the Katzenberg group to lie. Well, if it's gonna get balanced out, well, I might as well put in even more lies and more lies and more lies so I could eat away at the truth. Now, why do people do that? They do that for their own advantage and for their own gain. So Donald Trump's a little crybaby and when he uh, we took his toy away, the American government, he wanted to smash it to pieces. So he lied and lied about how the election was stolen, never presented one piece of evidence. Uh, that's a blatant outright lie. He's a grotesque, disgusting liar. Uh, that would be you. Uh, and so, and then that was repeated through his own echo chamber until now when AI goes to pick up, hey, was the election stolen or not? The internet has created a yes. de facto yes. macro yes. Uh, version of old school <laughs> mainstream media where- The internet. The internet, you cannot beat the internet. The internet is eventually going to take over. You are the walking dead, you and people like you that think that you can lie professionally in the information age. Years from now, people like Cenk will be looked back upon as the clowns that they are. Like, they, they tried to lie during the information age? How? That's retarded. Yeah, they were fucking retarded. They were they were retarded. I will say though, the if it's true, like with this whole debate over this burnt baby photo, whether it's AI or not, I I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, I've I've looked at both sides of the argument. I have no idea uh, if it is or not. Um, one of the arguments someone made is that because it's difficult to tell, that's going to be a problem because if AI is hard to detect, then we're really in trouble. And and that is true because I think if AI is hard to detect, that might give them the upper hand because they can make whatever they want. And then but but I don't know if that's true. So I think I think I'm going to have to start looking into how to detect AI and 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 fake pictures because you know, I have to be able to tell, like, because I, I don't know this. This is a pretty important story related to the uh, to the baby. Now, it's, now, if it's true that you can't really tell, then I don't even know what the hell that means. We're in trouble if that's the case. But I don't know if that is the case. Where the internet screams, the election was not stolen, and the election was stolen at the same ferocity, leaving the computer going, oh, right, and so and and but it's. The mainstream media still has a ton of blame here. Why? Number one, they they're the ones who came up with the trick in the first place to call their own bias objective. So they've always been in favor of status quo, uh, corporate donations, corrupt politicians, uh, and and the theater of politics. 
And so then they say, no, 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 our position is the objective one. And if you're on the left or you're on the right, you're all biased. The correct position is the corporate status quo, okay? So that central lie is what started a lot of this in the first place. And then they have to balance out that by going, oh, the left wing does this and the right wing does this. No, the intercept doesn't lie, TYT doesn't lie. If you we lie nonstop, all you do is lie. You lie so much that people have launched channels and careers because you lie so much. And because so many people see you lie, they watch the other channels that point out that you lie. That's how much you lie. You're one of the biggest liars in the history of YouTube. Make a mistake, we immediately correct. No, you don't. That's a blatant lie. And and so if you say, hey, Cenk, I don't agree with your opinions or perspectives or some of the other hosts, that's totally fine and fair. And I'm not telling Alexa or AI you have to have, take my opinion, right? Yes, you are. You're trying to enforce your bullshit fucked up opinion that the election was legitimate. And then sh and I wouldn't have them say that to other people, right? Um, we can all defend our own opinions and then the audience can uh, arrive at what they think is the truth. But the facts are not negotiable. Yes, they are. Because you make up your own facts, retard. That's a propaganda technique when people say, you're, you're, you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. That's total bullshit. That's totally made up. These people make up bullshit and then label it facts. With that type of world being the reality, then of course uh, people are entitled to their own facts. And the left-wing sources, generally speaking, the, the trustworthy ones, American Prospect. They're not trustworthy at all. Uh, Intercept, the lever. Intercept is terrible. For TYT, etc. TYT is terrible. They don't play around with facts. Yes, you do. You lie nonstop. They just don't. Uh, okay, Baghdad Bob. They, in fact, our facts and the full context of those facts are way better than mainstream media's. It's the same. Fucking greasy retard, you are exactly the same as the corporate media, exactly the same. So mainstream media doesn't tell you all the things wrong with the corporate perspective ever. They never tell you the story in elections that actually what decides elections literally 95% of the time is whoever has more corporate donations, whoever has more money. Leaving out that fact is a way of lying to your audience. And so the, and that if you wonder like why does it seem Especially, and I wrote all about this in Justice is Coming, that's my book, you can get it at tyt.com slash justice. But why did the mainstream media lean towards the right wing? So they made- They didn't lean towards the right wing, you're delusional. It could seem like the right wing is the center, and here they are again. The AI is now saying OAN is the center. OAN is so radical- No, they're not. So untrue that they- No, they're not. It might literally be sued out of existence. You should be sued out of existence. I would love to see that. For the lies that they have told. You should be sued out of existence for the lies that you've told. That's how monstrous those lies were. And so, but now, you know, all of a sudden they're the center again. Why? Because the right wing leaders, not their voters, but their leaders. I think I, re I just had an epiphany. I don't ever expect to be wealthy. Uh, but if I ever was wealthy, I think I would try to destroy um, all of these outlets through lawfare. I think that's what I would do with the money. That's what I would do with the money. Um, if I ever somehow got wealthy, I would try. I would just nonstop file lawsuits against 
the Young Turks, David Pakman, Sam Cedar. That's all I would do. I would I would assemble the best lawyers possible, and I would try to take them all down and dismantle them piece by piece. That's what I, I think I realized. That's what I would do if I got rich. I th- yeah, that's what I would do. Anyway, I, it'll never happen, but uh, that's what I would do. Love corporate rule. So that's why everything leans in the direction of the right wing. Oh, yeah, yeah, corporate. Everything leans in the direction of the right wing. What an idiot. Issues are great. Give them more <laughs> corporate tax because more corporate taxes. Oh, you don't want to help the average American. You don't want to give them paid family leave. You don't want to give them better health care. You don't want to give them better wages. Boo. Collectively, mainstream media, right wing leaders, and now Alexa say together. And, and look, to your question, uh, Ray, it's a good question as to how they would what, treat TYT. But every analysis I've ever seen that included TYT uh, is so lazy, so ridiculous. They just go, uh, TYT is progressive, and they admit they're progressive. So uh, we rank them as lower on truth. <laughs> what? <laughs> but that doesn't have anything to do with <laughs> if you presented the correct facts or not. Show me one thing that we've said wrong on air. Oh no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to call you by definition biased and wrong and counterfactual because you don't agree with corporate rule. Okay, so then spare me your BS so-called analysis, totally and utterly useless. And one last thing I'll say that I also mentioned in the book. If you do this trick that now Alexa's doing, but mainstream media has done for the last 25, 40 years. Some Republicans say this, Democrats say that. Well, what am I, a reporter? I'm gonna figure it out and tell you what's actually true. No, I'm just gonna say that they say those- Asshole, reporters are not supposed to tell you what they quote unquote think is true, that's preposterous. Two things and obviously in order to be neutral, I'm gonna pick the midpoint between those two points. Oh, it turns out the Democrats are also massively right wing and conservative issues and the Republican yeah, leaders- that's totally made up. Leaders are insane on economic issues. So the center is nowhere near the center of the actual country, according to polling. But what if both sides were wrong? Then these idiots are picking the midpoint between two wrong positions. Neutrality is so dumb. It is political correctness. See, only people who are liars have a problem with objectivity, like Chink. You're not supposed to be neutral to facts. You're supposed to be objective about facts. <laughs> You're retarded. And then give your analysis. Okay, that's incoherent. But AI is not prepared to do that. It can't, it can't do that. Uh, and, and unfortunately, the real human beings that have run mainstream media for so long aren't that much better at it. All right, let's move on to the next one. How a lecturer targeted Jewish students and even minimized the Holocaust. Oh man, is this like a far leftist? Oh man. Minimize the Holocaust, no way. Uh-oh, Ben Glebe, hold on a second. Terrorist. We're gonna rewind, because as we all know, Ben Glebe's entire family was slaughtered in the Holocaust, according to him, except for his one family member who he realized he was showing a picture of, and that picture was taken through an Apple iPhone. So he had to, he had to walk that back. That was, uh, <clears throat> he's real credible, That's real cre- that was real credible. That helped, that helped the whole Holocaust thing, Ben. You did a great job. There are lots of additional costs to hateful terrorist attacks like that carried out by Hamas. Not just in the immediate lives lost or even the trauma that will last a lifetime for the friends and family members who lost loved ones or even worse, were forced to witness it. It spreads across the world. It stokes hatred and bigotry and in this case, anti-Semitism, which seems to continually rear its head around the world. 
whenever Jewish people feel like they have a place they can feel safe. Just one very small case in point. This just happened at Stanford University here in America. Stanford University has suspended a lecturer following accusations that he directed Jewish students in his class to stand in the corner and describe Israelis as colonizers. I just, it's just amazing. This, this is what you have manifested for yourself. You thought you could, you could align with these people. And uh, apparently, Muhammad put the goddamn Arab bat symbol in the air, and, and now they're coming out and talking shit against Israel. In mass, the fucking, uh, you know, whatever, the Muhammad sign has been shined into the sky, and all the Arabs are now coming out and, and, and protesting and saying, gas the Jews, and the AIDS commie leftists are like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, this is who you got into bed with. Unbelievable. It's really funny. The realization is funny. Students in one of the classes recounted the lecturer blaming the outbreak of violence between Israel and Hamas on Zionists and saying Hamas's actions were part of a resistance. He then asked Jewish students to raise their hands and separated them from their belongings, explaining that he was simulating what Jews were doing to Palestinians. Israeli student leader Noria Cohen told the San Francisco Chronicle. What kind of a mental institution are colleges? What kind of mental institution? Holy shit. Oh, God forbid if you send your kid to one of these places. Oh, my God. And you got to pay for it? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's unreal. That is unreal. Look, they do shit like this to white kids all the time. Now it's just, you know, one of the times that it's happening to, to Jews. And they're, and they're realizing, wait a minute, you mean, uh, you mean all these uh, woke leftists, they, they don't like Jews? No, no, they don't like Jews. When Cohen said the lecturer asked students how many people had died in the Holocaust, when one student answered six million, the lecturer replied, yes, only six million. Students said the lecturer told them more people died as a result of colonialism than in the Holocaust, and that, and that colonization was what happened to Palestinians. Cohen and Andre Mandelstam added, they also said students recalled the lecturer separating people in both classes into different groups based on their identities and backgrounds and calling them colonizers and colonized. You went along with this when they were doing this with kindergarten kids and separating the black kids from the white kids. You and TYT went along with it. Now suddenly, because they're doing it to your group, now you have a problem with it. Isn't that fascinating? Oh, man. No refunds, motherfucker. Greenberg said he'd spoken to three students who attended the class, citing their accounts, said that the lecturer had said, colonizers killed more than six million. Israel is a colonizer. For the record, look at this image that I saw on social media, but it's accurate and it, I think, makes a very stark point. Israel is the tiny blue spot. You can barely even see it. It's in the upper right of the middle there. Arab world is in green. Tell me more about how Israel is colonizing Arab land. Well, I mean, well, well uh, that doesn't really make sense. This would be like if someone stole your house from you and you lived in a big neighborhood and then someone just brought the map up and, and was like, look, it's only this one house. Yeah, that doesn't, what kind of argument is that? What kind of argument is that? 
okay? An argument for people like you, yeah, you'll, you'll go along with whatever the fuck makes you feel good. But to the people you fucked in the ass, they're not gonna buy this. Come on. Anyway, whatever. I don't care. It's not my fucking problem. I think that characterization personally is ridiculous. In a statement, Stanford University said, without prejudging the matter, this report is a cause for serious concern. Academic freedom does not permit the identity-based targeting of students. What are you talking about? You've been doing this to white kids for like a decade. Oh, this is, by the way, you know what's gonna happen, right? They're gonna tell the, these fucking lunatics at Stanford, you can still do this to the white kids, just stop doing it to the Jewish kids. That's what they're gonna do. That is what is going to be the end result of this. The instructor in this course is not currently teaching while the university works to ascertain the facts of the situation. And this new outbreak of violence between Hamas and Israel has led to a spike in tensions on U.S. college campuses. With a truck this week driving around Harvard, for example, identifying students it said had signed a document blaming Israel for the war. Um, very, very scary to just see groups demonized unfairly um, and for that to, to come to our shores. Yeah, well, Ben, I, you, okay, I don't agree with the graphic. I'll tell you why I don't agree with the graphic in a second. And I think that Israel is colonizing uh, Palestinians. But, but we'll get to that, that's a different and important question. But that doesn't justify anything this uh, professor did. What he did was mental, what are you doing? First Again, of all, you have no problem when they do it to the white and black kids. Jewish Americans are not Israelis. It's ridiculous to like it makes it sound like they have a loyalty to a different country. No, there are brothers and sisters. Well, I mean, some of them do. Okay. I don't know about these kids particularly. The whole this whole thing is a circus. This is one big racial circus. And they're Americans. They're one hundred percent Americans. Second of all, never separate people based on race, religion. What do you? <laughs> what is that? I, I I really I take great pleasure in watching leftists um, I'm not going to use that gay analogy of oh the tiger ate my face or whatever I don't know what it, whatever that is I, I will how about this the leftists are realizing oh these AIDS needles that we've been injecting into ourselves has AIDS oh I can't believe it yeah yeah again you made this bed you made this bed the Jews go over there, are you insane? That's a lunatic thing to do. And it wouldn't be right if you said the Muslims go over there, or the Christians, the Buddhists, the Hindus, etc. But but honestly, especially the Jews. Like the last time people did that, it didn't end well. So that what no like this professor is out of his mind. And I don't know why we're having a conversation of colonization versus Holocaust. They're both terrible. Why are you comparing the two? What is the fact that colonists even if colonization was worse? And I hate this conversation entirely about what's worse. They're both horrible. Even if it was worse, what's your point? Was that, does that make the Holocaust okay? No, the Holocaust is one of the worst things that have, has ever happened in humanity. So, it, the- no, You said it wrong. It, you, you're only allowed to say the worst thing to ever happen in the whole universe. The professor is a billion percent wrong on every- And you're supposed to totally ignore uh, any other horrible event that has happened. So now, having said that, Ben, the problem with that graphic is, okay, so they're not, but nobody said they're colonizing all the Arab land, right? And you can't, you can't colonize any of the land. 
it, it's not, even if it was a tiny part. Here, I'll give you an example from my background, right? So the Turks in, in the middle of the Syrian civil war decided they were gonna take up a, a portion of Northern Syria as a buffer zone, okay? And I spoke out against that and I said that do not, do not stay, okay? Do not, I don't think they should have gone in in the first place, but they definitely shouldn't stay. Now, you could say the Turks could turn around and say, look at all this other Arab land, the stuff in green. We didn't take all of it, we just took a portion of Syria. That doesn't justify it. Now, luckily in that case, they did go back, okay? But, but you see what I'm saying? You don't have to take all the land. Even any land you take is not right. And Israel's not taking Gaza and West Bank, but in terms of whether it's colonizing it, they're occupied. They don't, they, they, they don't control their own territory. So it's a colonization of, of a sort for sure. I disagree completely because colonization typically connotes that somebody's trying to exploit the resources of a land, trying to extend their territory into foreign distant lands, trying to- Oh yeah, Israel's definitely never extends their territory. Get monetary <laughs> no, it gain of this. Be distant. The Turks, when they colonized the Middle East, they colonized just, the people. I, you know, just embrace it. Just embrace it. Like, you know, you get these clips of like some of these rabbis giving speeches to like, you know, other Jews or whatever. Just talk like that publicly. Just embrace what you're doing and be honest about it, okay? But when they're like pretending, like stop, just stop pretending, okay? We all saw the map, okay? We see the map, okay? You can look at the maps, you can compare them over the years, okay? You're expanding your fucking territory. Give me a break. Well, right next to them first, and then Eastern Europe, etc. Sure, but land that is not theirs is, is my point. Yeah, but said this is but the, the this West is land Bank. that is Israel's. This West is Bank land. and Gaza. Israel won this land in the 1967 no, I hear war you, when they were attacked. But that's like old every school, Ben. Old school is I won your land, now I keep it. In the modern world, we're saying we don't do that. Don't do that. What do like you mean? We, Why is Israel the only country that is held to that standard? No, everybody. Is Where's held to America that giving back the land we took? Uh, Iraq. Or we won in war. So we could have kept Iraq, yeah. right? And we did but we terrible, keep all of America. Things, we keep right? our other. Our yeah. other areas. And that distinction there is between the modern world and the and the backwards world, right? And we all lived in the backwards world back then, right? right? And so we would, countries as a matter of, and empires, as a matter of course, with Ben is right, would to come in and take their other people's lands. And they wouldn't give it back, right? That was the old way of doing things. But what we're saying is in the modern world, we wanna be better than that. Sure, but the biggest issue I have with how you're characterizing it is that when you, I don't think it makes it in any way sense to say it, it, it is colonialism because they literally are doing this simply for their self-defense and protection. And the the Palestinian people that then move into Israel live perfectly fine with Israelis. And whether right. you like it or There's not, no problems, no problems at all. 2005, and there's especially no problems with the Christians. There's no videos of Christians being spat upon, you know, by Jews or anything like that. No, it's all, it, everyone gets along, it's wonderful. Israel completely withdrew from the occupation in Gaza and kept security control over the area only because of what you just saw happen this Saturday. Even with security control, the government in charge wants to annihilate the Jewish people from the land of Israel 100% and refuses to negotiate with them a peace agreement. That is, that's literally like saying somebody beats the crap out of you and you respond by pulling out a gun on them and you're a colonialist now, you're, 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 you're infringing on their rights. No, they've infringed on your rights and you're protecting yourself. They have no but interest ben, in those little swaths single, of land. 
every single empire says the same thing. So the Turks said, "Oh yeah, of course the Greeks are impinging upon our land. The Syrians are impinging upon our land." And then they went and kicked their ass and took their land and colonized them. So like in this case, it's not you're not wrong. Yeah, there was a war and the Palestinians killed the Israelis, the Israelis killed the Palestinians, and the Israelis won that land. But in a, I'm hoping that in a decent society they give it back. And so and so are they taking is it just to, for security? I know that that's the argument that you're making. But the rest of the world does not see it that way, and I do not see it that right, way. Right, but that's exactly what I take issue with. Why does the world and you not see it that way? What interest does Israel have in these two tiny swaths of land? What does land, that do for them? Water, etc. But they gave nonsensical that. religious beliefs. So nonsensical religious beliefs is exactly what the problem is. Why they have to keep security control over Gaza, even though they did give back ben, that land. When you give, when you give it back, ever, ever, ever. When there's not a terrorist. Organization running your no, your, your, you're your land. Call everybody that the Palestinians pick terrorists. You know that that is okay. not true. All right, then why don't you give the We've West Bank? Why doesn't Israel, not you? Why doesn't Israel give back West Bank right now? Not led by a terrorist organization, led by a Fatah. Because the Netanyahu government currently does not want to negotiate for a two-state solution, and that so is the wrong. fault that they're wrong on that. Yes, absolutely. I don't think they have a great negotiating partner on the other side, but they are a partner you can negotiate with. I mean, Secretary Blinken just went and met with the leader of the Palestinian Authority. He did not meet with the leader of Hamas because these are terrorists. And so there are, when there are people you can speak with, that's why Israel does continually and historically and even in recent history goes to the negotiating table. Yeah, I look, we don't I, want to I, I live, the Israeli people don't want to live under the constant threat of missiles and rockets and, and, and buses blowing up and random suicide attacks. We would much rather have peace. I know, but you're go, but Israel's going about it the wrong way. The, if the occupation is permanent, the threat is permanent. Where, whereas when you actually make peace deals like Israel did with Egypt, they haven't had any bloodshed since the peace deal. That was 40, 50 years ago. Right, because they so made a peace the deal. So do the peace deal, do with, the peace deal. With Hamas? Yes, yes, definitely with How? Hamas. Well, they easy, say they won't negotiate. Easy, no, that's not true at all. Ben, look, in during, I can it's give you, hold on. I can give a hundred examples, maybe thousands of examples of the other side being butchers and we make peace deals, okay? So I'll give you one that happened here in America. During the Civil War, the Confederacy was monstrous to the Northerners. When they captured- okay, the, the Northerners, they did nothing. Oh, they were always nice and uh, really respected people's rights. And uh, oh, yeah, only those damn Confederates were the monsters. As, uh, uh, white soldiers, sometimes they would murder them, sometimes they would lynch them, etc. But oftentimes with the white soldiers, they gave some quarter. But if they captured northern black soldiers, they would mutilate them. They were absolute monsters. And we did a peace deal with them, because you don't get to negotiate with angels. You negotiate with monsters that are killing you on the other side. There was never a charter from the, the Confederacy saying that their goal is to eradicate America, black, black, that's exactly what black their charter people said. From the face of the earth. They kept them as slaves. That was yes, literally their charter yes, was we just we are gonna keep these people as property and so, and you can, I can't what's worse than that? We're gonna keep them as slaves. They, their charter was the most despicable thing in the in in, in American history. But we still made peace because what's the quote from the charter? 
that's how peace works. Of course, it, of course, but they didn't make the peace agreement during the Civil War. They didn't make the peace agreement on the week that they were currently slaughtering former slaves that were fighting for the Union. They did it after the resolution of the war. So I'm glad then that you agree with me that the war needs to be resolved. And then there needs to be a willingness from the ben, other side to negotiate. Ben, the war is not resolved today because of the current war that Hamas started. Ben is right about right. that. But we could have two weeks ago, two months ago, two years ago, I could have picked 2000 spots where I would say, well, you've got the occupation, nobody's bombing anyone today, let's do a peace deal. And, and Ben already said it, Netanyahu and the right wing government said no, no, they don't want it. Well, if you have to get the peace. But it's also, to, you yes. have to let them go, Ben. Well, but you also, have to, you have to. In an attempt to normalize relations, like you're suggesting, even with Hamas, and this certainly backfired, Netanyahu's government was, through Qatar, was allowing funds, was giving funds to Hamas to gain better control, to be able to govern their own people better, and was trying to normalize relations. And look how that worked out. They came and slaughtered people in their ben, homes, kids and babies and I old gotta people. I got to go to Jackson, but Ben, 80% of Palestinians need assistance because they don't control their own country in the Gaza Strip. They don't control their own country, so they, nothing is allowed in, nothing is allowed out. So they're, they're starving, they're that in desperate That is not why, situation. that is not why. The, the border with Egypt, they could allow anything in Egypt controls that just as hard, if not harder Egypt than Israel Egypt and Israel are 100% allies. When Israel says close the border, Egypt closes the border. But yet the anti said the hatred that comes out in anti-Semitism only comes towards the Jews. Nobody is saying Egypt is being colonial, Egypt is not allowing the- By the way, that's a fair point. And a lot of pressure should go on Egypt. It 100% should, but also you can't in the moment of something try to expect people to negotiate with people who are killing them. That just doesn't make any sense. And the reason that, that the, the resources are so bad in Gaza is not because Israel has a protection on the outside of the territory. They've given 17 years to this terrorist organization to run things better and they are hugely corrupt. They funnel money to, to their rich buddies within Gaza and let their people suffer. They build no infrastructure. They take water pipes and turn them into rocket launchers. They do not care about keeping their people. And in fact, right now, when Israel, before this ground invasion, has been dropping leaflets and making announcements and telling the UN, granted, it's very hard to move a million people that quickly, but saying, get out of there, move to the south, we're gonna be coming in. Hamas is saying, don't believe it, stay where you are, and telling them to keep in place because they don't care about the lives of their own people. They would rather have them as shields to be able to further their evil aims. Hamas is terrible, all the things you say about Hamas are right. They still should not try to move 1.1 million people. When the Turks moved that many Armenians, it was called a genocide. That's what it was called, and that's correct. It was correctly labeled that. Do not move people and do not indiscriminately bomb. And I think it's pretty clear that Israel has had interest in that land, and you know that doesn't justify anything that Hamas has done. But governments and political, you know, factions always have interest, geopolitical interest, in taking land. So. I think to go back to where we first started with the story of uh, Israel colonizing, you can't really justify that. And then for this professor that had people stand up, that's just ridiculous. Not only is it ridiculous, but- But again, you went along with this, the whole time you're going along with it when they're doing it to little white kids and little black kids and little Hispanic kids. <laughs> now they're doing it to Jewish adults in college. Now it's a problem. Oh man, that's just, the, the double standards are incredible.
but it's really whack. It's petty and it's lame. And I think that anybody who goes down that road should be fired, should be held to account. And unfortunately, I think. But you don't believe that because you would be call- you would have been calling for firings as much as people like me have. I think all of the teachers that do this shit should be fired. It's ridiculous. It's all retarded. I'm consistent. All of this is fucking retarded. Leftist racial uh, policies are insane. Okay, and and they're all based on white people being evil, which ultimately we're now seeing the end game. The end game is to kill the colonizers. Okay, the end game is to kill the colonizers, to murder them and their children. Okay, that's what. So 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 I, I do I, I I like that these lunatics. They're so emboldened that they are admitting that that's what that means. They're going on Twitter. They're admitting that that's what that means. So they would they would have no problem if they could get away with doing that in America. Black Lives Matter, whoever the he- fuck you want to point to, they would do it in two seconds. They would all do it in two seconds, and they would fucking try to kill as many white people as they could. And now they're just they're out in front with it. And, and now the uh, the leftists are realizing, oh, we got in bed with like a, a den of vipers. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. And now I hope that den of vipers uh, fucking bites the shit out of you. You're going to see quite a bit more of that uh, in regards to, you know, again, right wing commentators continuing to spew hate uh, for Jewish people. And all- what, what's the right wing doing? I mean, if you want to criticize right wing commentators, the uh, the uh, neocon right is on some fucking warmongering genocidal shit that I've, I've never seen this level of bloodlust. It's even worse than uh, uh, after 9-11. This is like next level. I mean, they didn't... I mean, granted, like, they... they oh, no, no, no. Hold on. The woman... The woman um, about the babies that they brought in, wasn't that for the Father Bush's um, war? I think. At first, I thought it was related to the Iraq war, but I it, wasn't it for the Desert Storm shit? I don't know. But anyway, they're all bullshit. They're all bullshit. They bring in these people that they coach them to lie. Now it's just being done on the internet where they're just throwing pictures at you. It's uh, it's a hell of a thing. Also, uh, for the Palestinians, it's kind of full circle. That's a note we could all agree on. That yeah. What the professor did was incredibly stupid and totally unacceptable. I do. It is interesting that Ben Glebe, as annoying as he is, and Schenk is also annoying, that um, they can sit there and, and argue, and they do come back the next night. Although I do think, ultimately, Ben will leave the show. Because leftists are not tolerant of disagreement. Um, I, there is something to be said for people who can vehemently disagree on something and go to war in a debate, and then at the end of the day be adults and come back the next day. I like that. I don't think that's what's ultimately going to happen here. I do think Ben's going to leave. But we'll see. I could be wrong about that. All right. Let me uh, let me read some of these super chats. We're taking super chats through Streamlabs. Link in the description. We're also taking them through Entropy. Link in the description. And we're also taking um, Rumble Rants on Rumble. Also, my leftist homosexual uh, brother, who is a Democrat... He wrote a book. It is a guide on how to be a virtuous liberal. It's called What a Bigot Would Say. It is in the uh, description of both Rumble and YouTube. It's about five or six links down. You can download it for free. We are waiting for it. it apparently, it's been approved for distribution. And now, now, again, I'll believe it when I see it. Okay. 
but apparently it takes a few weeks to show up in it's supposed to be in Lulu, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, Apple Books, and one other one. That's what I've been told. Okay. Like I said, I'll believe it when I see it, but I, I just want one. I just want it to be in one. I, I don't need them all. Just give me one. Anyway, we're waiting to see if that happens. If that happens, then the soft gentleman is going to make an internet presence. He will open a Twitter account, and then he's going to go on various shows and advertise his book via Super Chat or, you know, if people take calls, whatever. Um, I do think that if it's on one of these sites that, that, you know, like having just like a download link, I don't think that's the most professional thing. But if it's actually published on Barnes & Noble, <laughs> that's fantastic. That is fantastic. That would be, oh my goodness, wouldn't that be phenomenal? That would really, especially considering some of the chapters in that book, especially the one on racial epithets. If that gets published... That might be one of my greatest achievements to get something like that, to to be to just slip right through the editors, or whoever. I mean, there, there's people approving these things. That's one of the most profane. Maybe it isn't. Maybe am I overplaying it? Maybe I'm overplaying it. Because there's all sorts of books that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. There's been very offensive things in the past, but they always get banned. So I don't know. Maybe what it is is the initial approval process they just run everything through and then when it's up there then it gets pulled because there was a very profane thing that got published the george floyd creepypastas that was super profane and that made it through the process and it was up there for quite a while but then of course they banned it because you know they're racist you know any time a, a a black man tries to do something nice those racists in amazon they just really uh, they just stick it to him it's so sad what a piece of literature that was. Anyway. But it would be hilarious. Anyway, that's the deal with the book. Uh, and so the reason that book came about is uh, a viewer came up with the idea. And I figured, oh, I'll tie it to, like, let's do, like, a membership drive for, like, Subscribestar. Let's see if that worked. And it worked, and we, we, got, we reached the goal. So now we have a new goal. Um, and so if we hit the new goal 30 days from hitting the goal, I will write a book. It will be... A, a, um, very uh, vicious insulting of all of the political people in addition to as requested by some in the audience to uh, <clears throat> break down how the corporate media uses the same propaganda tactics as uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses although now we're seeing I'm seeing tactics that I've never seen in the Jehovah's Witnesses the using um, burnt corpses of babies uh, that I, there's, I can't compare that to anything that's a new level that is a new level whether that picture is real or not that's a new level and uh, I don't know how you live that one down. That is, uh, Ben Shapiro has lost his fucking mind. And look, I have no problem. If you're super pro-Israel or if you have family and that shit happened to your family, I have no problem. If you're like, yeah, fuck it, nuke the whole place, I can see how a person could get to that level. What I don't understand or agree with is that I have to do something about it. That I'm obligated now to follow your moral your moral code for vengeance and one and look, I'm a vengeance person. But for things that affect me, I'm not going to go along with just nuking an entire group of people just because something happened to your guys. Like that's crazy. I don't think I'd go along with that even if it was me. I'm not moral fagging. I'm just saying that like killing all of them that just doesn't even make sense. But if that's your look, if that's what you, you know, Israel can get away with saying stuff like that. They're the only ones. No one else can get away with that. Okay. 
Italians couldn't get... If Italians had beef with someone and they said, well, we're just going to kill all of them, they wouldn't be able to get away with that. No one can... You, you can't get away with that. Um, but Israel can get away with that. Okay, that's fine. That's your thing. You want to kill all of them, whatever. But just leave me out of it. What the fuck do I got to do something? And then you're trying to show me, like, gory pictures to go along. You know, you're mentally ill, Ben. Ben, you're mentally ill. You've lost your mind. Holy shit. Anyway, at least when... Uh, the uh, Israeli government came out with their propaganda to support this war. You know, they have like unicorns and rainbows. They're not like flashing up signs of, of dead kids. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's it, it, the propaganda's fucked up, but it's not like, anyway, whatever. Twitter's a hell of a place right now. Okay. Anyway, if back to the book real quick, if you're interested in that, you can go to Subscribestar, link in the description. You can go to Rumble and click the red subscribe button. Or when the soft gentleman is um, streaming on his YouTube channel, the soft gentleman, uh, you, can, you can join the bathhouse <clears throat> by clicking the join button on the channel. And that's, uh, he, he streams usually mid-afternoon, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Okay. Let's have a look here. What is today's date? Today's the 14th, right? Okay. Dave says, uh, Jeremy Corbyn gets a lot of shit for basically being anti-war. I'm not a fan of his economic policies or the fact that he's a socialist, but generally he's been consistent about being anti-war. Yeah, I don't know a lot about him or uh, UK politics, so I can't really say. Um Silky Johnson says, HB, I hope the citizens of the countries that have been infected by the camel fuckers round them up, spray them with pig's blood, and then peacefully put them up against the wall over a deep hole, and then do the same to their leaders. In Minecraft, of course. Yeah, the, uh, what would that be called? The uh, <clears throat> round up the kebabs in Minecraft mod? We'll have to have a look at that one. That'll be interesting. I don't know if I'm using the right racial epithet, but I've, I think I've heard that before. There's a song, I think. Again, I'm kind of a normie, but I, I think there's a song. Bazinski says, I love when people like TYT go around saying that you have to cross-reference information when CIA assets are feeding disinfo into credible sauces. So when they, so they cross-check, they get CIA talking points. They gaslight shit you see with your own eyes. Yeah, well, they want to do this thing, uh, and, and they call it media literacy. But, of course, it's not actual media literacy where they want you to uncritically accept information from certain sources. So for example, the WHO would be one of those sources. They want you to accept uh, information uncritically from them. So that's the whole goal, I think, that they have in the future. They want you to dismiss anything that's not an approved source. And they're gonna start teaching it in, um, in, uh, in schools. Michelle Kincaid says, honestly, I think it's just from years of my Alexa secretly listening to Hard Bastard three or four nights a week. She spread it around to all the other Alexas and it caught on. That would be hilarious. Uh, joking, uh, she says, and then she says, she does, eve she does eavesdrop, uh, though. Creepy, but I figure I, uh, I've said so much, it no longer matters. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I do think eventually as shit gets worse... Um, like you already saw the story, I, I think I covered the story where, and the guy, this is why all of this is just such bullshit. The guy was black that this happened to. Um, they, uh, they, Amazon claimed that 
someone in his house yelled a racial epithet at a at a driver and this guy had everything linked up like to the the smart apps and and alexa so amazon shut down his whole system and um pending investigation so the guy first of all first of all even if that's true that's that is insane to shut down like that should not be part of the deal that if I decide to use a racial epithet, as rude as that might be, okay? Yeah, is it rude to call people racial epithets? Absolutely. But you cannot give anyone the power to just shut down your whole household because you used a racial epithet. That's ridiculous. Because, you know, then the next thing is going to be, well, you said that you didn't trust the election. You, you said, we heard, your Alexa heard that you said that you didn't like the 2020 election results, so we're going to shut you down. You know, they can't wait to implement all this. I do think they will eventually use things like Alexa for that. Um, with that said, as much as I'm personally against Alexa, I'm holding a phone in my hand. So, you know, I don't really think it's that much different. Um, this phone, they could absolutely listen to me through the phone. Of course, I'm broadcasting this on the Internet right now. Well, that's not really what I'm concerned about, although I probably should be concerned with that. I've said before, I do think part of the crackdown, and, and it, there's been a bit of a detour. This thing with Israel and Palestine has been like a detour because before this happened, there was this steady drumbeat of the Trump supporters are terrorists narrative, and that's still in play. It's just kind of taking a back seat right now. But, you know, I, I do expect uh, some commentators to, to, to get indicted. But I, I think it's going to be more related to the election and repeating the like like uh, people who are more prominent. I mean, they could go after small people, but I, it, I don't it just doesn't make as much sense as like the chilling effect that they could achieve by going after a large content creator. We'll see. I hope they don't do that. That would be insane. All right. Let's see. Big Chris says only deport Keek. Firing squad after an ant and honey treatment. I mean, the fucking nerve of this asshole talking so much shit about the country who embraced you. Fuck him. On a lighter note, Scarface is the shit. Watching it while I'm listening. Oh, Scarface is my second all-time favorite movie. Absolutely. Yeah, Scarface, phenomenal movie. Uh, phenomenal scene with the chainsaw. And uh, that, it's, uh, that, uh, man... And uh, what's wild is similar to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You don't actually see a whole lot. It's just the whole idea. That was, that was fantastic. What a movie. All right. A little long. I will say Scarface is a little long. They probably could have cut some out of it. But, uh, you know, uh, what an ending. But, uh, you know, you probably saw it already. But, uh, oh, my God. One of the greatest endings of all time. Anyway, cocaine is a hell of a drug. That's the other thing about Scarface that you learn. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. All right, let's uh, let me uh, check entropy real quick, and then we'll get back to the videos. All right, entropy's up, right? I think we should be good. Is it working? There we go. Mojack420 says, and I'm quoting: <clears throat> "Fuck Dave the faggot, Kike Rubin, nigger, nigger, nigger." Unquote. Wow, there. That's a yeah. Dave Rubin is being a real retard right now. I uh, I just if it feels like these people are getting talking points that they have to put out there because it's just so over the i don't know i could be wrong maybe they're just coming up with it on their own but i just yeah he's he's lost his mind calling for censorship and uh, it's really they become leftists when when it when it comes to israel suddenly they become leftists
Cooper sees the truth, says, Hey, HB, I wanted to shout out Spoon and make sure you knew about him giving you a quick mention in a video. When he plays a short clip of you calling him based and then him saying, Thank you, HB, at 3.39 in his recent video from two days ago, titled Stop Being Stupid. That was great to see. Oh, that's fantastic. I didn't know about that. Shout out to Spoon and Aiden Paladin. Check out uh, Broken Crown. Uh, yeah, I'll have to check that out. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Very cool. Uh, Killer8000 says, where did you get the information that the dead baby video is AI generated? So there's like this debate happening on Twitter, at least that I see in my timeline. So Ben Shapiro comes out with the, the scorched baby picture. And then uh, there are some people arguing that after putting it through some sort of AI detection website, that it, it that it detected that detected it as AI, right? Then uh, other people put in real pictures into that same AI detector, and they also claimed that the real pictures were AI. So then there was the 4chan post uh, of the puppy, which, from what I understand, that is AI. I believe the puppy is also AI. Okay, it, these are at least the arguments that I've seen. I have no idea whether or not any of them are AI or not. I I have no idea. There are people who have written very convincing arguments on both sides. I have no fucking idea. Um, I do believe it's totally unnecessary for Ben Shapiro to put out uh, baby corpses to make his arguments. That's totally unnecessary and ridiculous. We, we all saw the videos of what Hamas did, okay? Like, you don't have... Like, this shit is fucked up. They do fucked up shit. I think that's obvious. Okay, you don't have to start, you know... Like, so if they killed, if they killed, let's say they killed five babies, why do you have to make it 40? Why can't you just, why can't it just be what it is? It's already horrific enough. And also, you're going to do whatever the fuck you're going to do anyway. Anyway, they want to bring in the U.S. That's what I think this is. It's just so unseemly. It's really unseemly. And like, how do you become unseemly when the other side just did something so horrific? It's really, they... Just what the hell is this propaganda effort? It's really terrible. I'd be pissed off if I was a fucking Zionist. I'd be like, what the hell is this? Are these people doing with this propaganda that's just pissing people off? You are you are badly not only are you losing the argument in the regular general sense when people like Kanye West come out and talk mad shit um, and and say very offensive things. Okay, not only are you losing that because of how harshly you treat people like Kanye West, um, and I'm not expecting you to like it. I'm just saying that, like, when someone comes out that vehement and hyperbolic, and then and then your behavior makes him look like a martyr, that's a big strategical mistake, in my opinion. Now, on top of that, you it looks like you have a large contingent of people on the left that you've lost the argument with. Now, these people are lunatics, okay? But it's still a large group of people that you've also lost the argument with. And then on top of all the muzzies, you'd think that maybe this would be the time to change up strategy, maybe be like a little nicer to people? Because, you know, what? like, you, here's, here's the thing. You should not have any issue with someone like me. I'm easy to get along with. Don't fuck with me in my country. That's it. That is all that that's it's a low bar. It's a low bar. Don't come into the country and try to 
change our laws. Don't do, you know, don't try to make it illegal to criticize your government in Florida, all that bullshit. Don't do stuff like that. That's really, that's a low bar, but you know, nope. Nope. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens, but uh, it's not going well uh, uh, for the, uh, for the Zionists from the informational war standpoint, but we'll see. They still have a lot of power. <clears throat> Killer 8000. All right, we're done. Eric Gasse says, a red pill guy covered tweets by crazy feminists saying that violent decolonization is great, but that doesn't mean women should be hurt or humiliated as part of it. That's a very dumb bitch saying that. That is uh, that is some really... what She thinks that the, these guys are going to run through, do what they do, and say, oh, wait, we're not going to rape the, the women and we're not going to kill the women because of because the feminists? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a pretty good one. Extraordinary Jackson says, someone punches you and you respond by pulling out a gun and defending yourself. What opinion do you think Glebe has of George Zimmerman or Rittenhouse verdicts? Right, so that's a quote from Glebe in the last video. Yeah, I, I think he did not uh, he did not believe in self-defense. But again, it, if it's related to Israel, it's a completely different standard for people like Ben Glebe. And uh, it's a hell of a thing. It's a hell of a thing to watch. Okay. Um... Oh, real quick, Cooper Sees the Truth says, FYI, in case my last chat wasn't clear, Spoon's mention of you was on the YouTube channel of his called The Aristocratic Utensil. It wasn't on Broken Crown. I don't think I'm... I don't even... Hold on a second. I'll have to make sure I am subscribed. I don't think I'm subscribed to The Aristocratic Utensil. <clears throat> I'll have to check... Yeah, I'll have to check that out. All right, so yeah, check out The Aristocratic Utensil. That's Spoon from the Broken Crown podcast with uh, Aiden Paladin. All right, thank you, Cooper. Appreciate that. Um, so, one of the other ways that this is deteriorating, um, I mean, this meaning that, like, the, uh, I don't know, the societal agreement that we used to have um, between both political sides, where there were certain things you wouldn't do, that's all gone now. And so one of the ways that this is um, uh, getting worse is you have the indictment of uh, uh, conservatives for bullshit reasons, um, for the Trump stuff, obviously, but these people who were indicted for being alternate electors. This is completely made up. Uh, they've called them fake electors. Rachel Maddow, I think, at least either coined that uh, propaganda phrase or made it very popular. Um, and so now TYT are laughing at the people who are now scrambling to come up with money to defend themselves. Now, I've said this before, it's the internet, you can laugh at whatever you want to. I'm just saying for people as pious as them who claim to be virtuous, um, it, it makes them look obviously hypocritical. And I would also argue that people like them deserve karma. So if you are celebrating your political opponents getting arrested over bullshit, then you should be arrested over bullshit. Now, that doesn't mean that's going to happen. Karma is uh, inconsistent sometimes, but it does deliver. It delivered with, with that fucking pedophile homosexual in, in Philadelphia. Um, that was the icing on the cake. Although you can pretty much assume that's the case with most of these motherfuckers. A lot of pedophiles. A lot of pedophiles. Um, but uh, yeah, the, 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 it seems as though, I don't think this is 100% confirmed, but it seems as though 
the minor that this homosexual pedophile leftist was exploiting and um, raping um, had had enough and decided to uh, go a little uh, Paul Kersey, or I guess in this case we'll say Tyrone Kersey. And uh, whether you're Tyrone Kersey or Paul Kersey, if I was a judge, I'd say you're free to go. You're free to go. But just don't take it as a, as like... You, you can't just start doing anything you want, okay? This is one instance in which I have no problem with what happened as long as everything that they say turns out to be true, okay? If it turns out to be a lie, then you have to be buried under a jail. But if it's true, you can leave the courtroom, but you still have to be a good boy. So I'll probably see you in another six months, Tyrone. But anyway, good luck out there. That's what I would say. All right, here is the Young Turks celebrating their political opponents being arrested and having to raise funds for their defense. Defendants charged in the Georgia election interference case are now starting to get pretty creative in trying to fundraise to pay for their legal defense. These are the co-conspirators who, along with Donald Trump, are facing charges for their election interference or alleged election interference. This is the case brought forward by the Fulton County, Georgia prosecutor, Fonnie Willis. Now, nearly all of the 18 defendants in the case are counting on donations to help with their legal fees. And the case is likely going to take months, if not years, to fully resolve. And that includes, of course, the former president himself, Donald Trump. This image shows you who all of the co-conspirators are as well. And many of these people are not big names. They don't have huge followings. And this is going to be an incredibly expensive case to defend themselves in. Now, Trump, according to the New York Times, has often rebuffed requests for financial help from co-defendants in other cases against him. In the Georgia case, the amount of money the other defendants are able to raise could actually determine whether they choose to fight their charges or take plea deals, which should be a giant concern for Donald Trump. If So if Trump started to straight up pay these people's legal fees, they would be accusing him of committing a crime. These co-conspirators feel that they're not going to be able to defend themselves due to a lack of resources and due to a lack of now help if from he did he's done several dinners for uh, fundraising dinners for Giuliani and a couple of the other ones so would it be great if he did them for the rest of these people yeah that would be fine i would have no problem with that um, but the idea that they would be like on board with it if Trump paid these people's legal fees they would absolutely act like he committed another crime. Donald Trump himself, they're far more likely to take a plea deal and turn on Trump. Now one of those co-defendants is Stephen C. Lee who is an Illinois uh, pastor who actually attempted to pressure an election worker in Georgia to essentially lie and confess to committing election fraud. Now he's raising his funds by- well, it, w it wouldn't have been a lie. You're talking about Ruby Freeman and her, or um, what's the other one? The mom and the daughter. Freeman's the daughter, I think. No, 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 no. Ruby, right, right, right. Shea Moss is the daughter. Ruby Freeman is the old lady. Um, yeah, no, uh, they did, absolutely. They, uh, you know, I've said it a million times, they sent all the observers home and they packed up all the ballots and then when everyone was gone, they pulled the ballots out and they started counting them uh, over and over again. It was obviously shady. By partnering with a Trump honey company, I mean, 
Very, <laughs> I gotta say, I, I, I need a bottle of that. Like, how enterprising. <laughs> okay. I like the Trump bottle, I, I like that. This is my favorite story of the day, because finally, we've got a little bit of comic relief, okay? I mean, and this story is chock full of it. You don't miss any, any of it, okay? So for, then the guys say in their, on their website with the, the MAGA honey, uh, quote, you may like or dislike the bottle design, but it's filled with healthy, pure, raw honey. <laughs> Why, do you think that people who hate Donald Trump are gonna buy it? Uh, and you're like, no, no, it's okay. Don't worry that it's Donald Trump and you hate Donald Trump. They're it's telling, good honey. They're telling on themselves. They're like, oh God, we hate this. We hate this design. <laughs> right. but, the, but the stuff inside's really good. You yeah. might like it. Yeah, but we can get honey anywhere. It's <laughs> so like. Why do we need to get it from Trump's dumb head? Although there is some logic to that orange guy on a on a honey bottle. There's some logic. So Cheese Bro's trying to. I'll let Anna do no, the rest. No, no. There's so much more. Jake. Can I tell the Cheese Bro one? Maybe if you're good. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that I am. I don't know. You've been very bad, so okay. no. Okay. But no. Okay. But let me let me finish with the honey story because there's an, an important detail to get to. So first off, the bottle of honey costs twenty dollars. That does not include the cost of shipping, okay? But there's an added layer, guys, because simply buying the honey does not help Stephen Lee out. You have to include a promo code, so a portion of the proceeds goes to his legal defense. Oh, um, this isn't even about the legal defense. So you have to use the promo code Chaplin. And if you do, a large amount of the proceeds will be donated to his legal defense. So simply buying the honey isn't good. And I bet that half the people misspell Chaplin and they don't give it to him. Um, I, I'm really glad Actual Justice Warrior made a video and put it right in there. Just no beating around the bush. Uh, they put the question out there, is Chank Uger running for president illegal? Um, the answer seems to be yes. And I, it would just be, especially after this video, man, would it oh, be so satisfying if he got indicted. How is he? There is no way there is not shady shit going on with him and his previous run and his packs. There's no way there's not shady shit. But of course, he's a leftist. Leftist political operatives generally get away with more than people on the right. It's, it's just what a disaster. So let's take a look at that graphic and it'll show you what the total cost is. Um, so with shipping, it's about, uh, it's nearly uh, $26. And yeah, you gotta put the chaplain in there. Uh, it's not a discount. So you will not be discounted when you include the promo code. The promo code is just to ensure that a portion of it goes to, uh, to Stephen Lee. Yeah, uh, so uh, Lee also uh, has a benefactor though. They gave him $3,500, you know who it is? Silk, from Diamond and Silk, Diamond passed away. I believe it was Diamond who passed away and Silk gave him 3,500 bucks. So he's he's rolling in the money, but wait till you get to Cheese Bro. So first of all, other than having the best name of all the MAGA guys, Cheese Bro decided that he's gonna do one of these fundraisers online, cuz that's what they're all doing. Yeah, right? he's selling wheels of cheese, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> if he sold like wheels of cheese and called them cheese bros. Respect. Exactly, <laughs> and I, you know, game recognizes game, got it, okay? Instead, he does a thing of like, I'm buried under a mountain of legal bills, please help. Except he includes a picture of himself smiling on a big beach. <laughs> <laughs> Cheese, bruh, what are you doing? 
Gate, you know how much he raised? 20 bucks. <laughs> Who's gonna give me that? Ooh. 20 bucks, that's all he raised. 20 bucks. Oh, I hope this happens to you. I really do. Who's gonna I'm really rooting for something? Give to that. It doesn't have to be this. He can just get another booster. I, 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 I'm I'm easy to please. When it comes to karma, I'm easy to please. Guy, oh, the poor guy's suffering, having the time of his life in Hawaii or Miami or wherever he is. I've never seen cheese, bruh, <laughs> more than that. But I've got a lot more, but I'm gonna let Anna get back to it because there's two more things here that are hilarious. So Ken Cheesebro is uh, having a tough time raising money, but others have had an easier time raising money. It might have to do with their name recognition. So John Eastman, for instance, has raised over a million, half a million dollars, uh, five. Uh, 547,000 to be exact, using the same platform that Cheesebro is failing in. Um, but then there's also another defendant, Harrison Floyd, who raised $328,000. And I don't think that he has much name recognition. So I don't know how he managed to raise more money than Cheesebro did. Cheesebro, understandably, has a much more memorable name. Uh, <laughs> but uh, as the financial burden becomes bigger, it's actually starting to weigh on the defendants, causing them to break. So Scott Hall, who's a Georgia bail bondsman, has already agreed to cooperate with the prosecution. He's one of the co-conspirators, he's facing charges. I mean, it doesn't matter because Trump's getting convicted no matter what. Uh, they're going to have their narrative. How dare you vote for the four-time convicted candidate? And uh, as far as I am aware, the vast, vast, vast majority of Trump supporters are gonna vote for him. So good luck with this, good luck with this. Um, and I will tell you this, I will, uh, if this is the last election, uh, as far as uh, um, uh, national politics, not local, I think local elections are hugely important. That's how you keep the commies out. Um, but if this is the last general that I'm involved in, I'm going to make it memorable. And I will absolutely, as a last act of electoral defiance, uh, in participating in the national political uh, clown show, to have my last act uh, be the biggest middle finger, the, to, uh, 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 voting for someone who is four times convicted uh, uh, by the, uh, the the kid fuckers, the kid fuckers convicted Trump four times. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to vote for Trump in that instance. That'll be fantastic. I think I'm going to record myself walking to the voting booth and pulling it. I'm not gonna probably not gonna broadcast it, but I, I'm gonna just have that be like, yeah, this was my last, the last time I voted in a general election. That's basically what it'll be. If they screw him, if they don't screw him, then hey, we have a shot here. National politics is still on the table, but uh, he's got a big hill to climb. Hall, who was involved in a breach of voting software and data at a rural Georgia elections office after Trump's defeat, was originally charged with seven felonies. He pleaded guilty last month to five misdemeanor charges and was sentenced to five years probation. You all know what a plea deal means. Plea deal means he's gonna give up some info. So if Trump is concerned about this trial, and I think he should be, I, I don't know if he's gonna get out of it, but if he wants to avoid additional co-conspirators flipping on him, he should maybe help him out. But I don't think he's smart enough to realize that because he's not helping them out. This has been going on for months now and uh, he just continues fundraising for himself. So we'll see yeah. how it plays out for him. Yeah, so important fact and a fun fact left. So first, uh, Trump uh, has a pack called Save America. 
And if you think that that pack is going to save America, that's hilarious. No, it's for save Trump. Uh, and it's for his legal defense, and he's already spent $816,000 on the last lawyer who also quit. All his lawyers quit because usually he doesn't pay them, but in this case he did pay them. Uh, that's total bullshit. They quit because uh, your side puts pressure on them and tries to destroy their lives. Those guys, it's also because he asked them to lie, he asked them to commit criminal acts, and lawyers can't do that. Uh, that's a lie. Unless they're named Rudy Giuliani, which I'm gonna get to in a second. That's one of the fun ones. So um, so Trump has plenty of money. He has a giant amount of money in that. Well, you said he was broke. Last week, you said he was broke, he had no money. Pack. He's just choosing not to share it with the others. Okay, so now today he has money. Now he's a greedy rich person that won't share his wealth. Last week, he had no money. In his usual uh, cheap and, uh, and criminal ways. Uh, so now the interesting fact, an important one is Meadows, on the other hand, he is sharing with in a roundabout way. Because Mark Meadows was his last chief of staff and he knows exactly what happened on January 6th. And the great mystery of all of this is, is Mark Meadows gonna flip? Because it's one thing when Rando Scott Hall flips, how much does a Georgia bail bondsman know? A little bit, but Mark Meadows and, and Rudy Giuliani are the two big fish and so, Maybe Rudy doesn't know as much, and that's why Trump keeps treating him like Igor, right? But Meadows, he definitely knows a lot. So Meadows is getting paid $560,000 a year by the Conservative Partnership Institute. It's a policy group. So Mark Meadows is in there doing like, oh, you know, what other policy do you think? What do you think we should do on paid family leave? No, that's just a way of funneling $560,000 to Mark Meadows for doing nothing but being a good boy. And, and let me see where they got the money. Oh, the conservative partnership got a million dollars from Save America PAC, mm. Trump's PAC. Oh, so that's your be a good boy fund. Yeah, we should see what you're doing with your PACs, especially the one with the tranny. So apparently it is going to someone, it's going to his chief of staff, but the cheese bros of the world are left to fend for themselves. So now Giuliani, Three civil, three criminal investigations, ten civil suits, two disbarment uh, things, and he's got all these uh, bills. Oh, I can't believe the people that we're targeting have a lot of legal problems. Well, it's because he was spending like a drunk sailor for the last couple of decades, apparently, according to all the insiders. And they say one of his smallest bills that he doesn't have the money to pay is a $57,000 phone bill. Bruh. Who has a phone bill? What? Who are you calling? And on what plan? He must have the world's worst plan. You couldn't figure out unlimited calls? Or are you calling like foreign it, governments 24 7? Or mail order brides. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like there's something going on. There's but $57,000 phone bill? From which decade? He still has one of those like old school cell phone plans where it costs like 50 cents. Do you remember? In like the 90s, if you used the internet on the wrong phone number, you would get like a phone bill for like $400. Did that ever happen to you? Man, that sucked. That fucking sucked. Apparently, it was such a problem that um, I, think, I think almost all the times uh, it happened, I called up the phone company and they actually removed the charges. I think I got lucky. That was a bitch. You, you had to call for AOL. You had to call a certain number. And uh, like it wasn't clear what like the toll number was, like depending on the area code. Man, that was fucking brutal. I'm glad, I'm glad that's over. That sucked.
cents every time you text message. Probably. And like 75 cents every time you receive a text message. Right. Remember those days? Oh my God, when I used, in the old days when you called, you'd always be like, oh, it's a, it's not a local call. I gotta get off as soon as I can. Meanwhile, Rudy falls asleep on the line. He's still got one of those old plans. <laughs> and they say this is his smallest bill. $57,000 phone bill. That's insane. So, and Trump's like, uh, no. All right, let's see. Ass Willis lights up Jim Jordan for abusing his power. Hilarious. But she's not abusing her power, of course. Jim Jordan's abusing his power. They'll probably bring up Ohio State because they got nothing else. Okay, loading. Fulton County, Georgia prosecutor Fonnie Willis is accusing yes. Republican Congressman Jim Jordan of abusing his authority by interfering with her prosecution of Donald Trump. Now her prosecution, of course, has to do with the RICO charges that she has filed against him and his co-conspirators in their attempt to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. Now, Donald Trump, of course, has a pretty sizable group of lackeys in Congress. Jim Jordan happens to be one of them. And so in a fiery letter to Jordan, who serves as the chair of the House Judiciary Committee, Willis pushed back against his request for information about her prosecution. She also accused him of attempting to block Biden's electoral victory in her state. Now, before we get to the details about Willis's letter to Jordan, the most recent one, we have to back up because they have been corresponding, if you will, for a few months now. And it's important to understand how it all started and how we ended up where we are today. So Jordan initially wrote to Willis back in August of this year, just hours before Trump appeared in county jail, essentially asking her to turn over all documents and communications related to the case. Let's just pause to really absorb how ridiculous that is, okay? A Trump lackey in Congress is demanding that the district attorney in Fulton County hand over all documents related to her prosecution of the guy that, she, that he is a lapdog for. Okay, obviously she's not gonna do that, that would be insane. Now, he wrote at the time, Congress in general and this committee in particular have a strong legislative interest in ensuring that popularly elected local prosecutors do not misuse their law enforcement authority to target federal officials for political reasons. We can only conclude from your hostile response to the committee's oversight that you are actively and aggressively engaged in such a scheme. Now, maybe there would be a little bit of credibility to that argument had there not been a fake slate of electors. That's not a real thing. And memos having to do with the fake slate of electors, noting that the slate of electors are in fact fraudulent and fake. Again, that's not how it works. Even if a person referenced that, that doesn't magically, just because someone labeled it something, that doesn't make it so. That's not how any of this works. I mean, there's a tremendous amount of evidence that's already been presented publicly. That's in not true regard to the crimes that Donald Trump and his co-conspirators allegedly yeah, totally made up. engaged in. So arguing that this is political is ridiculous. It's obviously political. On the other hand though, the impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden without a shred of evidence indicating that he engaged in wrongdoing, that seems to be a little politically motivated, no? Right. It's only political when Republicans are talking about Joe Biden. Yeah, so you know me, I always think shoe on the other foot. So what if some Yahoo and uh, prosecutor in Alabama wanted to go after Biden 
and was like, okay, I'm. In that would be great. I would love to see that. Dating him for. Because uh, uh, I, I don't like his looks, okay? Yeah, well, that's not how that works. You're being a retard now. Uh, and the house as was uh, house controlled by the Democrats, etc. What do I think would be a legitimate thing to ask and not a legitimate thing to ask? Hey, have you been coordinating with Trump's uh, Department of Justice, for example? Well, well, that answer is obviously yes. Okay, maybe, maybe could be legitimate. Depends on the situation. I would let a judge rule on whether that's okay or not, right? Give me all of your evidence in the trial, not legitimate under any circumstance. You can't even say to the Yahoo in Alabama that's you know going after Trump for or going after Biden for not being attractive enough. No, you don't get to take a prosecutor's evidence. And you guys, come on, even if you're Republican, you don't know that Jim Jordan's gonna hand it over to Trump the second that he gets it? Of course he is. Like there's no like they don't believe in rules at all. Okay, so now uh Two important pieces of evidence that confirm that. So I'll go to graphic four here. This is from the help. Indeed, you confess to this motivation, Fonnie Willis explains. On Mark Levin's show on September 10th, 2023, when discussing one of my office's active prosecutions, you boasted, we're trying to get all the answers, but we're trying to stop this stuff as well. Oops. Oopsie doopsie. You're. <laughs> I love that he just publicly said it. Because there's no bounds. There's no. Again, because it's total bullshit. No brakes in the car. There's no bottom to the barrel. There's no. It's a clown car with no brakes. So he's like, ah, they're barreling. You remember that road in San Francisco that takes all those turns and is super steep? That's what they're going. That's the Republican Party right now. They're like, yeah, we're cheating and we want to get all of our evidence so we can give it to stop all the prosecutions of Donald Trump and for the crimes he's committed. Did I say that out loud on air? So yeah, dumb, you did. You so did. Dumb. Like the incompetence is really what gets me, right? The incompetence is incredible here. Anyway, so let's go back a little bit though. In response to that August letter that Jordan had sent to Fonnie Willis, Willis responded on September 7th, attacking his basic understanding of the law, its practice, and the ethical obligations of attorneys general and prosecutors specifically. She wrote, your attempt to invoke congressional authority to intrude upon and interfere with an active criminal case in Georgia is flagrantly at odds with the Constitution. There is absolutely no support for Congress purporting to second guess or somehow supervise an ongoing Georgia criminal investigation and prosecution. That violation of Georgia's sovereignty is offensive and will not stand. Willis told Jordan he was misinformed about the details of the indictment and encouraged him to buy a copy of RICO state by state in order to <laughs> obtain a better understanding of the law. She also told Jordan that her response was merely voluntary since settled constitutional law clearly permits me to- If the roles were reversed, they would be calling S. Willis a terrorist if, if she was a conservative. Ignore your unjustified and illegal intrusion. Damn. I gotta say, Jordan's going after a heavyweight here. Okay? Oh yeah, <laughs> S. Willis is a real heavyweight. Because she is not playing. Oh, and yeah. she is coming out strong and swinging. She's not a typical Democrat <laughs> at all. Yeah, all of a sudden I'm a huge Fonnie Willis fan. Mm, like, I'm sure that's a killer right there. Oh, okay, yeah, totally. like, did you come for me? I think you made the mistake of coming for me, because now I'm going to come for you. Okay, I have not seen anyone uh, on our side, meaning loosely the left, loosely Democrats, and she is elected. Um, 
be that strong in a million years. It is incredible. Yeah. Now, and, and by the way, was it that hard? No. She slapped. She just wanted. She just had to indict your political opponents, uh, and that's what made you like her. Slapped him around, but with legalese, and she's a hundred percent right on the facts. Why not come out aggressively? Why do Democrats always? Start in a crouch position, like uh. so. When now, when I see new people like Fonnie Willis going, no, 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 I'm going to correct your ass. Yes, yes, there you go. That's the kind of Democrat I like. So let's get to the most recent letter and what Fonnie Willis had to say about that. So on Wednesday of this week. Uh, she said that Jordan has already shown his hand in terms of his desire to interfere with the case. That was when she had mentioned his appearance on Mark Levin's show. And she also said the following, a charitable explanation of your correspondence is that you are ignorant of the United States and Georgia constitutions and codes. A more troubling explanation is that you are abusing your authority as chairman of the committee on the judiciary to attempt to obstruct and interfere with a Georgia criminal prosecution. She also noted that even though there was no obligation to provide some of the information he was requesting, she decided to do so, some of the information. We have already written a letter, which I have attached again for your reference, explaining why the legal positions you advance are meritless. Nothing you've said in your latest letter changes that fact. And she's. Uh, changes, I'm sorry, what was that? No, I'm just saying teach it, oh, preach yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. And then she also said that his letter comes as my team and I are exceptionally busy. So she's like, can you be gone? You're wasting my time, I'm very busy. And I, I believe her in, in that regard. And if this was reversed, they would say, how dare you talk to a senator like that? She's a terrorist. Because she's got a lot on her plate with uh, Donald. Yeah, she does have a lot on her plate because she's a fat slob. Trump and his co-conspirators. As I have explained, your requests implicate significant, well-recognized confidentiality interests related to an ongoing criminal matter, as well as serious constitutional concerns regarding federalism and separation of power, something that Republicans love to pretend to care a lot about. But whenever it's convenient for them, they suddenly don't care about at all. And in regards to the information that she provided, Jordan is trying to make it appear as though there is something wrong with Fonnie Willis collaborating with special counsel Jack Smith, who is pursuing criminal charges against Donald Trump for election interference on a federal level. There is no reason to believe that there's anything wrong with that. In fact, if they're not collaborating at all, that might be problematic. But what Jordan wanted was information about any federal grants that her office might be receiving. And she actually provided information about that to Jordan. Clearly there was nothing wrong because he did nothing with that information. So he's trying to hit at her at any possible angle and he is failing miserably. I think he should take her uh, you know, recommendation seriously and maybe buy that book and understand oh, what yeah. the laws actually are. Yeah. But we'll see what happens moving forward. Uh, he's been failing so far in attempting to uh, basically dismantle this case against Trump. You know what's weird is that I've gone on at least a half a dozen uh, right wing podcasts or somewhere in the right wing part of the spectrum in the last couple of weeks to promote the book. And we almost always have really reasonable discussions. So I don't know what's going on with Republican leaders and why they've lost their minds. And and maybe I'm not going on the you know the right shows and well, you're not going on shows that challenge you. Uh, really, I mean, and I like Patrick Bet David, 
but the last time he went on there, it was uh, he didn't challenge Chank that much. M- Malice gave him a total softball, and Sitch and Adam took turns sucking his dick. So yeah, uh, you haven't really gone on anyone's show that challenged you. In, in in like in Looney World, but like there is no fact pattern where a member of Congress can say to a prosecutor, and it's local prosecutor, give me all of the evidence you're going to use against my political ally. Or against anyone, it's not a thing. And they're not even just like, Republican leaders are not even trying to make sense. They're not trying to be in the fact-based world, objective reality, nothing. They're like, oh, okay, let's impeach Biden. Oh, what is it for? I mean, like this simplest question, what's it for? I, we don't like him. Okay, so that's a total, you're just making stuff up. You just totally made that up. That's not a thing. That's, that's not what anyone has said. You just completely made that up in your baboon brain. Not a thing. Uh, his son, we, we, we definitely don't like his son. Okay, but do you have any evidence? Okay, why don't you like his son? Do you have any evidence connecting him to his son? No, no, we just don't like him. Okay, okay. so again, that conversation never happened. You totally made that up. Okay. All right, what am I gonna do with you? What Am I gonna debate something versus nothing? So, okay, Willis, way to be, man. So this isn't just about any just prosecuting Trump. I'm not saying, oh, go get him. And if you prosecute Trump on the wrong things, I will hate you forever. Right. Uh, total lie. That's a total lie. Because you will lose. All- You're going along with the most retarded shit ever. Credibility, credibility. for everyone. No, none of you have any credibility. Okay. And so, and I still think that's that- evident by his polls going up after all the indictments. That guy in New York is super soft. The one uh, trying him on the have we see he his heart's not into it, man. You know he Alvin says Bragg. Alvin Bragg. He says, "Oh, I'm going to prosecute him on the hush money. That's a campaign finance violations." And then we never haven't heard a single thing from him since that. But the rest of now was Merrick Garland terrible, but Jack Smith good, Fonnie Willis great, and Letitia James pretty good. So hey, some actual strong people showed up to to actually do their jobs. Thank you, thank you. Hopefully our side gets some strong people one day and they give it to you. All right, so here is, so we're going from the uh, baboon Cantano Habimana to the homosexual Cantano Habimana. Cantano Habimana is the one of the main people uh, behind uh, Rwanda Radio. And um, here is uh, the homosexual version of that, David Pakman saying that Hillary Clinton was correct for calling us uh, for calling for us Trump supporters to be formally deprogrammed. Here we go. Come Turns on. out Hillary Clinton has been right a few times over the last oh, I don't know, 7 8 years. Hillary Clinton is now getting crushed by MAGA for correctly saying the Trump cult needs some kind of deprogramming. Now we've interviewed cult ex- AIDS faggot. Um, she said formal deprogramming. Also, the cult expert that you are faggily pointing out on your fingers, on your dainty homosexual fingers, is Stephen Hassan. Now, I read uh, both of Stephen Hassan's books and I found them very helpful related to uh, deprogramming myself from the Jehovah's Witnesses. Now, this was pre-Clown World. This was before Stephen Hassan became a total sellout. Stephen Hassan, uh, unfortunately, became a total sellout 
and uh, completely destroyed his reputation by pretending that uh, Trump supporters are, are a cult. Um, so he complete, much like a lot of these academics, they completely throw everything under the bus and uh, sell out to the media narrative. Even Stephen Hassan, when asked about these comments, uh, was was not for this. Um, Stephen Hassan has, if you read, I think, uh, I forget which book it is. I, he talks about it in both, but I think he goes more into detail in one of them about his time in a cult called the Moonies. And um, there were people, one of the tactics they would do is basically... To, to try to deprogram people was like kidnap them away from the cult. And this is something that he is opposed to. He does not think that's a good idea. And um, so it was at least nice to see that as much of a sellout Stephen Hassan has become, he still acknowledges that this is not a good idea on Hillary Clinton's part. Okay, And this was in a Salon article written by total lunatic Chauncey DeVega. Stephen Hassan was one of the quote-unquote experts that they interviewed. He was like the one guy where I was surprised. I was like, wow, he actually, it, he actually is calling for like reasonable conversation and doesn't agree with a formal deprogramming process. I was surprised at that. So it, there's at least that. David is pretending that that guy agrees with him because he's a liar. But David, of course, is completely for the formal deprogramming. And if you recall many years ago, David let slip uh, how he actually viewed Mao's uh, deprogramming. Um, so uh, the issue David has had is that he, he has always believed that uh, it takes too long to deprogram uh, people through humane uh, uh, methods. And uh, at one time he, he said that the Mal program was a lot quicker. Uh, Mal. Mal's was a lot quicker, according to David. Okay. All right, David. Again, the homosexual Cantano Habimana. That's uh, David Paxton. Experts, cult psychologists, people who are experts in all sorts of these related areas that affect and afflict the Trump cultists. And it is true that they need to be pulled out of the cult. Hillary Clinton said it to Christian Amanpour during an interview on CNN. Maggots are absolute maggots. David is now referring to them as maggots again. Cantano Habimana referred to the Tutsis as, uh, I think, cockroaches. So it's the same same thing. This is the same thing. The fortunate difference is we're heavily armed. The Tutsis were not heavily armed. Um, and so I think that is ultimately what will probably make it unlikely that something like that would happen here. But, you know, the fact that we're even discussing it is scary. Lee furious. But what did she say that's wrong? Take a listen. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, well, they're not extremists. That's the first part. Um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure. You have no credibility left, whore. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something needs to happen. And how do you do yeah. that? Because you said you have to defeat them by defeating their leader. Their leader right. is Donald Trump. Even you have said that you expect him to be the Republican nominee. How does this change at all? 
At this point, I think, sadly, he will still likely be the nominee, and we have to defeat him. And we have to defeat those who are the election deniers, as we did in 2020 and 2022. Um, and we have to, you know, just be smarter about how we are trying to uh, empower the right people inside the Republican Party. Everything she's saying is absolutely correct. What is there that they are angry about? Yeah, I mean, what I can't believe they're angry that we want the we want to put them in a formal deprogramming uh, program. Many of them welcome and celebrate being in a cult. You, we've done it. That's not true. That's totally made up. Interviews at rallies where, where they say we've seen right side broadcasting interviews. I'm damn proud that I'm in this cult, they say. And it's totally made up the, the real conversation isn't are they in a cult? It's how do you get them out? And we've talked about this before. It is a really tough thing to do to get get cult members out of the cult because they are by definition brainwashed. You have to build trust with people in the cult. You have to give them a safe environment where they can question their beliefs. You know, in the cult, it is not a safe environment for Trumpists to question their beliefs. So you have to. What are you talking about? They question shit all the time to generate that. You don't beat them over the head with facts, but you at least give them access to information. Uh, you foster open dialogue. You can talk about anything you want. It's fine. Yeah, go ahead. But you're questioning this. You're questioning. That's absolutely fine. Oh, I can talk about anything I want. OK, David, I'd like to talk about the disproportionate rate of pedophilia among male homosexuals. That's what I'd like to talk about. Let's talk about that. Can we talk about that? <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Give them a connection to their life before the cult remind them what things were like. I mean, the, things weren't always that good before the call, but maybe for some of them they, they were. Professional help is often talked about in terms of getting people out of cults. You want to avoid force of any kind, both for ethical and practical reasons. It often doesn't work. You need time and patience. It can really take a long time. And importantly, you always want to welcome them out of the cult. You want to be empathetic when they start to think about coming out of the call. You don't want to blame. You don't want to go, hey, when someone says, I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure I may have been misled. Of course you were misled, you moron. No, I was misled. Wow. That sounds like a tough thing to be feeling, but I'm here for you. We're here oh, for you. Oh, yes. You Cantano is here for you. Empathize and you give them a place to which they can exit the cult. This is really difficult stuff. But the bottom line is Hillary Clinton's been right a lot. Remember back in 2016 when she was also attacked for saying that about half of Trumpists are deplorable. Remember this generalistic. You could put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. <laughs> right. The racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic. Yeah, that's not all. None of that's real. None of that's real. Islamophobic. Totally made up. You name it. Yep. And she was lambasted no. for that. Well, yeah, because all those things are totally made up. And she was correct. I mean, no, it turns she out she was right. Only retards would believe she's correct about that. Right. You know, about half still think uh, Trump won an election that he lost. He, he clearly did win the election. Half would vote for him, even if he was a convicted felon. Yeah, because these uh, uh, all of these indictments are political bullshit. Uh, what percentage supported what took place on January 6th? I mean, Hillary Clinton was right at the end of the day.
And so we don't have an answer as to what will ultimately deprogram the Trump cult. I believe the Trump cult will eventually evaporate. It will either evaporate uh, because Trump will no longer be around or it'll evaporate because they will be absorbed, absorbed into some other element of, uh, of right wing cult. Or it's not going to be around forever. Almost nothing is around forever. But how you get the individuals out is a really tough question. And Hillary Clinton is completely correct. All right. So there's David calling us maggots and saying we need to be formally deprogrammed as usual, as usual. Here's his, here's his coverage of Cenk Uger running for president. He's pretending that he didn't know. And now he knows all of a sudden. Dozens of you writing to me saying, David, Cenk Uger, your friend Cenk Uger is running for president. What? He was born in Turkey. Is he even eligible to be president of the United States? What is this all about? Let's discuss it. I interviewed my friend Cenk Uger a couple of weeks ago. He expressed significant disgust at Joe Biden being the Democratic nominee. Jenk believes Joe Biden cannot win, which I disagree with. I think he can win. He won in 2020 when many people said he couldn't win. Um, and Jenk believes that running Joe Biden is a very bad idea. And Jenk's latest decision is that he is going to run for president. Jenk's idea is if he can get himself up to 20 or 25 percent support in the Democratic primary, people will realize that Biden can't win. And then the Democratic Party will push Biden out and select Josh Shapiro or Andy Bashir or someone else to replace Joe Biden. Now, uh, I have everybody should do whatever they thinks is best for the political movement they support. I don't think this is going to work the way Jenk thinks, and he's welcome back on the show anytime. I think there's two layers to this strategy and then legality of Jenk even running. I am not a lawyer, to be very clear. I'm just giving my opinion based on legal opinions I've read. Number one, the strategy is Jenk gets himself to 20 to 25 percent. Then the Democratic Party will get rid of Joe Biden. I don't know how Jenk will get 20 percent support in a Democratic primary against incumbent Joe Biden. When Robert F. Kennedy Jr., with a life legacy in the Kennedy name, only ever got up to 20 percent, and much of it was on the back of Republican voters, not Democratic voters dropped to 10 percent, did RFK Jr., and now ended up bailing out of the Democratic primary altogether, and he's running as an independent. So Jenk is saying I can get more support than RFK Jr., and RFK Jr. had a bunch of support from Republicans. I don't know that Democrats are necessarily going to be saying, yeah, I'm going to go to Jenk from Joe Biden, especially when I don't believe Jenk is eligible to be president. Now, I'm also not eligible. Jenk and I are not eligible for the same reason. We were both born in other countries to non citizens of the United States. When Jenk was born in Turkey, he was born to two parents who were not American citizens. When I was born in Argentina, I was born to two parents who were not at the time American citizens. I now, think this might make David easier to deport. That's great news. Now, what is the argument legally that Jenk is making for why he can be president? It's a case called Schneider v. Rusk uh, from 1964. Now, in Schneider v. Rusk, the Supreme Court dealt with, is it constitutional to revoke someone's citizenship if they are a naturalized citizen, if they reside in their country of origin. And what this relates to was 
that there was a different standard. If you were a natural born American citizen and you went and lived in, say, Turkey, there was no mechanism through which your American citizenship could be removed. Contrast that with if you were born in Turkey at the time, came to the US and became a citizen and then moved back to Turkey permanently, you could have your citizenship removed. This case, Schneider v. Rusk, had the Supreme Court finding that that was unconstitutional, that there shouldn't be different provisions with regard to the revoke uh, uh, having citizenship revoked based on being natural born citizen or a naturalized citizen. What Jenk is arguing, if I understand correctly, is that that case finds that any separate treatment of a natural born citizen versus a naturalized citizen would by default be unconstitutional. Therefore, if you can't treat naturalized citizens differently when it comes to they move elsewhere and you take their citizenship, you also can't deprive them of the right to run for president. The problem with this is that the provisions are different. There is a specific provision in the Constitution which says no person except a natural born citizen or a citizen of the United States at the time of the adoption of the Constitution shall be eligible to the office of the president. So naturalized citizens are not eligible to run for president. Schneider v. Rusk did not challenge that. It didn't change that. It didn't deal with it whatsoever. It does not allow for a naturalized citizen to run for president because it just doesn't address that issue. Now, what I do think Jenk believes is he could challenge the presidency rule in the Constitution on the basis of this case, even though the case doesn't say anything about it. He could use that case, go to the Supreme Court and say, I actually am eligible. Um, the legal reviews of Schneider v. Rusk that I found disagree with that. And my instinct is that if there were something to that legal argument, maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger would have explored it and we would have seen a serious challenge to this before. So I Jenks great in so many different ways. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Friend of mine. I don't see you probably him, fuck horses together him getting the 20 percent support. He thinks that he would be able to get in order to push Biden out. And I don't see him making any progress on determining that he is legally able to run for president. Same thing applies to me. I'm not eligible to run for president. I don't believe Jenk is. I don't believe Arnold is. Let me know your thoughts. Here's David uh, playing victim, claiming his own audience is canceling him for his Hamas Israel coverage. Oh, poor victim. All right, listen. This is really ugly. Um, I expected some of this. I expected that when on Monday I went to you and I said, listen, guys, I'm going to tell you about what happened in Israel. I'm going to talk about this terrorist attack by Hamas. The MAGA right is unhinged on this issue. Some on the far left, far left are very wrong on this issue. I'm going to tell it the way I see it. I do every segment the way I see the story. I knew that some of this was going to happen. But it's still a really disappointing and difficult thing, more because of my concern for the future of the left. OK, here are some select emails of my own, not just people in my audience, people who were paying for memberships, people who liked what I did enough to pay. Check out some of these emails I received. First one's from Chris. Chris says, David, your woeful mischaracterization of Hamas as a terrorist organization is laughable at best 
and downright ignorant at worst to claim their attacks on Israel were terrorist attacks. Unbelievable. Did you even bother to dig deeper or do you just parrot what's popular? I don't want to be associated with a platform that's so out of touch. Cancel my membership and refund me now. Oh, financial persecution. David calls this financial persecution. What do you want me to say? Oh, you know what? I just lost six dollars a month. I'm sorry. It wasn't a terrorist attack. It was legitimate resistance. No. I don't say things to my audience that I don't believe. Okay? So this is a bummer. This is bad for the show. This is someone who's saying, hey, I don't like your opinion. And so I'm going to do what I can to financially hurt what you're doing. Financially hurt. But I always do every story the way I see it. Um, here's another one. This one says, hi, I'd like a refund for my membership and you can delete my account from your website. Part of being progressive is covering the news, irregardless of how uncomfortable it may be. You've shown that you're unable to take constructive feedback, information or any other opinion than the narrative you would prefer to share with your viewers. That's not really progressive. It's just privilege and yours shows. Please reimburse me. Um, I have the view I have because I'm progressive and I've explained it many times. Here's another one. David, every time you open your mouth about Hamas or their response towards Israel, it becomes painfully clear you haven't the slightest clue. Their actions were not acts of terror. Maybe try understanding the context for once. I won't be funding this farcical platform any longer. Cancel my membership and give me back my money. You need it more than I do, perhaps for an education. It was a terrorist attack. And I'm going to continue to say that oh, he's such a martyr. Uh, but here's a positive one. OK, this stuff is out there. Uh, this is somebody who wrote in and, and actually uh, thinks what, what I'm saying makes sense. This is from Timothy. Timothy says your excellent moving treatment of Israel's war. Thank you for your outstanding discussion of leftists, rightists, progressives and the war between Israel and Hamas. So many excellent observations so forcefully presented. I, I don't know how real any of these are, frankly. I doubled my subscription. I don't buy that many of these are even real. Keep up the great work. Timothy from Oak Park, Illinois. So listen, I'm always going to do the stories my way. That that's it. That's it. You're not ever going to wonder, am I concocting some view in order to achieve clicks or getting people to get memberships? OK, I have never taken any position on this program to appease anybody so that they'd get a membership or not cancel a membership or restart a membership. So we're going to take losses. We're seeing a consolidation. And this is a real test. This is a real test of are people willing to actually look at the facts? Or are they so ideologically committed to packages of views that they say, well, here's the totality of what a progressive believes and that's it. Um, we're going to continue doing what we're doing and some people won't like it and they'll cancel their support. And if enough people do it, maybe it will hurt the show. But the alternative is what me contriving views in order to try to calculate what's going to piss off the fewest number of people.
Give me a break, guys. OK, come on, guys. So we've lost lost some members. If you want to replace some of these folks who are canceling angry in this way, you can do it at joinpacman.com. I would love to welcome you if you believe what we're doing here is valuable. And I would also say if you don't like what I'm saying and you don't want to sign up and support, that's OK, too. You don't have to. Nobody has to. Everything here is optional. We're doing this show every day and making it available for free to everybody. And if you don't like what I'm saying, you can certainly find alternatives where I'm sure you will find someone saying what it is that you want to hear. That's his whole platform. This is hilarious. A left that refuses to condemn mass murder is doomed. You have always defended the violence on the left. Now, magically, you're presented with what your side is. And now he's like, oh, man, I can't believe this. This is what you are. I have to do something today. That many in my audience aren't going to like. How do I know that many in my audience aren't going to like it? Because the membership cancellations telling me that I am an evil person and not a progressive for my view on the Hamas terrorist attack have already started later in the show. I'll give you some specific examples of people who wrote in and said I'm canceling and I'll tell you exactly why they are doing it. But I know that there is discontent among some in my audience. There is a very good and important article that I would love that I would love for people to read. This is an article in New York magazine by Eric Levitz. And the article is called a left that refuses to condemn mass murder is doomed. And the most important point of this article is not about, oh, what about this detail from three years ago or what about that bombing or this bombing or the number of rockets or the context is, of course, the Hamas terrorist attack in Israel. The context of this article is the point I have been trying to make to what I believe are my fellow progressives, which is that we can't lose what the left is. We can't lose what the left is because of litmus tests or confusions or whatever the case may be about what it means to actually support and defend progressive values. And so let's look at a little bit of what the article says, and then we're going to talk about it. Um, Eric Levitz writes this weekend in Israel, a far right Islamist group perpetrated the largest mass killing of Jews since the Holocaust. That's true. Murdering entire families, including babies in their beds, slaughtering 260 concert goers, more than a thousand Israelis killed over 100 taken hostage. Now, I actually would go further. I believe that by number of casualties, this was the most deadly terror attack since 9-11. Think about that. If anybody has an issue with that, let me know that I believe is the reality. And that's an insane reality. Um, Eric goes on. Israel's far right government predictably responded by choking off all food, electricity and fuel to Gaza's two million residents and then preparing a military assault more untempered by concern for civilian casualties than ever before. That's true. And as progressives, we don't like that. We don't cheer that. We don't celebrate that. That's a disaster. Israel's defense minister, Yoav Gallant, made the brutality of what is to come plain on Monday, saying we are fighting human animals and we will act accordingly. Even if you feel comfortable applying human animals as a term to those in Hamas willing to uh, uh, carry out this sick violence, the vast majority of Gazans 
certainly would be inaccurately called human animals. So there is going to be something disgusting to come and we're already seeing it. But let's continue. A not a not small, a no small number and oh, sorry, and no small number of supposed leftists found in all this cause for celebration. Others, meanwhile, loudly refused to condemn Hamas's atrocities, insisting it was not their place to decry the military strategy or violent resistance of oppressed Palestinians. This is outrageous for anyone who considers themselves on the left to be saying. How, how does this surprise you? It's hilarious. Now I'm getting heat from people saying, David, I thought you were a progressive. I thought you were a progressive is my reaction. I thought you were a progressive. There is no progressive value here. And in fact, Eric Levitz explains it. In my view, these responses constitute a betrayal of the left's most fundamental oh, values. Betrayal. Oh, this is great. Either one upholds the equal worth of all human lives, opposes war crimes and despise despises far right ethno nationalist political projects or what doesn't one doesn't. What's more cheering or publicly announcing your refusal to condemn the murder of children isn't just morally grotesque, but also politically self defeating. And that is the second layer we will talk about today. It is bad for the Palestinians. For the lack of full throated no equivocation condemnation of the terrorist attack of Hamas. And I'm not going to read the entire article. I encourage you to check it out. But one other important line, the West's apologists for Palestinian war crimes have far less power than its apologists for Israel's brutal domination of the territories and discrimination of Arab citizens of Israel. But precisely because left wing critics of Israeli apartheid lack power, we must not forfeit our moral authority. So what are some of the points that are being made here that I think are really good? And I don't agree with every element of this article, but the main point here is we can't see the left lose what actually makes it the left. When we see videos, you know, the, the video of the murder of one Israeli girl was posted to her Facebook page so that her family would see it. This is grotesque, deliberately brutal stuff. This is not a military operation. When I see some of my supposed fellow progressives say, listen, we can't criticize the way that the Palestinian military has decided to go after its targets. This is not a military operation. OK, this is a terrorist attack. Oh, but Hamas was democratically elected. So in a sense, it is the military. When was the last election in Gaza? It was in 2006. Is it democracy to say that based on the vote? And by the way, Hamas got a plurality, but not even a majority. In, in many places, you would say that's not actually enough to get yourself elected. Uh, uh, many places have a 50 percent rule and many countries do. We're going to say this is a military op operation and these are valid participants in, in the conversation. It's not a conversation. It's a massacre because of an election 17 years ago that was tenuous at best. So. Let's be actual leftists, which means what they are being actual leftists. When we are actual leftists, we don't support authoritarian regimes. We don't support terror. You, you are an authoritarian regime. Terrorism. You're at least uh, you, you do the propaganda for one. 
we don't support violence of any kind. That's a total lie. You totally supported violence in the 2020 during the fentanyl Floyd riots. And that includes violence coming from Israel to innocent Palestinians. We don't support movements that subjugate women or LGBT people or those who say, I don't want to be part of this religion anymore. We feel terribly for the Palestinians living under Hamas. Lots of the people supporting Hamas in the West would be killed by Hamas or at least subjugated. And that's lost on many of the, the so-called progressives on the left. So we need to make sure that we don't ignore death and suffering on any side. On any side, it's a disaster. It also has to be recognized that after a terrorist attack, countries will defend themselves. Apply what happened here with Hamas to anywhere around the world. And we would be saying, well, the, the victims have to defend themselves. Now, do they defend themselves in an appropriate way? Do they even go out? You know, when, when we were attacked by Al Qaeda and went to Iraq, did that make sense? No, it made absolutely no sense. And so we can still be critical. We can still be discerning and all of these different things. But the attacks on me is I thought you were a progressive. I want to hear which progressive value I'm not espousing. And then, as Eric Levitt says, we can't allow the left to forego condemning unequivocally. No, no ifs, ands and buts, no hedging mass murder. And a little bit later in the show, I'm going to tell you about some of the really crazy stuff that's been said to me by some in my audience. We'll get to that a little bit later. Let's take a quick break and then. All right. Here is a barely attractive Emma who uh, has a problem with Matt Walsh not accepting. Here's Matt Walsh with his theory on whether homosexuality is learned or if it's intrinsic in yourself. Um, feels like this debate is some is like stuck in a 2005 time capsule, but Matt Walsh is stuck in 1902. So that makes a little bit more sense for his standards. We're in a more modern conversation, but the conclusions that he draws are um, similarly hateful. Uh, hateful. The, the, uh, or, or, He's a hateful bigot. Or, I guess in, in keeping with what he normally, the conclusions he draws, hateful once again. Now, the argument from the other side, well, well, there is no argument, really. I mean, these people are just shameless, soulless, hypocritical con artists who will say whatever they need to say in any given situation. So you can't really use their own arguments against them, as I've just done, because their arguments are not real arguments. Nothing they say means anything. Um, but to the extent that we can use a word like argument, the argument from the other side is that sexual orientation is immutable and unchangeable. We already talked about this yesterday. And first of all, there, there, was, there was never any reason to believe that. Okay, this idea that you're know, born gay or whatever. Um, we, we know that a person's sexual preferences and tastes can absolutely be affected by all manner of things. Trauma, abuse, um, exposure to pornography from a young age. Many things can impact a person's sexual preference. Can we I mean, just this is not stop really at just... that little insulation there? So if you are basically gay or trans, it's because you've You're been abused. abused or exposed. Well, some people have had that. 
some people have had that. Given how vehemently you reply to that makes me think that that's what happened with you and that's why you're a homosexual. It was to pornography, which is absolutely absurd. And what's interesting is like the sexuality parts of it, that comes later, like look, like in my glance of the literature, like nine or 10, mm -hmm. but like as far as like trans, trans identity. I mean, Walsh there obviously hit a nerve like and i feel like a girl or i feel like a boy that often happens uh much younger mm -hmm. like five six uh, ish like you know Dwayne wade's kid um famously so that little insinuation there like we're not really well can, can he recommend the catholic church because i don't think that matt walsh wants to um he never talks about the catholic church church's documented history of sexual abuse yeah and that was fucked up and all those priests should be buried under a jail um, but like, if he wants to make a claim that, that, that being homosexual is somehow a result of that, it's been pretty clear, like what institution is most synonymous with the purveyors of that in modern thought. But well, yes. Yeah, so the church did have that scandal and it was egregious. We are now in 2023 where the level of pedophilia in public schools has skyrocketed and surpasses now. Uh, the Catholic Church, okay, uh, at least in this country. Um, so now you have a big pedophile problem inside the world of teaching, which you guys defend and pretend is not happening. So you are no different than the diocese or the priests that covered up for the pedophiles. You are the equivalent now just on the left-hand side of the aisle. But um, yeah. anyway, uh, but it's all it's all stupid. And I, his claim of that the left thinks that sexuality is immutable and unchangeable is a complete straw man as well. Like, of course, you know, someone's sexual identity is a very personal thing. Um, and once we begin to remove layers of stigma that Matt Walsh is like desperately trying to put back on. And like edicts and dogma. Yeah. <laughs> then people are more open to exploring and seeing how they feel. Maybe I want to date a woman. Maybe I want to date a trans man or something, you know, and, and, and that is the society. Yeah, someone said, no, I want to date a trans man. Yeah. That we want to create so that you can yeah. figure it out yourself. But I would never say that somebody's every, that by like writ large, sexuality is immutable and unchangeable from birth because it's entirely personal and context matters for everything. So um, he has to straw man the left's position on this in order to make some point. Either way, it's dumb, but here we go. ...by all manner of things, trauma, abuse, um, exposure to pornography. Okay, sorry, 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 actually pause it again. It can be affected by all manner of things, but notice how when he's talking about homosexuality, he only like use, uh, uses negative... Uh, negative things to say how that can affect you so there's a natural state of being and that's heterosexual in matt walsh's eyes and the only way that you can divert from the path that path is if you're a victim of trauma right because then that's unnatural here we go then tastes can absolutely be affected by all manner of things trauma abuse um, exposure to pornography from a young age, many things can impact a person's sexual preferences. I mean, this is not really disputed by any serious person. Um, there is no gay gene, no matter how hard they look for one. And the idea that people are born gene. gay has always been incoherent because, you know, if people are born gay, like born gay, you're gay from birth, 
Right? That's what that would mean. And then that means that there are what? Uh, homosexual infants out there? Again, no sane person thinks that. About to put my so there's no on. reason why a person can't seek and receive successful counseling to overcome same-sex attraction. Oh, my God. Conversion therapy. I guess that's what Matt was doing when he wanted to uh, lower the age of consent and said that, uh, you know, 16-year-old girls should be basically, I'm paraphrasing, mm -hmm. but available yeah, you're just making it up. to have sex with older men because yeah, you're, you're making that up. he wanted to, as not a predator at all, he would never be one, uh, do the deconversion and making sure that they didn't get, you know, access to certain materials that would turn them into the... He didn't say he wanted to do deconversion on anyone. Evil monster homosexual. Look at all these straight babies. I, um, are babies born straight then? Yeah. About, so, so, but if it's only natural to be straight, and then trauma is what takes you on this other path, yeah. then, are, then every baby's straight. But it's ridiculous that there's a homosexual baby. Do you know that about 10% of rams refuse to mate with ewes, which are the female uh, um, uh, sheep, um, but do readily mate with other rams? And I wonder who showed those rams uh, uh, sheep pornography. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he should probably look up homosexuality in the animal kingdom. Um, that is... What are they, gay babies? Yeah. Let me look into that. There are animals that engage in sexual acts uh, with, a sexu same, with their same sex. There's also animals that eat each other after they're done. Uh, should we be doing that, retard? Um, and, and he just compartmentalizes that. But, um, I think the praying mantis, I think the woman eats the man. It also goes to show oh, how... You can see how the conservatives can't conceive of anybody's um, attraction to someone that they love in any way that isn't directly connected with just sex, straight up sex right there. Like, because when you talk to talk to uh, people who are gay, um, they'll I mean, some I I've uh, my my uh spit it out whore spit it out i don't know why i'm telling the story she's trying to she realizes that by starting to talk about this there's a whole bunch of rules that she has to follow about lived experience and how dare you tell the story of another homosexual and all this insane shit she has to walk on eggshells in front of her lunatic audience but my uncle um, passed away from AIDS before I was born. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that at all. Oh, why is AIDS like the funniest shit ever? I don't know. I don't understand why is AIDS funny. Oh, man. All right. Tell us more. And um, he, my mom tells a story about how, like, she asked him because it was not kosher at that time. He was having you know, trouble coming out to the family, um, but he was passing away and it was becoming obvious. And she asked him like, when did you know? And he was like, when I was five years old, <laughs> I was five years old. And I saw- yeah, There's some gay people that have that experience. There's other gay people that abuse uh, uh, is why. So why aren't they allowed to have their lived experience? See, this is like the same thing that they do with like the black crime rate. They just pretend it doesn't exist and there's no black criminals. Or, or there's no homosexual pedophiles. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Ex-movie star on TV. 
And that's very common when you talk to people, not when they're babies. They don't come out and say like, oh, I'm I'm gay now. But when they start to have an understanding of gender and they consume culture and watch a movie and they might find some indoctrination. You're talking about indoctrination into AIDS commie propaganda when handsome or pretty. That's when it starts to to click. Yeah, they aren't confined to a repressive culture that uh, excludes any sort of thing like that from uh, the sort of uh, realm of ideas. Right. And 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 so it's 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 so silly. And and those five year olds who are having that attraction to five year olds. What are you even talking about? Five? What are you kidding me? A man or a woman that's of their same gender on TV. They're not thinking about sex, but they are beginning to develop their attraction and understanding of that yeah and what the fuck are you talking about exactly and like and uh, i say like the the things that i cursory looked over there there's like this is like the first like we're learning how to even ask kids about this but like anybody i mean i was obsessed <laughs> with catwoman from the batman movies yeah. when i was like five or six and i didn't even know what sex you didn't was even know why though it right? was like <laughs> my imagination is we're gonna roll around in these bed sheets and that's gonna be like really great <laughs> I didn't know any. I didn't know what sex was. I didn't know anything. Yes. But it's like I was obsessed with Catwoman. Understood. Can we watch a little bit uh, from what before we what we watched, where Walsh sure. talks a little bit more about uh, his thoughts on conversion therapy? Sure. Go ahead. Is trying to give electric shocks or even drugs. Okay. In almost every case, when we hear about so-called conversion therapy, it is a case where somebody with a with a same-sex attraction goes to a therapist or to a counselor to help them overcome that attraction. Like they're looking for counseling, for therapy to help them overcome this attraction that is troubling them and that they don't want. Uh, they don't, you know, they, they, don't, they don't want to have the same sex attraction, but they do, and they're looking for help. And why shouldn't people have the right to seek that kind of help if they want it? To use language that the left is familiar with, if somebody desires to be straight, then why shouldn't we affirm that desire? We literally do. Why shouldn't do. they receive affirmative No, you don't. Care. It's illegal in some places. In that context. To do uh, what they call conversion therapy. Next. What That's are you talking about? Can, right? All right, That's all right. The, just po- the real trans people are people that were uh, torturing to not be gay. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, right. So my, Matt Walsh is basically asking the question, why isn't there... Um, why isn't there... Uh, sexuality affirming care for yeah. repressed gay people no no no. he uh, needs he needs to be affirmed constantly matt walsh needs his sexuality to be affirmed it doesn't it's it, it it's not enough for him and that's so when did he say that that's a lot about him it's not enough for him that, when did he say that though that uh culture does it on this daily effing basis uh and that all religious institutions try to funnel people into the nuclear yeah. family with a man and a woman. Gee, I can't believe they do that. I wonder why. Um, it's not enough that uh, that that society basically makes it the the most desirable from like a tax perspective, from a social acceptance perspective, to be, unfortunately, in that kind of heteronormative married relationship. Unfortunately. That's amazing. Matt Walsh, for some reason, he needs more than that. His grip on his sexuality yeah. is so tenuous that, you know, he needs a seminar every month about how to wear a flannel shirt and um, how to make sure that the accoutrement in my studio is as brown and bland as possible because colors are gay. Just little tips like yeah. that for him that he needs to affirm. None of that is real. 
his sexuality. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't, uh, I don't, uh, It's hard to tell if she's telling a joke. She's so bereft of anything, including humor. It's very difficult to tell. To even call it conversion therapy. It's, uh, <laughs> twice a week I go to what I call the, uh, sex chiropractor. And he straightens <laughs> me right out. <laughs> Bye-bye thoughts. Bye-bye thoughts. I'm not even thinking about nothing like that anymore. <laughs> I haven't thought about gay babies for five days. <laughs> uh, now off to the middle school. Yeah, yeah, off to off to, on uh, false pretenses to go talk uh, at a school board meeting. What a bunch of ridiculous and retarded AIDS commies. All right, let me uh, read some of these super chats. We're taking them through Streamlabs. Link in the description. We're also taking super chats through Entropy. Link in the description. And we're also taking uh, Rumble rants on Rumble. Jamariquis the Conqueror says, and I quote, A-O-H-B, where the white women's at? She it, we was conquerors. Blessed by Yakub and she it, nigga, unquote. Yeah, that Yakub, he's a hell of a guy. He created white people just to be evil. Oh, man. Trifling. Bob says, uh, and I'm quoting, Stay away from our women, Jamaiquai, you and all the other kinds of niggers available, be it sand niggers, tree niggers, dreidel niggers, menorah niggers, kebab niggers, shawarma niggers, empty plate niggers, Persian niggers, curry niggers, rice niggers, etc. Unquote. Oh, man, that's, uh, that's a lot of niggers. Okay. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate that. Jewish unwiped disciple says, and I quote, Rabbi Bastard, one would expect my loyalties to be tied to the Jews. Yet I am unmoved in my devotion to the unwiped asshole nigga. We all squat when we drop and dip. The UAN does not recognize race nor faith, just devotion to shitting in the grocery store. Unquote. Oh, that's what a fabulous spiritual message. This religion that has started on this channel among some in the viewership. Uh, that, uh, you know, you have the wiped and the unwiped. Oh, yeah. And uh, apparently it transcends race. It's just about uh, shitting in the grocery store. Oh, that's, that's uh, yeah, fantastic. That's very powerful. Powerful. Um, Dave says, people on the left like David in the UK call working class people that they don't vote the way they want gammons, maggots. Is the same smear against the working class individuals. Yeah, they really fucking hate working class people. Dave also said, Hillary Clinton and company still seem to be working under the assumption that Hollywood's kill the leader and the pack disperses trope is a sound political strategy. Yeah, they're completely, uh, I think, wrong about that. I think when Trump's gone, there will be another person. Because uh, there's always going to be another person because you're not going to just, people aren't going to just stop being populist. Like, that's not, that's just not going to, people aren't just going to say, all right, well, that's it. Now we're going to just go and do what you want. That's just not going to happen. They're crazy. Um, Silky Johnson says, HB, it astounds me how leftists can sit there believing the system is corrupt and against the people and cheer on when it's used full force against the people. All because it's their opponents, and they've deluded themselves as our moral superiors. Yeah, it's really interesting. And uh, that's why I really hope there's a lot of squealing when it gets turned around on them. That, that really will be pleasurable, in my opinion. Cobra says, Y'all know how I can change my Amber Alert settings to white kids only? <laughs> well, apparently, in California, they do that for you. Because now you have Ebony Alert. 
So if it's a black kid, they put out the ebony alert. And uh, so there you go. Uh, California's got that handled. Suki Johnson says, I'd love to see Pac-Man's... I'd, lo I'd love to see Pac-Man tied to a chair, clockwork orange style, and be forced to watch explicit hardcore, yet tasteful and classy lesbian porn. And then switch to straight porn, where he gets a shock when he inevitably starts drooling over the guy's cock. That would be a hell of a thing. That would be a hell of a thing to behold. Michelle Kincaid says, What gets me is that douchebags like David and Ben hate us, and yeah, want us dead. A large portion, the church of... Those conservative maggots support Israel 100% for biblical and religious reasons. While their beloved BLM is trashing them and celebrating death, yeah, it is really insane. Um, on the one hand, it's insane that uh, they, I guess they didn't realize who they were in bed with. And then the other thing that's insane is just how much they demonize Trump supporters and conservatives. And when you, when you just compare the behavior... Uh, of the groups now out there celebrating what Hamas did compared to like the average conservative that they demonize and call a terrorist. It's, it's just so laughable. It's so utterly laughable. All right, let's, uh, let me go to, let me refresh here, see what we have one second. Okay. All right, let's see. Where did we leave off? Um, okay, we'll get to that breaking news in a moment. Mojack420 says, So get this, for the last week or so, I've dealt with excruciating pain in my shoulder from cancer. Sorry to hear that. I would get Percocet or Oxycodone 20 to 30 at a time, meaning 40, 4 to 6 days max, and then rush to get a new script before the weekend. Last doctor said, fuck that, and finally gave me a script for 120 Oxen. Oxy, bourbon, thumbs up. Uh, wishing you a, a speedy recovery, Mojack. Um, yeah, I, I, I've heard stories after the DEA cracked down on opiates. There used to be like pill mills and you could get opiates. I don't think, I don't ever remember. I mean, maybe you could get Oxycontin from the pill mills, but none of the ones that I bought from, this was like mid-2000s. They always sold uh, Percocets uh, or um, you could get compounded hydrocodone, um, like a high rate of hydrocodone with a minimum amount of acetaminophen. Um, maybe you could get Oxy back then, but it was probably very expensive. But anyway, the DEA totally crushed that whole operation. It was across the country. The thing is, they went too far, and then, then it got to the point where like cancer patients and people that needed painkillers couldn't get them so i don't know if that's improved at all uh, but at least if if your doctor's able to give you what you need that's very good um but uh yeah i, I would say cancer pain is definitely a cause for oxycontin um in the i remember in the late 90s they were prescribing it for like everything and i told the story i won't get into it again where uh so i knew these jw's that uh that they were getting prescribed like so much crazy shit. Uh, and they, they certainly had health problems, but I don't think it was at the level of like whatever the blue Oxycontins were, I think 60 milligrams. Holy shit, that, that shit makes you feel way too good. Way too good. Uh, it, now, if, 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 you, uh, if you need it for like cancer pain, totally, totally uh, understandable. 
I when I took it back then, I didn't need it for anything. I mean, I had, I've always had back problems, but oh my god, that was just overkill. I uh, that led to some definite addiction issues. Fortunately, got out of that though. Uh, that's yeah, that's a hell of a thing though. But that's good if you're able to get it because that's got to be. That's crazy. Like they that there's people that can't get uh, painkillers that they need for like serious medical conditions. That's just why can't the DEA just be reasonable? Just be reasonable. I understand how, you know, the pill mills were no good. Um, this, that's basically because then when they shut down the pill mills, then people went to heroin, and therefore you have your opiate addiction started by Purdue Pharma, I believe, it was the original manufacturer. Um, but uh, yeah, like just let people get the meds they need if they're going th through a doctor. But uh, good to hear you got what you needed there. Cooper Sees the Truth says, that very disheveled fag can't even be consistent for five minutes. He calls Trump supporters maggots, then immediately says, in order to deprogram people, you can't act judgmental towards them and call them stupid for believing what they believe. Yeah, it's it's a total act. I think it's a total act. It is, um, it's complete bullshit. Uh, he would absolutely go along with completely insane techniques to deprogram people. I think he would absolutely go along with it. Alcove says Emma and the entire majority report staff are oxygen thieves. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. All right. Now we have some breaking shit news from the internet from Mojack420. Let's have a look to see what's going on here. Homeless destroy motel in Wyoming City. Oh, leftists are doing policy in Wyoming? Leave about 500 pounds in feces on the streets. How is that even possible? How the fuck... Wyoming? Oh, I'm telling... There's going to be nowhere to go. You would think, of all places, Wyoming. Wyoming, to me... Now, I don't know if there's anyone listening from Wyoming... Wyoming strikes me as the type of state that if you really needed to disappear, you probably could in Wyoming. You're going to have to learn how to, like, rough it, I think, because I, from what I understand, there's a lot of parts where there's not a lot of people that, like, there's, like, nothing there. But, like, I guess if you could, uh, you know, if you could, like, rough it, you would probably be okay. You, you'd probably be able to hide out, I would think. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Holy shit, man, Wyoming. A city in Wyoming has been overrun with an unprecedented homeless population that destroyed a vacant motel and has left hundreds of pounds of feces across the area, according to its mayor. Mayor Bruce Nell detailed the destructive behavior of roughly 200 homeless people in Casper, Wyoming, who have been creating a mess throughout the streets and parks, as well as a closed motel where squatters left millions in property damage. Oh, but I thought the way to cure homelessness is to give everyone shelter. Oh, look what happened. Um... Homeless people squatted at the Econo Lodge Motel and caused more damage than the flooding that initially closed the business down. The property was condemned by the city and the bank that owns, the, owns it foreclosed the business and boarded it up. It was inhabitable and it was unsafe. Other homeless people are squatting in other abandoned properties in Casper that don't have water or electricity. Oh man, are you kidding me? Casper is one of the largest cities in Wyoming. This Democrats have to be running it. Are Democrats running this city in Wyoming? How's that possible? It's like nothing I've ever seen, Nell said. It's a third world country stuff happening in Casper, Wyoming. Oh, my God. 
we are going to need the biggest deportation effort of illegals and commies in the history of mankind. We know very well we cannot litigate our, or arrest our way out of the problem, but our police need some teeth to start dealing with the squatting. They're just causing so many problems. Meanwhile, city staff has been forced to scoop up about 500 pounds of human feces. How do you even do that? How is that even possible? Uh, that's in Casper's downtown where many homeless people loiter. This is insane. Some set up camp in local parts, parks and bike paths while others sleep in their cars. Some of the crime in the city, Wyoming's second most populated city, can be tied to homeless people. In desperate times, people do desperate things, and unfortunately, we're the ones having to deal with it. Some people living in the streets come to Casper for a homeless shelter in the city, but when they are kicked out or denied entry, they never leave. There's a certain part of the homeless population, <clears throat> whether substance abuse or mental illness, that is getting them to where they don't want to conform to society's rules. Whatever happened to when the homeless come in, you drive them to the border and drop them off? I know of places that used to do that. I remember once in a while in the main line on Ardmore, that's like the rich, well, it's not, not entire, well, it's mostly pretty rich. Uh, the main line, uh, it's, I, I think the whole main line area is, I think it's the most wealthy area in the country, I think. Something crazy like that. I think it's up there with like Beverly Hills. Anyway, being a Jehovah's Witness, I was, I knew people in these areas and weirdly, one place on the main line I lived for a while in a cheap apartment. Now that apartment now is an insane uh, monthly rent. But when I was there, it was like 600 a month because it was owned by these Israeli uh, guys that I worked for at a camera shop. So I was like luckily able to live in uh, Bryn Mawr. This is in the late 90s, early 2000s uh, for very cheap, which was nice. Um, even though I didn't really like I mean, some of the people are okay, but it's just, uh, you know, there's not, not a lot of crime, you know, not a lot of crime. Uh, I don't know what it's like now. Maybe there is a lot of crime. I, I wouldn't think. I, but anyway, my point is, anytime there'd be a homeless person, the, the cops would send them on the train back to Philly. So just send them, like, what, you got it. you can't be homeless in our town. Whatever happened to that? What, and I know, yeah, is it a rough situation? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're homeless. You can't be homeless here. And the reason you can't be homeless here is because if I let you be homeless here, then another homeless is going to come. And now we have 500 pounds of shit. Okay? You can't have it. You can't have it. So you, you all got to go. You all got to go. Man, it's crazy. Um, when they do... Uh, so this guy's quote. Um, when they do that, they're not allowed to go in the shelter, which means they're just out and about in our community raising hell. Casper is just one of numerous cities facing a heartbreaking homeless problem, including the Big Apple, where there's more than 4,000 people didn't have a roof over their heads during a citywide tally in January. Oh, I can't, all these cities, how is, how do you tolerate this? Brutal. Wyoming. Man. How do you fuck with Wyoming? That's just no good. That's just no good at all. All right, thank you, Mojack420. Sincerely appreciate that. Now we have breaking news from the internet from Ash B. Ash B says, says there's a video on the page to enjoy. Also, please say faggot retard like you mean it. Well, there you go, faggot retard. That's a good one, faggot retard. Uh, Dave Smith had a great joke during his comedy special 
uh, on his channel where he uh, defended using faggot. And uh, I've not seen a comedian do that lately, so that was very refreshing. And, um, and then he also brought up retard, and he had the whole thing where he's willing to die on faggot retard mountain. And I, I agree with that. I'm willing to die on faggot retard mountain, too. I'm also willing to die on nigger faggot mountain. Okay? You have to have people willing to die on nigger faggot mountain as well. Um, but, you know, hey, some people, maybe you're not a nigger guy. I'm not a nigger guy. I, I like faggot way better. But it's just, it's the nuclear bomb of words and I think you just it has to be whatever the most offensive thing is I think has to be defended same with like people that want to debate the Holocaust that must be defended you 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 must have open debate about whatever the fuck people want to debate but anyway I do like the fact that he uh, he did that joke I thought that was great um, okay let's get to this breaking news from Ashby okay let's see Holy moly, you aren't going to believe the gender propaganda being taught in fourth grades in Wisconsin. Oh, my God. All of these supposedly wholesome Midwest states are just, oh, this is no good. It's The commie AIDS is everywhere. Uh, uh, uh. Not in the panhandle. I haven't seen it in the panhandle. I don't know if you're in the panhandle of Florida. I, I am not aware of it there. I'm not an expert of the panhandle. I, I just go there, you know, a couple times a year. But uh, I, it, I've not, I just don't see it anywhere. I, the people I talk to there, now they're not like everywhere around, you know, it's a big place. But they're telling me about like the schools have bring your Bible to school day. And I'm like, yeah, good. That's good. That's how you know. If the school has a bring your Bible to school day, the likelihood of commie AIDS being in that school is slim. Not impossible, because they, they, you know, it can be, it can really be in there, but that's a great sign. That is a great sign. Because um, if you had a commie teacher or school board member, they would freak out over that. That's like a good test to see, like, because, like, let's say you're conservatives and you take over a school board or something. That's a great test. You know, put, say, we're going to do a resolution to bring prayer in school. Now, I've said it before, I think you should make it optional. I think you're going to draw more people in if you're if it's optional. And if you're like, hey, we're going to do this over here if you want to do it. Nope, you know, you're, you're welcome. And then if you, you, you act like normal, nice people, I think there's going to be a reasonable amount of people that'll go, yeah, I'll do that. That sounds good. Um, but, uh, but anyway, um, and if you do a bring your Bible to school day, then all you got to do is watch who makes a huge issue out of it. And then th that's who you know to fire. Because a normal person, okay, like if, if I was on the school board, like I'm not a Christian, but if I was on a school board and that was proposed, I'd go, yeah, no problem, whatever. As long as, you know, you're, you're not like ramming it down my throat and you're like, you have to walk around all day and say, this Bible is wonderful. I'm not doing any of that. But if you're like, yeah, we're going to do it and kids can choose if they want to to bring a Bible to school. Why would you have a problem with that? That's not, that's fine. I got no problem with that. But commies will have a problem with that. So we'll have to see. Anyway, this is Wisconsin. Uh, so, oh, okay, hold on a second. Let me uh, get the headphones here. This is a video that's part of the curriculum on health in Wisconsin's Superior School District that teaches nine-year-olds that private parts don't determine anything about a little boy or girl's gender. That's insane. Let's have a look here. Aww. 
Hi, baby. Are you a boy or a girl? Funny you should ask, Sid. One of the first things they check when a new baby is born is what kind of body parts they have. They do that to determine a baby's sex. Most of the time, it's easy to determine, and sometimes it's more complicated. This one has a penis. It's a boy! This one has a vulva. It's a girl! Congratulations! Whoa! Let's hit the brakes, people. Oh, God. The way your body looks on the outside is only part of the story. No. What? It's the whole story. Stay with me, gang. The whole story. This is important. Hi, little one. Your sex refers to your physical body parts, remember? But there is also something called gender, which is how you feel bullshit. inside your body and who you know yourself to be. And your gender, how you feel on the inside, doesn't always match the sex you were called when you were born. Okay. Let's say you were born with a penis and you feel like a boy inside. In that case, your sex and your gender match. Well, what if you were born with a penis and you know you're a girl inside? You are still a boy. You are still a boy, dummy. You're still a boy. Not a boy. Maybe then I shouldn't sex. be as harsh because these are some, well, these aren't really kids talking. This is like propaganda. And your gender don't match. Wait, what does know you're a girl inside mean anyway? Does that mean you have to love pink it's things? A, it's a bunch of communist gobbledygooks. Uh, gobbledy, <laughs> gobbledy, <laughs> it's a bunch of communist gobbledygook. Okay, gook, like the... Uh, What's that racial epithet? Is that for the Vietnamese? I think so, right? Or no, that's Charlie, I think. I don't know. Gook is pretty funny. I forget I forget who the gooks are. <laughs> things and princesses? Nope. Sometimes people refer to things as girl things and boy things, but this is just how people sometimes classify Why things. Why do they have buildings on fire as boy stuff? I mean, granted, I did like to play with fire, and, and I almost burnt my friend's house down, and I'm so glad. I don't, whatever, uh, you, you know, whether it's supernatural forces, God, or just getting lucky, I am so glad. I am so glad that I didn't burn his house down. We were idiots. We were playing with, uh, we discovered the uh, hairspray and lighter trick. And we, I mean, I, I think it was a sixth grade, I think. I mean, the first time we figured that out, we were like, oh my God, this is a blowtorch. So, you know, we would like torch things, but mainly outside. And one day, like a moron, for some reason, I blow torched a calendar on the wall in his basement. I, like, I, it didn't even make sense. And of course, the, ca the calendar caught fire. It was this giant calendar. And then we were like, oh shit, and we stomped it. We, you know, we, it fell off the wall. We stomped on it, and fortunately, it went out. It melted the carpet a little bit. And so we put the table over the carpet. And my buddy's mom, who was one of the nicest people. I mean, this woman was a saint. She put up with such bullshit. <laughs> and she was always... This is the thing. No matter what we did, no matter what we were caught doing, she was always so nice. This was the one time she was not nice. And it totally shook me. Because I realized how pissed off she was. She called me on the phone. I thought we... Like three days passed. We thought we had gotten away with it. She calls me on the phone, which she has never done. And she said, you know, HB, yeah, obviously, <laughs> she didn't say HB. Uh, something about, like, she's like, I know you and blah, blah burnt the carpet. And she said something like, I don't think I want you coming over 
to his house anymore. And I was like, oh, my God. I was so pissed off. Now, fortunately, like two days later, she forgot about it and, and it was fine. But I remember as a kid just being devastated. Oh, I can't believe I pissed off the, like the nicest woman ever. And because uh, like the, we got caught doing all sorts of shit in that house. And she was always so nice. And it wasn't like approving of the bad behavior. It wasn't like, oh, this is good that you're doing this. But you know what I mean? But very nice. But yeah, anyway, by the way, completely warranted. Like, you know, we melted the carpet. That's ridiculous. That was a ridiculous, retarded move on our behalf. But again, fortunately, two days later, she forgot about it and we were back in business. But we did never uh, light, light the, uh, the uh, hairspray in the house again. We didn't do that again because, you know, we're not retarded. I mean, we're retarded, but we're not like super retarded. You got to be super retarded to then go back in the house and fucking try to burn it again. That's insane. We didn't do that. Okay, anyway, back to this. Usually to make it easier to sell stuff to kids and their parents. Clothes, toys, and games are for everyone. You don't have to be a boy or a girl to like a certain thing. Well, that's, so but that's true. But that doesn't mean that if you have a penis that you in any way can be a girl. Has anyone ever told you that you shouldn't play with something or wear something because you're a boy? Well, yes. The body parts you were born with don't always dictate who you are, how you feel, or what you like to play with. Ah, that's such a relief. Gender, how you feel and who you know yourself to be, tells you who you are. And there are a whole bunch of possibilities. Figuring out what feels right for you is just part of growing up. <laughs> Bye, little cutie. Um, you might want to change that diaper sooner than later. <sighs> That's absolute insane propaganda. All right, let's see if there's anything else in this article. It's meant to teach kids their gender is different than their sex and that physical reality is not connected to their personal reality, which is based on feelings. Scarlett Johnson, the uh, mom for liberty who uncovered this crap, has all the receipts on the school in case they try to hide it or erase it. I'm glad she's bringing it to everyone's attention. That is absolute fucking insanity. Holy shit. Look at that. We're living in clown world and we're paying for it with our taxpayer dollars. Yeah, that's true. We are. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous absolutely fucking ridiculous all right thank you ashby that was breaking news from the internet if you have an article that you want read on stream 10 and up details in the description cooper sees the truth says uh, oh yeah emma what wonderful thing it is that your uncle was wasn't oppressed by normal cultural examples and thank goodness that he was shown uh, homos on tv so he could grow up get fucked in the ass and get aids and then die it would be tragic if he had grew, grown up, had a wife, children, and was alive today. Yeah, they talk. This is the thing. Like, um, it used to be the old way was kind of like, well, hey, homosexuals, you know, treat homosexuals like you would treat anyone else. And I generally agreed with that at the time. Uh, I still agree with that if you're like normal. If you're normal, I have no problem with you. If you are a rabid, fairy Richard Simmons faggot, yeah, I want nothing to do with you. Get that shit out of my face, okay? And absolutely get it out of the schools. And if you bring it to the schools, you belong in prison. Okay. But anyway, but to each his own. But, you know, like, and, and I would even go as far as to say that the Richard Simmons homosexual could even have, a, a, have normalcy because back in the day, the Richard Simmons homosexual didn't throw it in your face 
in a in a personal way go go to the gay bar and be flamboyant i don't care be flamboyant wherever the hell you want just why why are you trying to be around kids anyway i shouldn't you richard simmons i don't think well I, who the fuck knows at this point anyway <clears throat> so yeah uh, back to this she she has this um so that's what it used to be like okay we'll treat everyone the same that's fine but now it's this thing where the nuclear family is specifically some kind of enemy like they are specifically negative on the nuclear family this started out with how they got their foot in the door is saying well we should be nice to single moms and if the kid has just a mom we should be nice to that kid uh, or whatever or if they have two moms be nice but now that's changed into we must specifically have negative feelings towards the nuclear family so the whole thing was a gay up to get us to this point where they could try to subvert shit and be very anti-nuclear family. But they did, they got their foot in the door but with this message of being nice. And a lot of people bought it. And uh, it's unfortunate they used something like that, which is ultimately, I think, a good thing, being nice to people. I mean, it's as long as they're not taking advantage of you, I think that's a fine thing to teach people. And, uh, but now, you know, you look at kind of how Western societies, part of the way that they got the way they are with immigration is that, uh, generally speaking, Westerners, uh, especially whites, uh, pleasant whites, are, um, they're too nice. They're too fucking nice. And that's been taken advantage of. And uh, it's unfortunate. All right. Very good. All right. Thank you, uh, Cooper. Appreciate that. So now um, they are, ta I think they're taking issue with something the dumb press host said. Let's see. Karine Jean-Pierre yesterday responded to a reporter's question about the White House's response to members of Congress's statements about the Israel-Palestine conflict. Um, it's quite clear, it seems, that this reporter, even though for some reason the reporter refuses to name specific people, is referring to the statements put out by the squad, um, by AOC, by Ilhan Omar, by Rashida Tlaib, and others, um, calling for a ceasefire, calling for the end to a killing, to the, all of the killing, um, because Israel right now is um, has dropped 6,000 plus bonds on a 141 square foot piece of land. That ain't enough. Yeah. Uh, sorry? That ain't enough to them either. They're not done. Oh, they're not done. Yeah. Um, and hundreds of children have been confirmed dead. The death toll will continue. Um, it will only increase. They have given Palestinians 24 hours in Gaza to leave. That's impossible, and they know it. It's over a million people that they are asking to leave on these narrow roads that Israel entirely controls, by the way. Um, and a lot of Palestinians don't have cars because it's one of the poorest places on the planet. And some of them are maimed. There's hospitals that are being targeted too. And there's no electricity because Israel's cut it off via the blockade. There is no fuel because the fuel has been blocked out. So if you have a they car- They announced they're gonna cut off the internet too. Oh yeah. There's, um, you can't even reach people right now. So how are they supposed to know? Word of mouth? I mean, but, the, but, but, but giving them the 24 hours, it's just a cover for the mass murder that they're about to engage in. And um, it is the most common sense, humane thing in the world. And the squad has 
should have everybody's solidarity, especially Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, who are Muslim members, and especially Rashida Tlaib, who has freaking family over there. In any sane and just world, they would have the complete and total full-throated support of the Democratic president and his spokesperson. Looks because like we got some leftist infighting going on. They are a part of that party. <laughs> She's angry. Instead, we get this. She's beside herself. What is the president's message to... Okay, the pool should, should start leaving and then we're going to take this last question. Okay. Thank you, Green. Uh, what is the president's message to members of Congress who seem to be equating the Hamas terror attack with actions that were previously taken by Israel? Say that one more time. Everybody's moving on. Uh, what is the president's message to members of Congress who seem to be equating the Hamas terror attack with actions that were previously taken by Israel? Look, here's the thing. And which 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 congressional members? Well, there have been some members of Congress who have called for a ceasefire and they have not gone as far as uh, backing the administration's call for support for Israel. So look, uh, I've seen some of those statements this weekend, uh, and we're going to continue to be very clear. We believe they're wrong. Uh, we believe they're repugnant, and we believe they're disgraceful. Uh, our, our condemnation belongs squarely with terrorists who have brutally murdered, raped, kidnapped hundreds, hundreds of Israelis. Uh, there can be no equivocation about that. There are not two sides here. There are not two sides. Uh, President Biden has been clear on where he has stood. You heard him. You heard from him directly uh, today. You heard from him also on Saturday on this. There's been multiple statements from this president, uh, and he's taking uh, action to provide additional support to ensure that Israel has the has what they need to defend themselves. Thank you, President. All right. Repugnant. Yep. Repugnant to call. I still want to know who whose statements were drawing that equivalence because she didn't answer it. Uh, the reporter did not specify. The equivalence. Pierre did not specify. The person who tweeted this clip did not specify. I want to know who made those equivalents. Well, no, the well you know, the you know, being, the brown ones, you know. The equivalence being right? drawn is. The <laughs> is she saying Corinne Jean Pierre, the dumb press hoe, is racist? <laughs> what they object to is saying uh, this violence and that violence are both unacceptable. And that's repugnant to this White House, which thinks that Israeli violence is justice and Hamas violence is terrorists. And like that, I'm sorry, I will equivocate between those two things. The answer is ceasefire, stop the violence. And that includes the setting for the violence that perpetuates violence. And th this idea that, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. This is a, this is a spokesperson. Press secretaries are always going to be the official liars of the United States government. But to see them uh, come out and support genocide not defense it's, un it's unreal it's, it's defending Israel. themselves it's defending themselves which is raising these blocks which is uh, oh uh, just Bombing a hospitals, hour ago uh, was a Reuters journalist photographer de dead um, yeah I mean it's, it's yeah I just just the, the, when you feel like, I want to have hope and I feel like it just makes it so much harder when this is the way that the Democratic administration responds. The Democratic administration, you know? So that's that. Thanks, I mean, Green John Pierre. You see, like, Bill Clinton, like, also, like, all these people have been, like, 
involved in this project like it, uh, of course this is a, a referendum on bb netanyahu and a failure of his policies it's a failure of bill clinton's policies in the 90s too um um and that all they all any of these people can say with all this blood on their hands of both a palestinian and israeli blood is we support israel mm-hmm. it is to cover their own ass oh that is some sweet infighting so apparently they're taking issue with tim pool um tim pool apparently is criticizing some whores he's criticizing only fans whores and they don't like that so let's see uh, tim pool seems to what oh god so if you recall at the end of the debate that i had with tim pool i was pretty tired at that point but he tried to bring up his latest fixation which is that um that liberal women are less attractive than conservative women um, because liberal women are more likely to uh, if you're liberal you're more likely to sympathize with people who are disadvantaged because you're also I think he's completely correct about that so unattractive he's 100% correct about that and you know I had a half a mind to say to him Tim, is this your way of calling me ugly just to see how he would respond? And if I were to do it over again for the for the lols, I definitely would. But at that point, I wanted to get the hell out of there. And um, it is interesting to see that he still has this bee in his bonnet. He's obsessed with, like, the quality of women and the relationship between women and men in dating situations. He's now brought on those like what guy fresh cut guys what's the name of those guys uh, fresh and fit yeah fresh and fit and, well, and 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 they were talking about you know high quality men versus high quality women and you know you got to get a bugatti all this stuff he's he's really i, I think i think on some insecure. level you're being unfair you got to remember uh tim is moving into adolescence now oh, I'm sorry. and this is when a lot of those issues come up uh in your uh, you know, as you le- exit your tween years emotionally. Uh, but here's Tim Pool. From the Daily Mail. They say, Bryce Adams, 29 from Florida, joined the adult content site. Oh, it's so brutal. OnlyFans tried to be legit. And in just two years, she has turned into a booming business, earning herself millions of dollars along the way, as well as a legion of avid followers. Apparently, um, I forget who called this out, but uh, OnlyFans posts ads in the New York Post, but the ads read like news articles. And I don't know, this might be one of them too, but it's similar to this one. This is in the Daily Mail. But yeah, there are these ads where they'll like talk about how some whore made a lot of money on OnlyFans. Now, statistically speaking, I believe it's like only the top one, it's like really like any anything. It's like the top 1% make the money and the vast majority of whores on OnlyFans make like $100 or less. She got she raked in $6.4 million last year and gained a whopping $60,000 just for one live stream. Here's what I love about this. You know, I often think about these women who are like, uh, they have that video walking through New York for five hours as a woman. And all the guys are like, how you doing? Like, what up? Like guys following her. Some of it was benign. Some of it was kind of creepy. And it's funny because I've talked about this before. Men do suffer the same thing, but men are valued for their social status, not for their attractiveness, mostly. So, you know, a hot guy walking down the street might have a girl say something, but probably not. 
Men are the ones who typically do the pursuing. But here's Can the point. Hey, nice beanie. If you- <laughs> Oh, this is the smartest, smartest hour in news, according to John Walker Flint. That Ollie that you did? Get- <laughs> I'm going to bed right now, baby. I bet that's happened to him a ton. Um, oh, yeah. You know why it's a bit different in terms of experiences for women and men and getting catcalled on the street? I don't really believe men get catcalled for their social status, but we'll, we'll put that aside. Well, he didn't say that they did for now <laughs> yeah nice watch I, i've heard this and i'm paraphrasing right some s- someone said this at one point to me and and so i'm misattributing i don't know where the quote comes from but that um a man's greatest fear is that a woman will make fun of him or reject him and a woman's greatest fear is that a man will kill them and um like I, that's it seems a little old-fashioned in a sense but there is some true truth there too the reason catcalling is a little bit more problematic for women is because women have a fear of getting sexually assaulted by men and that has been borne out <laughs> by history uh, by sexual crimes it's what the catcalling might be a prelude to which exactly. is like a yes. violent attack exactly and so i love how he starts off as like some of it's threatening some of it's acceptable tim how did you when did he said when did he say some of it was acceptable you're just making up stuff he didn't say that make that determination but he didn't say that you just you're like a retard you're just not even listening to what he's saying how did you how did you make that determination but But he didn't make that determination he didn't say it was acceptable anyway i i I just for some context this bryce uh whatever name is makes 6.4 million dollars over the whole course of the year on the platform as one of the most like creators on OnlyFans. i'll just say OnlyFans owner uh reportedly earned 1.3 million dollars per day in bonuses last year uh that does not include uh um that is over 260 work days does not include his salary Mm. so and i would also uh suggest that tim pool is probably making very similar amount of money and um and just like showing off really just exposing his stupidity on a daily basis it's yep. more or less the same business model just a slightly different um well, yeah part of the I, body i do just want to say like if you're a young man and the the sort of issues of loneliness um are affecting you like the, the point the like, tim pool is not going to solve that he wants you to continue watching tim pool which did you, tim pool say for lonely men to watch him you are not going to do it if you ever get into a relationship uh, and socialize so he's going to continue leading need into uh cul-de-sacs but all right continue mostly so you know a hot guy walking down the street might have a girl say something but probably not Men are the ones who typically do the pursuing. But here's the funny thing. Men are the if ones you are a beautiful young woman and you walk down the street, guys probably going to holler at you. That's what they find socially desirable. If you are a man of no social standing, that's it. But what if you're a guy who get, jumps out of a suit wearing Armani, jumps out of a, a, a McLaren or whatever, Bugatti. a Bugatti, puffs your shirt Bugatti. a little bit, <laughs> turns around, gives a wink, and you've got jewelry, then you're going to get people trying to ask you questions. And it's a fact. It is absolutely a fact. I was hanging out. We, we went to go eat in... Uh... Who would give a fuck? Who's asking you questions? What's the question? If the person's probably rich. What is he talking about? Uh, where were we? Where were we? We were at... Uh, we we're in Leesburg, Virginia. Getting sushi. And I'm hanging out with the boys. Oh, my you know? God. And uh, 
you know, like some of the people in the crew dress up and uh, look the part, I guess. Successful, well-known uh, individuals that we're hanging out with. And sure enough, we have dudes walking up being like, do I know you from somewhere? Like, you look like so, you rock star, man. Pause it's it like, for a second. Wait a second. He's he's unbearable. I'm going to just move on. I'm moving on. Tim Pool is so unbearable. Matt Walsh. Um, we're going to go. I mean, not that Kyle Kalinske is bearable. He's not bearable either. But Jesus Christ. Okay. So, uh, uh, Kyle Kalinske, who uh, most of the time dresses up like a uh, male prostitute from Miami Vice, he is going to take issue with what Matt Walsh said about gay people. You know, at any day that ends in Y, he is incapable of not talking about either gay people or trans people or both. Nobody- Because that shit's getting shoved down people's throats every day. He is more obsessed with this issue. So you guys make it a huge issue. You put it in everything. And then when conservatives talk about it, you're like, oh, you're obsessed. You're obsessed about it. Walsh and Michael Knowles as well. You know, every now and then, Ben Shapiro will give it a rest for a couple days every now and then. I mean, he's still bad on the issue, but he'll give it a rest every now and then. Uh, Matt Walsh, not possible. Michael Knowles, not possible. They think about trans stuff and gay stuff more than trans people uh, and gay Total bullshit. Gay people. It is on their minds 24-7. Well, now we get, I mean, this is the most like genius big brain take I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Matt Gates is going to give us his thoughts on the whole idea of can you be quote unquote born this way? You know, like that Lady Gaga song talking about gay people. It's like, yeah, I, I, I was born this way. What do you want me to do? Like, this is just who I am, right? That's the idea. Well, Matt Gates, or Matt Gates, excuse me, Matt Walsh has a reaction to that and you're going to love it. Now, the argument from the other side, well, well, there is no argument, really. I mean, these people are just shameless, soulless, hypocritical con artists who will say whatever they need to say in any given situation. So you can't really use their own arguments against them, as I've just done, because their arguments are not real arguments. Nothing they say means anything. Um, but to the extent that we can use a word like argument, the argument from the other side is that sexual orientation is immutable and unchangeable. We already talked about this yesterday. And first of all, there, there, was, there was never any reason to believe that, okay, this idea that you're born gay or whatever. Um, we, we know that a person's sexual preferences and tastes can absolutely be affected by all manner of things. Trauma, abuse, um, exposure to pornography from a young age. Many things can impact a person's sexual preferences. I mean, this is not really disputed by any serious person. Um, there is no gay gene, no matter how hard they look for one. And the idea that people are born gay has always been incoherent because you know, if people are born gay, like born gay, you're gay from birth, right? That's what that would mean. And then that means that there are what? Uh, homosexual infants out there? Again, no sane person thinks that. I can't, bro. <laughs> you can say the same thing about straight. What do you think? There's like heterosexual infants? No. You're a moron. You're an utter moron. Matt, obviously before they hit puberty, the whole concept of like sex sexual stuff is not a thing, right? They're not interested in that yet or really capable of that. So this is now the opposite of what Barely Attractive Emma said, yet, which is hilarious. Right? So in that sense, yeah, there's no gay babies. There's also no straight babies because they haven't developed to, to the point of anything sexual related being possible, right? So what a dumb what a dumb argument. There's no reason why a person can't seek and receive successful counseling 
to overcome same-sex attraction. Oh, uh, there we go. Look, that whole setup was for that point right there. Yeah, I support uh, gay conversion therapy. That's what the main point of the first part of that rant was. Okay. Matt, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Every single time I've ever read a story on somebody trying to go through, like, gay conversion therapy, inevitably, later on, they get caught sucking off some dude in a New Jersey turnpike bathroom. <clears throat> or it's like, remember Michelle Bachman's husband who was involved with this? And he would put gay men on his lap and they would rock back and forth and they would, he would try to get them out of their gayness by doing this. They're all massive closet cases. They are so deep in that closet. And it's like, try, it's like, it's such wishful thinking. Like, I feel bad for the people who are uncomfortable with their own sexuality, but what they're trying to do is like, I will, if I try really hard and I really hope and I really cross my fingers, I will no longer want what I want sexually. Good luck, son. Good luck. That ain't happening. Well, but this is, this is ridiculous. Some men want to fuck 90 whores, okay? Now, if you're a man, let's say you're like Christian and you're trying to follow the rules and let's say you're married... And let's say you do have the desire to fuck like 90 whores. Well, obviously, you're going to try to uh, uh, work that out and not do that. So why can't it be the same thing? They act like you must, you must just have uh, nonstop sodomy sessions. Uh, you're not allowed to view any of this... Uh, in a way that a Christian would or anyone else other than a leftist. You must just, you must go to San Francisco and go raw dog all week. Uh, you must, you know, be like a, one of the piss-drinking homosexuals, like like from, I think that was during the monkeypox thing. You remember that guy? That guy was insane. You're not allowed to, uh, you know, view it negatively and live your life accordingly. It's, a, it's crazy, completely crazy. Not even close. Not close. And you know how... You know this is the case, apart from all the evidence which shows it's not possible. Um, imagine it for yourself, right? If it, like, think about whatever tactics you might use, whatever technique, whatever strategy, whatever theory you might implement to try to change your mind on liking the things you know you like sexually, how's that going to work out for you? It's the equivalent of going, I will not like that anymore, I will not like that anymore, I will not like that anymore, I will not like that anymore. Seven and a half minutes later, God damn it, I still like it. Of course you do, because it's who you are. It is part of who you are. Now look, let's get to the core Sodomy of it. Sodomy is part of who you are, Kyle says. So he said, well, born this way is absurd and incoherent. It absolutely is not absurd or incoherent. But let's be clear. One of two things is true. But you just What's argued that they're not born that way. Sexuality. Either, yeah, you are born that way, and then when you come into your own and when you develop, when you go through puberty... It blossoms, but it was already set from when you were born that that's, it's going to be X, Y, or Z way. That's one way that's very likely that's the case, right? The only other option is when you're very, very young, before you've hit puberty, before anything sexually has uh, occurred to you, etc., when you're very, very young, yes, things may happen that leave a permanent imprint on you, and then from those early moments, it's now set... So when you go through puberty and when you develop, whatever was set from a very young age now becomes the ironclad fact of reality about your sexuality. But what is definitely the case with both of those potential scenarios is what? It is not changeable. It is not changeable. Doesn't matter how hard, 
me or any other straight person <laughs> if I were to yeah, you wish to try to sit there and did someone laugh or any other straight person <laughs> if I were to oh, try to sit there I and... thought someone was in the room and they laughed when he said he was a straight person that would have been funny that's not what happened though Kyle like dick for the love of God like penis I'm doing straight conversion therapy I will like dick I swear no I won't mm. it's just not it, I, I'm not capable of liking it. it <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> it's just not my thing. It's just not my thing. I, I don't buy that at all. By the same token, some gay dude who's trying to change his mind and uh, like pussy. You're not. You're not gonna like it, dog. You are not gonna like pussy. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. So look, I don't know what the answer is. I I lean a little more towards born that way. Like people are just born how they are when it comes to that and then they develop and it's already, it was already set in stone from the second you were on this planet what you're going to be like in terms of what you're into sexually right I lean more towards that area but even if it's the latter idea even if it's the idea of it's imprinted from a very young age either way it is unchangeable it is unchangeable and so I mean it's so phenomenologically obvious right it's the most obvious thing in the world but he tries to convince you that up is down and left and right is and left is right it, in order to build the case for actually conversion therapy is great which makes me wonder man like are you struggling with something dog are you struggling with something of course if you disagree with leftists it must mean that you're a closeted homosexual because a lot of these it's the old saying silent sinners scream the loudest right remember the sound of freedom movie with those like anti-child sex trafficking stuff Turns out that guy was trafficking somebody. A uh, total lie. That is a total blatant lie. Hopefully he gets sued over that lie. Right? That guy was uh, assaulting women as well. That's, a, again, total bullshit. Totally made up. Sexually harassing or molesting no, or whatever. Again, totally made up. You're just making up bullshit. Women and trafficking people. No, that's you're just totally making stuff up. It's like, wow, what a surprise. You built your whole identity around, I'm against sex trafficking. And you were sex trafficking. So he was not sex trafficking. Uh, this, this, I would hope, is grounds for a lawsuit. That's like those politicians who are like, I'm against gay marriage, I'm against equal rights, and then it turns out, what? They love jacking dudes off. If they actually jacked a dude off, uh, but in the instance of what you just said about uh, the Sound of Freedom guy, you're just making shit up. Sucking them off. Like, and their whole thing is like, they spend 24-7 thinking about dicks. Just big old floppy dicks in their face, on their shoulder. Like, it's, al it's always the case. So Matt Gates always talking about gay stuff and trans stuff. It's like, what are you hiding, right? What, what, like, what's going on in your mind? I swear conversion therapy works. It works. It's worked really well on me. I don't think about dick at all. I never think about dick. I never think about hard, throbbing cock, ever. It's not even, I don't, I don't even like dicks. I don't even like them, bro. They're, I, don't, I don't like dicks at all, bro. Goddamn. What a loser. He's he's such a loser. Yeah, he's the loser. He's the loser. Loser. Mm -hmm. He's such a loser. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right, oh, guys. Yeah. That's the show. That's, uh, he's definitely gay. Now here's Kyle pretending no terrorists have come across the porous border. So in the wake of the Hamas terror attack in Israel and Israel's uh, retaliation, which is now also killing massive numbers of civilians, uh, there's been this freak out among many in the far right in the U.S. And um, they're using this in a very nefarious way, in my opinion. So let me show you the argument that they're all going with. They're all saying this at the same time, like NPCs, if you ask me. Charlie Kirk says, 
We have no idea who is in our country. Just a matter of time before sleeper cell is activated. Buy, buy guns, protect your family and those closest to you. Representative Andy Biggs, how many Hamas sleeper cells have crossed our southern border under the Biden administration policies? We are not prepared. The end wokeness account says odds are the sleeper cells are already here. It's only a matter of when. More. The sleeper cells in America won't be sleeping much longer. Stay out of the cities. Laura Loomer, stay out of major cities. There's going to be a massive terrorist attack in big cities over these next 14 months. We have been infiltrated. Our borders are open and, and the push to create a global Islamic caliphate has been activated. You don't want to be in major cities. Stay away. Get out of cities. Sleeper cells are already here. This is deranged. This is deranged. Yeah, how could you possibly think that this could even happen? So first of all, this it's not like we haven't seen similar things before. During the peak of the war on terror, when there were a number of Al-Qaeda attacks and ISIS attacks in various places all around the world, um, I remember right-wing media outlets, and I'm not kidding about this, they covered stories where they said, we found an Islamic prayer rug in the desert from Mexico coming into the U.S. So we know ISIS is setting up a sleeper cell. So again, faggot, uh, the Biden administration on multiple occasions have confirmed that people uh, who have been on the terrorist watch list have been apprehended at the border. And uh, given that there's very little vetting, it is highly likely that there are people that slipped through. It's a very simple concept. Being this is it's like weird with this and like with the fentanyl thing. They always downplay fentanyl um, in multiple ways. They downplay it coming up from the border, but they also just downplay the substance itself. They're like, oh, it's it's, it's not dangerous. You can touch it. It's no big deal. I'm like, what is what is wrong with you? What are you are you crazy? Yeah, you're telling me all of these police officers that uh, uh, have reactions to it, they're all faking it? Get the fuck out of here with this shit. It's like ridiculous. So here, there was even an example. They either said Al-Qaeda or ISIS set up a training camp in Mexico right on the border with the U.S. to then infiltrate the U.S. and attack. First now, of all, of there's already been... Uh, I, don't, I don't think it was Al-Qaeda, but there was... Um, where the hell was this one? Yeah, I remember there was a story about a, a terrorist training camp, and uh, I don't think it was Al-Qaeda, though. I think it was a different group. Um, but that has, yeah, that's been discovered. That's not made up. And that one was in America. That wasn't at the border. I just forget where that was. I think um, 2017, maybe, is when the story came out. I'd have to go back and look. It was a long time ago. Of course, none of that was true. Um, and of course... None of this is true. By the way, there I think it might have been around the time when there was that migrant rape in Idaho or Iowa. Remember when they uh, the migrants raped the disabled child and urinated on the disabled child and the Washington Post covered up for the rapist and pretended that there was nothing to the story? And, and, and now at the time, I had no idea at the time what the next five years was going to bring as far as propaganda. And it's laughable now because I remember at the time I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, guys, you know, what's weird about this story. This is very similar to the Jehovah's Witnesses when they would downplay sexual abuse done by elders on children. <laughs> like little did I know like what I was going to be in for. 
But uh, I think that I think around that time, maybe that year, was the the terrorist compound story. I I forget though. They're literally oh saying God. Hamas is going to attack within the U.S. If you believe that, you don't know anything about politics. Hamas, did they just do a terror attack in Israel? Yes. Are they a terror group? Militant terror group? Yes. Their goals are not global jihad. That would be ISIS. That would be Al-Qaeda. Okay, it doesn't have to be a, a Hamas cell retard. It can just be any fucking jihadi muzzy. Okay, Hamas, it has regional, territorial, statehood ambitions for Palestine. They want to get rid of, and I'm sure if, if, you know, most of the members of Hamas would say this with no bones about it. They want to get rid of all the Jews in the region. And I don't think they care how they do it as long as they get it done, including the most brutal and barbaric ways you can imagine. If Chat's pointing out uh, this, it's correct. He's completely ignoring that they called for a global jihad. That the Hamas guy called for a global jihad, a day of jihad. He's just totally ignoring that. So, yes, they're a terror group, but no, they're not a global jihadist group. The global jihadist group would be ISIS and Al-Qaeda. Hamas is not that. There's some even saying Hezbollah is going to attack in the U.S. No, Hezbollah is a, is a militant group in Lebanon. Again, they are not a global jihadist group. They're not even Sunnis. They're Shia in Hezbollah. Like, people come... You're splitting, uh, you're splitting hairs unnecessarily. The point they're making is that because you have a porous border, terrorists could come into the country, which is obvious. Comment on politics. They don't know the first thing about politics. Okay. If you think Hamas is going to do an attack within the U.S., you just have no idea what you're talking about. Bookmark it. Book None market. whatsoever. And so, and then also, of course, the most obvious point to bring up here is they have this idea that, like, Biden's so weak on the border, the border's open, and we it know it, all these people are coming in, including terrorists. Biden has kept in place a lot of Trump's border policies. They're not enforcing them, liar. Remain in Mexico. They are not enforcing. That's gone, by the way, remain in Mexico. Was in place for a very long time. Title 42 was in place for a very long time. Now, we got news. He greenlit 20 miles of a border wall in an area yeah, with high... they're not building that shit. This is bullshit. Traffic. That doesn't undo the hundreds of thousands that are coming in every month, retard. Hopefully they come to your house. I'd like to see that. That'd be fucking phenomenal. So hey, even that notion is wrong. It's like, what? You think all of Customs and Border Protection steps down as soon as, soon as Biden became president? No. There's no more border protection as soon as Biden goes... No. That's not true. Never mind the fact it's obviously not true that you have Hamas sneaking into our country and activating a sleeper cell. Due to it. Oh my God, they don't know anything. They don't know anything. And they think they're like, like we're the truth tellers here, bro. Like we keep it real. All the bro, you're pretending that there can't be a terrorist attack in the country. That's insane. Liberals are stupid. This is stupid. You have a U.S. congressperson saying a Hamas sleeper cell is infiltrating th through the southern border. Literally less than no evidence for that. And that makes no sense on its face. <sighs> so in, a, in other words, use this moment with this terror attack in Israel um, and the response from the Israeli government. Push maximum fear, you know, like shock doctrine type stuff. And they might use this to try to ramp up, uh, get even more draconian and primitive with border policy. It's just, it's, it's just all so pathetic. This is just so, so pathetic. But this is what happens to the discourse. It degrades more and more over time. Hey, y'all, do me a favor. 
Hopefully he gets visited by some North Africans. That would be a hell of a thing. Okay. Oh, this is great. Journalists can barely compete with verified users spreading fake stories. Homosexual Mikey Michael is upset. Oh, you're not winning the narrative on Twitter. Oh, that's sad. Oh. Literally every single change that Elon Musk has implemented since taking over Twitter has been incomprehensibly stupid when oh, it comes that's to basic. Hell of a bit of analysis right there. He's stupid. Basic functionality oh and God, overall. That's how he talk He's stupid. Like who talks like this? A usability. It's got to be a numbness with the mouth from sucking so much cock. There's got to be something to that. It's got to be something to that. Everything that he has done has made the platform demonstrably worse. And those who use Twitter know that I'm not being hyperbolic. But on top of that, it's also become a safe haven for bigots as well as Nazis. <laughs> and mo That's great. most recently, it's That's become great. evident that Twitter is now a massive cesspool for misinformation. I love cesspools. It's my favorite kind of pool, and especially on the Internet fake news which is sad because twitter used to actually be an important tool for journalists you don't have control of the site anymore homo and it's fucking great to deliver up-to-date information but now that utility is almost gone boohoo thanks to elon musk for a number of reasons well, it's a private company they can do what they want first and foremost elon musk stopped using software that is supposed to identify misinformation well, that's not a real thing this information is truthful information that you don't like and to make matters worse he's recommended accounts that routinely spread misinformation he can, he can recommend whatever fucking accounts he wants to and these people war monitors and sent defender can do whatever news analysis they want to fucking do it's a free country bitch in a now deleted tweet he recommended war monitors and sent defender for users who want up-to-date information on the israel gaza war but as journalist bat bender points out here's one example of how unreliable the two accounts that elon musk promoted are oh human gonorrhea matt bender doesn't like them oh so sad there was an obvious ai image posted in may depicting an explosion at the pentagon this would be very easy to verify instead both accounts immediately shared the fake image in order to go viral and this is a direct result of the incentive structure that elon musk created where engagement and virality earned you money but accuracy does not now on top but you guys aren't accurate at all top of that someone responded to news that the israeli prime minister told gazans to leave ahead of his siege and pointed out that there's nowhere for them to go since they're blockaded on all sides now one of the accounts that elon musk recommended responded saying better find a boat or get to swimming lol oh, how dare how dare he post something you don't like now let me just on a social media platform no less first point out the obvious it is utterly despicable to laugh about innocent civilians, most of which are children. Well, your side's been doing that the, the whole time. So what are you talking about? Who are soon going to be bombed to death. That is gross. But as a supposed dissent. What about laughing about the ones that Hamas killed? Do you have that same opinion? I don't know. Each one of these AIDS commies has like a different view of uh, the whole thing. It's fascinating to watch emanator of on-the-ground war news regarding this conflict, you would assume that they'd at least know that Gazans also aren't allowed to flee by sea as well, considering the fact that the Israeli Navy is blockading them by sea as well.
It's not just the big fence that locks them into Gaza. They also cannot leave via sea. But according to Elon Musk, this is someone who we can trust. But while one of the... Well, again, that's his opinion. You can have your own opinion of who to trust. Accounts Elon Musk promoted laughed at Palestinian deaths. The other is viciously anti-Semitic. Matt Binder shared these <laughs> screenshots of the replies saying, mind your own business, Jew, and go worship a Jew, little bro. Oh, how dare you? Yeah. So he promoted one news account that hates Palestinians and the other that hates Jews. Oh. Well, it's balanced. That's uh, that's that is a balance between the two sides. That's perfect. You you get both sides, and you can decide for yourself. But see, they fucking hate that shit. They want you to be told what to believe. I mean, maybe this is his way of giving us a both sides take on this. But obviously, he ended up deleting that endorsement of these accounts. But even though he withdrew his endorsement of those two hate-mongering accounts, he still regularly interacts with very hateful accounts on a regular basis. That includes libs of TikTok, whose tweets have encouraged nearly a dozen bomb threats. And on top of that, he's interacted with Peter Sweden, a Holocaust denier who was fear-mongering oh, about- How dare you interact with a guy? How dare you talk to someone that Mikey Michael doesn't approve of? Muslims in Sweden. And on top of that, he interacts with bigoted far-right account and wokeness who shared a picture of Muslims in London, calling it a ticking time bomb, to which Elon Musk responded, saying demographics is destiny. And as Wild Geerders points out, this is straight up neo-Nazi shit. Any company still buying ads on Twitter should be boycotted. And they are absolutely correct about that. But while we're on the subject of ads, Twitter's new ad format makes it so that way a plethora of insane bigoted ads. Oh, insane bigoted ads. Like if you suffer from tinnitus. Can't be reported or blocked, nor do they disclose the fact that their ads, which by the way is illegal as good politic guy and the community notes pointed out. So we've watched the world's richest man devolve into a fascist over the course of a year. That's totally made up, but hilarious. And as he goes down, he's taking Twitter with him, which isn't just sad. It's troubling because oh, this- it's troubling. We can't control the narrative anymore, mommy. Has real world ramifications, right? His radicalization spells doom for the rest of the world. <laughs> and journal- <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, Elon Musk not obeying this very small, effeminate homosexual means doom for the world. Journalists are now explaining how difficult it is to get accurate information out in this environment that Elon Musk has fostered because now they're effectively having to compete with verified users oh, spreading oh, fake no. news and misinformation Ooh. because that's what gets clicks and engagement. Oh, no. Wired reports, for many reasons, this is the hardest time I've ever had covering a crisis oh, on here. Justin Peden, an OSINT researcher from Alabama known online as the Intel Crab posted on X. Credible links are now photos. On the ground news outlets struggle to reach audiences without an expansive blue check mark mm. xenophobe well get a fucking blue check mark like everyone else pay the six dollars or shut the fuck up you're not special 
xenophobic goons are boosted by the platform's CEO. Xenophobic goons. Oh, those are the best kinds of goons. End times, folks. When Peden covered the escalation in Gaza in 2021, the sources he was seeing in his feed were from people on the ground or credible news agencies. This weekend, he says verified content or primary sources were virtually impossible to find on X. Boosted by the algorithm that promotes users willing to pay X $8 a month for a premium subscription, posts from those with a blue check mark shot up to the top of news feeds for people seeking information about the conflict. Rather than being shown verified and fact-checked information, ex-users were presented with video game footage passed off as footage of a- That was clearly labeled as video game footage by the Community Notes liar. Hamas attack and images of firework celebrations in Algeria presented as Israeli strikes on Hamas. There were faked pictures of soccer superstar Ronaldo holding yes. the palace- Assholes, welcome to the internet. There's real shit and there's fake shit. Palestinian flag, while a three-year-old video from the Syrian civil war repurposed to look like it was taken this weekend. As a result, Pedden says that he and his fellow OSINT researchers have to spend their time oh, debunking years-old content rather than poor babies verifying and sharing real footage from the oh, conflict. Oh yeah, bro, that's totally made up. You can just share the footage. Just share the footage. And as this Bloomberg headline puts it, the Israel-Hamas conflict was a test for Musk's ex and it failed. And ironically, you wouldn't actually be able to see that headline if that article were shared on Twitter because Elon Musk chose to remove <laughs> headlines to make the site more aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> see, I like that. You know, I prefer headlines. If I was Musk, I wouldn't have done it. But I, I like it because these people hate it and it pisses them off. So that makes I'm like, OK, well, yeah, get rid of the headlines. Fuck it. Yeah. Oh, so as much as I complained babies. about Twitter before as a toxic hell site before well, why don't you just fucking leave homo just leave the site before elon musk took it over this is one of those situations where you really don't know what you've got till it's gone because love it or hate it twitter was useful in disseminating accurate information sure there were issues with fake news before he took it over sure it was still very toxic as a social media platform but whatever usefulness it once had is now non-existent thanks to elon musk but to his credit, in destroying Twitter, he also destroyed the myth of meritocracy simultaneously because those who assumed anyone with wealth had to be intelligent are now realizing yes, that our he's, he's, he, you're smarter than him. The capitalist course. system yes. isn't as fair as they once thought. AIDS brain is smarter than Elon Musk. It was because most people, I think, can clearly see that Elon Musk is not a genius. In fact, he's a giant dumbass. Oh, yeah. Gr amazing analysis. Um, Republic, oh, here we go. Republican insanity might be sending us to an early grave. Speak for yourself. Folks, there's no question about it. Doing this every day, having to talk about some of the worst things ever is stressful. And uh, I do have a lot of good viewers, a lot of kind-hearted people who, who do worry about me because you see me get angry sometimes. And <laughs> so but I have a question here from uh, YouTube community member Mr. Pick 71 who asks, how do you keep your blood pressure under control dealing with Trump and GOP idiots on a daily basis? Um, I got a little help. Actually, I'm starting to wonder if Mr. Pick might actually be my doctor watching videos and like, you better watch your blood pressure. Uh, I get a little bit of help from uh, my good friend uh, Metoprolol. Uh, that is the blood pressure medication that I am on because oh, yes, I do have high blood pressure. Really? Oh, that's a shame. That's a real shame. Mm, mm -mm. Uh, but it's not so much the stress of this. Oh, uh, I'm also not the healthiest guy out there. Oh, man.
man. Ah, damn it. Oh. Uh, COVID, definitely not kind to me. I put on a ton of weight <laughs> that, that I have done virtually nothing to... COVID, yeah, that's COVID's fault. That's definitely COVID's fault. ...lose since then, so, yeah. you know, my blood pressure has gone way up. Oh, man. This is a real shame. Um, so... Now you really need to go get that booster. I, I need to do more, mm. right? I don't want to be on blood pressure, uh, pressure medication. I'm, I'm still... I. I feel at least a relatively young guy. So I've actually kind of made a promise. I've been talking to my wife. I'm like, listen, you know, I've got this trip coming up. And uh, once I get back, I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to stick to this plan. I'm going to, you know, start working out. I'm going to do these things. We're going to stop ordering food every night. We're going to start cooking more. <laughs> you order out every night. Oh, baby. Oh, this is. The mathematical calculations <clears throat> might actually work out here. Wow, that's not a good idea. That is not a good idea. Uh, Tell me you drink every night. Because uh, we actually, that's one of our biggest issues is, you know, she ends up working forever. I'm always constantly busy. So we're like, screw it. Let's order food. Let's wow. Every night. Wow. Just order. Let's DoorDash it. You know, let's Uber Eats it, whatever. Um and then we had like a two week span where we didn't do that. And I lost eight pounds, like doing nothing other than just no way you stopped eating fucking shit. Total slop for two weeks and you lost weight. No way. Not ordering food and cooking at home. I lost eight pounds from that. So that's like a big thing of it. But the other is I got to get more active uh, for my blood pressure so that I can be here for my family, because it is something I do think about. Mm. It is something I'm very worried about, by the way. Um, I don't know if it's a good idea for you to talk about this kind of stuff on the internet, sir. Even though with the medication, my That's blood pressure is now down to a manageable a level. So I, I do appreciate the concern. Um, but yeah, it's it's not necessarily the stress of dealing with these idiots. Is, how old is Faring Cousins, by the way? A lot of time Let it's fun. It I, I think a lot of people have even commented on the fact that I'm laughing more in videos. It's <laughs> um, obviously fake laughing. It's not real laughing. Because they're just so dumb. They really are so dumb, folks. Mm. Uh, but I do appreciate the concern. And trust me, it's something. I've got it on the agenda. I'm working on a plan. Like, I'm the kind of guy, like, I have to have a plan or else I'm not going to do it. Um, so we'll see. And you'll see. Right? You'll be watching videos. And if two months from now my face still looks like this, you could be like, oh, okay. He, uh, he didn't stick to the plan. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm putting it out there now. And y'all will be able to judge, you know, two, three months down the road, pull up a video from like today, pull up one from December, put them side by side and be like, hmm, I don't, I don't think, I don't think his plan worked. So that's what's great about being on camera every day is like, I put on weight or I lose weight. Y'all can all tell, especially if you pull up older videos. Um, so we'll all see together. How about that? That sounds fun, right? And hopefully in the future, I can get off the blood pressure medication. Um, He's 39. Is that normal for a 39-year-old to be on blood pressure medication? I mean, I guess it depends. There's all sorts of, like, shit family history and stuff that probably goes into it. But, man, ordering out every night, are you? Oh, boy. <laughs> we'll probably see the difference in yeah. these videos. Oh, hey. oh, oh, oh baby. All right, we'll see what happens, Farron. If MAGA gains any more power, then America is doomed. Oh. One
One of the most common questions that I have gotten throughout all the time of doing, you know, these Q and A's, uh, people want to ask basically like what happens to the Trump cult if something happens to Donald Trump, right? I mean, he's an older guy. He's a guy that definitely, if he doesn't get this run for president, he's going to be way too old to run again. He's not in great health. So what happens to the cult? Everybody's asked. And I've already addressed that question, but now somebody's kind of asking a question the other way around, like not what happens to them when they lose their power. Here's a question about what happens to them if they gain power. And this question comes from uh, YouTube community member, Ozzy DeWitt who asks if the MAGA Republicans or Trump minded individuals, although not necessarily Trump himself, but not excluding him either, manage to strengthen their hold, expanding their influence on American politics. How would the future of the American ideal, the American experiment look? And could that scenario be overcome or would the country disintegrate into hostile adversarial many states in something like an ongoing civil war, social conflict, a conflict, excuse me, internationally would then America lose credibility and allies, not to mention economic influence, all of this because of one man's narcissistic hubris. And I like how you do point that out at the end, because that is true. Like our, our, our country to a degree is like kind of collapsing because of Donald J. Trump. <laughs> That's incredible. That's incredible. These people are insane. The country's collapsing because of Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not in office. Donald Trump has not been in office for at least, what, three years now? This is wild. You have the worst fucking president ever. And, and instead they blame the guy who is not president. Unbelievable. And I want everybody to let that kind of soak in for a moment. It's insane. You're insane. Donald Trump is hastening the demise of an entire How? country. How? How? Just him. Just him. The one guy. What is he down at the border opening the gate and saying, come on in. This is a great country. This is the best country ever. Has this much destructive force that this is now a possibility. So to answer parts of your question, do we lose allies? 100%. Get out of here. They're not going to. What are you talking about? Do we lose economic partners? Absolutely. Oh, Trump's bullshit. Bullshit. Already said he wants to put a 15% tariff on every good coming into the United States. So they're going to be pissed. We're going to be in trade wars with every single country on the planet if Trump gets back into office. But as you said, what happens to the MAGA movement if they start gaining more power? What happens to America? Depends who the heir apparent is. I think it might be Tucker Carlson if he plays his cards right. Could also be Don Jr. There's, you know, there's different people it could be. America starts... Don Jr. just got to surround himself with the right people. That's always the issue. And uh, it's not easy to do. It's to look like Florida. America starts to look like Texas. Or South Dakota under Christy Noe. That would be fantastic. We end up with nationwide abortion restrictions. Oh, how, how, that, that's so sad. We end up with every single person that's ever immigrated into the United States being put on notice that you could be deported at any time, especially. No one said that illegals, illegals have to be deported. If as Trump put it a long time ago, you're, you're from one of those, you know, crappy to sanitize the language countries, you know, Trump has never indicated that he would deport citizens. He's never said that you're making that up completely. In Europe, it was okay. You know, a lot of them look like us. 
But if your skin tone, well, again, a lot of its behavior, Farron, tone is a little bit darker than Donald Trump's. Shout out to pleasant white people. Very underrated group of people. The pleasant white people, very underrated. When he's not wearing bronzer, then you know that you're put on notice that he will send you back to wherever you came from anytime he pleases. We will have a border wall. We will have two or three border walls. So if you climb over one, you got to climb over another. They will be taller. They will be bigger. That would be fantastic. Hopefully they have spikes. We will have xenophobia running rampant. I love xenophobia. We will have destruction. Xenophobia is how you keep uh, terrorists out of your country. Okay. Of the First Amendment and all critical media outlets against MAGA uh, will, will be shut down. Poss no, but you would deserve to be. Possibly prosecuted. I would love that. And I'm bringing these things up because these are all actually things that have been suggested by the MAGA movement. Like these are not just- Yeah, you better get in shape now because uh, you know, I don't think the food's very good in prison. Just hypotheticals, things I think would happen. These are things they've said they would do. So yeah, America crumbles. The constitution crumbles. Our international standing crumbles into dust. <laughs> so not a pretty picture. <laughs> It's much more fun to think about what happens to the MAG movement if something happens to Trump and he goes away. Yeah, that's great to think about. The other side of it, not so much. So he's saying that SCOTUS will likely kill attempts to ban Trump from the ballot. Oh, no. The efforts to kick Donald Trump off of the 2024 ballot have increased to multiple states throughout the United States. We have Colorado. Uh, I believe we have one going in Michigan. We've got several other states working on this. And essentially they're trying to say that the uh, 14th amendment, specifically section three, the insurrection clause prevents Donald Trump from being able to be on the ballot, legally speaking. And that brings me to our next question. Our question comes from uh, YouTube community member, Rex uh, Luskis5873, who asks, how much power do states have to run their elections? I mean, if a state decides that Trump is ineligible under Amendment 14, Section 3, do they have the power to keep him off the ballot without Supreme Court interference? Uh, no. Like, technically, yes, but also no. Um, it's one of those weird, stupid things because the way things work in this country is anytime, anybody, whether it's me walking down the street, or a state passing a law or making a declaration, every single thing can be appealed to the United States Supreme Court. And once the Supreme Court makes their decision, there is literally nothing we can do. We would have to pass a constitutional amendment to change whether or not the court is able to do those things. And that is probably one of the most difficult tasks here in the United States. So if these states, which do have the autonomy under the United States constitution to control how they run their elections in their states, like that is 100% their power. So yes, they would under the constitution have the authority to bar an individual like Donald Trump from being on their state ballot, right? It's our state. We make the decisions. I can do this. But then Trump would file a lawsuit. And then it would eventually go to the Supreme court. And then that six, three conservative majority would make the ultimate decision. So the question is how would the Supreme court rule? Again, we got a six, three conservative majority. 
half of that conservative majority was appointed by Donald Trump himself. Would they protect him? Would they let him twist in the wind and fall by the wayside? We don't know. I mean, we can obviously assume, which I think a lot of us do, that they would vote to protect Donald Trump. But at the same time, there are no guarantees because they know their jobs are technically not in danger, right? I mean, they, they don't have to protect Trump. Yes, he, he put him there, but he can't, he can't punish him. You know, if you want to put term limits on the Supreme Court, you actually have to have the constitutional amendment, which again, like, oh my God, is almost impossible to do. So the Supreme Court is sitting pretty, which is why a guy like Clarence Thomas can be as corrupt as he wants. And there's like literally nothing we can do. They are the, the top court of the land. So the states do have the authority, but Trump also has the ability to sue, to take it to the Supreme Court, where he would, of course, be hoping that they would save him. I can't say for certain that they would. I definitely see how they could rule against him. But if ideology trumps constitution, then Trump gets put back on those ballots and the states suddenly realize that those constitutional protections that they have really don't mean a thing with this conservative court. Hey everyone, this- Well, <clears throat> we'll see. Uh, hopefully they do the right thing and keep him on the ballot. Now he's lamenting the fact that Republicans love Trump's criminal record. Well, cause this whole thing is bullshit. If Donald Trump- and what criminal record? If Donald Trump were to face about? justice in these upcoming criminal and civil cases and be convicted, how do you expect the Republican base and party to react? That's, that's kind of a difficult question. Um, how do I expect them to react? I, I, I do think we're going to see some Trump people take to the streets. Uh, I just genuinely, based on what we've seen in the past, obviously January 6th being the giant red flag out there. But I don't think these people who are members of a cult, whether they want to admit it or not, yeah. I, I, I don't think they're going to take it lightly. I mean, this is their leader. This is the man who they believe is completely infallible. He is, for all practical purposes, a god to them. And when their god is threatened, if their god looks like he may be going to prison, they're going to do horrible things. I do fully expect, unfortunately some horrible actions to take place at the hands of these MAGA cult members if Donald Trump is convicted and if he faces very serious penalties. Um, he may even call for it. I mean, at that point, he may just give up the game and stop dancing around using coded language, and he may straight up tell them to do it, right? I mean, at that point, when he's got nothing left to lose, if he knows he is going to prison, he may straight up tell people to go riot. <laughs> So that is definitely yeah. a distinct possibility. But then the other, other side of that, right? It's not just his cult followers out there in the, the public. How do his cult followers in Congress react? What do they do once their leader, the guy giving them the marching orders behind the scenes, once he's out of the picture, how do they handle this? Right? Cause they, they can't just keep going as they're going. They're, they're doing things specifically in Congress and Marjorie Taylor Greene has made this abundantly clear to appease Donald Trump, right? Like the ousting of Kevin McCarthy, Matt Gates says, Hey, Trump gave me permission to do it. You know, the whole shutdown thing that almost happened and could still happen in a couple weeks, Marjorie Taylor Greene, after Trump said, shut down the government, she said, Trump said, do it. I'm going to do it. Right, those weren't her exact words. I'm paraphrasing, of course. So how do they react once their figurehead is gone? Well, 
in, in, in instances like that, you end up with a power struggle. So you're going to have these different Republican characters in Congress, in the Senate, wherever it is, all vying to be the new head of that body. But you can't just do a head transplant. You're gonna watch the body itself die. So they will fight. Some of them may pick up some of the Trump supporters. You know, they may go to this person. Some may go to this person over here, but the movement as a whole starts to crumble once that leader is gone. So we'll see members of Congress try to rush in to fill the vacuum, but I don't think any of them have that same kind of charisma. They certainly don't have the net worth to pretend to be as opulent as Donald Trump. So the overall answer, I guess, is at least with members of Congress, that MAGA movement dies a slow and painful death if Trump is convicted and sent to jail. That's what I hope that happens to you. All right, let's uh, move on here. We have some uh, breaking news from the internet here. One moment. Okay. Let's see. This is uh, breaking news from the internet from Silky Johnson. He says, here's a lesson Eggless Emma and Bird Whore Anna should learn. Not sure if this will get you dinged. Maybe send it play it at the end. All right, let's hold on a second. Which thing are we at? Okay, we are here and here. And uh, let me put this in brave. Okay. This is a lesson for Emma and Anna, apparently. Okay. It's shocking. Like, I know, look, like I said, I'm 40, I can feel, I can feel my sex drive, right? I still love women, but I don't feel like, I don't feel like having sex like that. But I still love looking at them, like, oh. But here's what God did for men. He turned my horniness into creepiness. Like, so, <laughs> I can have a good time sitting at the mall watching chicks trying on sneakers at the Foot Locker <laughs> with the creepy face, like, Mm. I'm good for the day. But women, you don't get creepy. You get hornier as you get older. It's weird. You want to do all your sex in between the ages of 30 and 50. That's when you want it. But here's how sad things are. The value of vagina is only good from 18 to 29. <laughs> Pussy get old like bread, not like wine. It... I don't want the waiter to bring me a vintage glass of twat. You'd be like, would you like a 52 stinky vagina from the funk funk region? You'd be like, ugh, nigga, you ain't got a better year than that. You ain't got a... Got an 89 down there? Give me an 89. I don't care what it is. Water, just 89. I'm not saying you, you're not sexy if you if you 40 or whatever. I'm not, I'm, you're beautiful, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying 20 is just 20. 20. Who's 20 now? How old are you? 
older than 20. I hear it in your voice. You sound like you chew cigarettes. She's just like, <laughs> as cute as you are, you can hear it. I'm older than 20. Because <laughs> women who are not 20, did you see what happened? She raised her hand fast. 20, yay! <clears throat> um, <laughs> older than 20. 20 years, God. I bet you your pussy tastes like hope. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just ridiculous. But that's the difference. Difference between 40-year-old cooch and 20. It's the amount of time I wait, that's it. 20, I wait forever. Just wait in the corner like, oh, it's gonna happen. I am going to wait for this 20-year-oldness. 40, I want a date. <laughs> two dates, two dates, and then you gotta start rolling them old draws down. <laughs> From where it is pulled up to the bra. I'm not saying you're not sexy if, you, if it's for, I'm not, I'm just saying it's the time, that's it. Like, I want it now. If I'm willing to eat some stale Cracker Jacks, I'll eat some stale Cracker Jacks, but I want them right now. If I say, hand me them stale Cracker Jacks right there, and you go, come and get them, I'll be like, just throw them on the floor. They old, the box is open. There's no prize in it. Where the magnifying glass? <laughs> One peanut, get, get out of here. Making me crawl around for old Cracker Jacks. All right, very good. Now we have uh, breaking news from the internet. I think this is, uh, yeah, AOC farting, I think. Or it's alleged that she farted. Let's, uh, just one moment, let me uh, bring this up. All right. Let me, uh, okay. This is uh, breaking news from the internet from a horrible gamer. It says, I don't know if you played it already. Can you please play this? Uh, LOL. I don't believe, no, I did not play this. Uh, I, I am aware of this happening, but I forgot. So here we go. AOC, it's being alleged that she farted. Why do Democrats keep farting on camera? Last week, Representative Donkey Teeth hopped on a live stream to give a very fine people on both sides damage control speech regarding the situation in Israel, and the Democratic Socialists of America came out for Hamas following last week's brutal attacks in Israel. She did anything but clear the air, as Twitter followers couldn't help but notice that during the 45-second live stream social media broadcast, the socialist lawmaker unmistakably appears to break wind at around the 38 second mark. It came at a particularly awkward moment during which Donkey Teeth happened to be accusing Israel of a genocidal war crimes after it struck back for the slaughter of more than a thousand innocent civilians, including the rape and torture of many and the kidnapping of roughly 150 of those whose fate remains unknown. The United States has a responsibility to ensure accountability to human rights to prevent the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians and to ensure that horrors do not happen in the names of victims who do not want their fart tragedy used 
to justify further violence and injustice. Let's have a look to see. It states, our responsibility is to the stability and the security of the region. That means being able to support, uh, not support yet, defensive capacities, right? And it's built in, in, in that context. But it also means that the United States has a responsibility to ensure accountability to human rights, to prevent the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians, and to ensure that horrors do not happen in the names of victims who do not want their tragedy mm. used to justify, do, do not want their tragedy mm. used to justify names of victims who do not want their tragedy mm. used to justify names of victims who do not want their tragedy mm. used to justify names of victims who do not want their tragedy mm. used to mm. justify further violence and injustice. Right. Beautifully so, said. Now, it, it's been alleged that it was another person saying, mm, but uh, I, fuck these people. Sounds like a fart to me. Well, few would have predicted it be the next development in a story that has shocked the world and few, fueled global anxieties. It's not the first time farts have become an unwanted diversion. One of her first acts as a freshman lawmaker was to draft the Green New Deal, which obviously re was related to uh, cow farts, which is completely retarded. But they are imposing taxes on cow farts in New Zealand, which is completely insane. Anyway, and then, of course, they bring up uh, other instances where Democrats have farted. So there we go. Breaking news from the Internet is that AOC farted. That's a hell of a thing right there. All right, now we have Ash B, breaking news from the Internet, says uh, there is video on this page to enjoy. Uh, oh, no, I read that one. Uh, no, let me. Re I think there was another one. Hold on a second. Let me refresh. I think it didn't come in uh, on this screen, but I do believe there was another one. Yes, Ash B says, uh, from the old days of biggest problem in the universe, I remember Dick Masterson complained about Tim not backing him up. Afterward, Tim apologized to Dick, and I swear the week after that, Tim started putting out videos daily, and the rest is history. All right, I'm, I'm not familiar with this, so I, uh, I have no idea here. This is a song mocking Tim Pool from years ago, I believe, something along those lines. All right, one moment. Hey, fuck dick. Hey, fuck dick. Hey, fuck dick. Where's my journalist? I've been searching for a man who's still somehow my fan. Just to find, to find my journalist. Who does his interviews based solely on the views? Yes, I need, I need my journalist. Hey, Maddox, I'm your little journalist. You'll love this, I won't call you on your shit. Kiss, 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 I'm your little journalist. Bring those clicks, look at these animal dicks. Speaking of dicks, these dickheads are a real pain in the bottle. 
<laughs> I've been searching on YouTube and here on Twitter too. Just to find, to find my journalist. Someone who will shill and keep himself lupilled. Yes, I need, I need my journalist. Hey, watch this, I'm your little journalist. I make $10 polls, only cover news that's old. I'm a prick, I'm your little journalist. Dick streets are merciless, my job's hard and dangerous. Fuck dick, fuck dick, fuck dick, fuck dick, fuck dick, will you be my journalist? Fuck dick, fuck dick, fuck dick, fuck dick, fuck dick, yes I'll be your journalist. You're a stand-up guy, I can tell. I'll let you have one of my unbiased polls for free. Do you think A, Pimpool is the best journalist in the world, or B, Sonic is stupid? A, wow, thanks. Fuck dick, fuck dick, fuck dick, fuck dick, fuck dick, will you be my journalist? Fuck dick, fuck dick, fuck dick, fuck dick, fuck dick, yes I'll be your journalist. I'm so glad that I found you at Tim underscore tool. You can be my, be my journalist. One thing that I missed, touch my beanie, I'll be pissed. Whatever, that's fine. Okay, I'll be your journalist. Journalist, 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 you're my favorite journalist. Journalist. Journalist! Journalist! I'm my favorite journalist! This job is really dangerous. Any day, I could actually report on something before you've all heard about it. And then I'd have to, like, do research and come up with my own ideas. And I don't know, it's really scary. You guys are lucky to have me. Alright, let's see here. Okay. Killer8000 says, uh, look at this shit. All right, let's have a look. Police arrest a self-proclaimed holy man whose followers ate his feces and drank his urine in hopes of being cured of illness. That's no good. That is no good at all. The police in Thailand have arrested a self-touted holy man whose band of followers were said to have consumed his urine and phlegm as a cure for his illness, for illnesses. Taweed Nanta, 75, was arrested on Sunday at his jungle dwelling in Kafariforum, northeastern Thailand, according to the AP. A Reuters video showed police placing a shirtless and beardless Tawahi in a vehicle while his supporters tangled with their officers. The Thai police confirmed to the AP that they had found around 11 corpses believed to be his followers at the campsite. The Thai Inquirer reported that his campsite had been raided on local land encroachment charges and COVID-19 violations before the corpses were discovered. According to a report from the Bangkok Post, the corpses had been placed in coffins while death certificates were found for only five of the bodies. Speaking to the AP, the provincial governor, Krasasorn Kakachalad, said that around a dozen people were found living with Tawahi at the dwelling when it was raided. It's quite disturbing to see that there's people who believe in such superstition. This is not only about a personal belief anymore. We have dead bodies, and we will have to work with all agencies to establish facts surrounding these individuals. Thai news site The Nation reported that Tawahi claimed to be the father of all religions. According to the outlet, a local celebrity shaman called Mor Pla had led law enforcement to the campsite where authorities attempted to locate an 80-year-old woman who had visited Tawahi and never returned. 
The missing woman's daughter, Jerania, told the nation that she heard Tawai'i's followers were instructed to consume urine, mucus, and feces to cure themselves of diseases. According to the nation, Tawahi's followers claimed to the authorities during his arrest that they thought he was the father and God and consumed his urine and excrement in front of the police. Oh, brutal. A snippet from local television report on the group showed a reported member of the group saying there was no odor from the human waste, claiming that only those with a tainted mind would sense a bad smell. <laughs> Tawahi is currently being held at a local police station per the nation. Wow. Oh, that's the you must be stupid or apostate if you don't agree with me tactic. But in this instance, is it's being used for shit eating. Oh, man, that's a hell of a thing. That's not a tactic I saw in the Jehovah's Witnesses. And that's probably a tactic that so far I haven't seen with leftists. But, you know, give them time. Give them time. I imagine shit eating probably tranny shit eating i imagine that's coming all right very good uh, amazing um okay where did i leave off here um Pazinski says david pakman gosta de mamar paracas i don't know what that means upstairs nigar says quote i's got four problems with the fair alarms main one Day is silence when day battery is empty. Toe, dem alarm, done gun fix is when Miza cock gets stuck in the zipper. Main, tree when I tray to open the dough and pulls the alarm, it door won't open. It's no good. Oh, that, that was very coherent. And it looks like uh, upstairs Nigar, uh, now the second black man I've ever heard of who uh, opens doors using the fire alarm. Yeah, there you go. That's a hell of a thing right there. Important question says, HB, you wake up and a magic fairy has informed you that they've given your dick magic powers. You can use it three times to convert a retarded leftist whore into a cool-based fun chick. Who do you use it on? And do you use it right away or save it? I use it on that redhead communist girl. <clears throat> that's who I use it on. You know who I'm talking about? I think they used to call her Big Red. I, first of all, I don't even believe she's a communist. But she claimed to be a communist. First of all, first of all, arguably the greatest hits I've ever seen. Uh, and now, granted, I don't believe... Was there any nudity there? I don't think... Well, she's an e-whore, so probably there was nudity. Anyway, insane. Insanely hot. That would be the answer. Um... Now, it's possible if she's not an actual communist that the dick powers won't work. So then I'd have to pick an actual lunatic. See, then it gets more difficult because a lot of these women are not attractive. That's why I don't believe Big Red is an actual communist. She's too attractive to be a fucking communist. What, are you kidding me? <laughs> and you look at her. Communists don't take care of themselves like that. She has nice red hair, well-maintained. She's not a communist. But anyway, that, that would be my answer. Yeah, As far as crazy leftists... I don't know to to make normal. I I don't really. Uh, they're all so ghastly. That's really the problem. I mean, they're all. Oh, I guess um, I guess you go. Uh, what, who's the uh, who's the bitch that uh, um, Jackson Hinkle broke her brain, <laughs> which was hilarious. That was hilarious. 
he called her a five, and all of a sudden she kept she started talking about him a lot out of nowhere in her segments, and then she changed her hair like every day, ever since that happened. That was really funny. Jessica Burbank, I think her name was. I guess her. Although is she really a crazy leftist? Because now she's pivoted a bit because she has a job at the Hill. See, that's the thing. The 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 attractive ones. Really, I don't think are truly commies. So, so if you're doing this exercise with an actual commie woman, it's going to be difficult because they're ghastly. You know, and then you could pick out like the Indian chick from TYT with the whistling teeth. But is she truly, really a leftist? I don't know. I guess you'd go her. Because because then after her, what do you have left? Ojama King? There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way on earth. Fuck Ojama King. That's a, that's a ridiculous looking individual. All right, let's see. Where did I leave off here? This is uh, one second. I think um, we did that one. We did that one. Okay, let me just refresh here. I think we are good. Um, oh, yeah, let me just check uh, Rumble real quick as well. And uh, all right, let's see. Okay, all right, very good. All right, very good. That is the end of the stream. Next stream is Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for all the people that sent uh, Super Chats and Streamlabs. Sincerely appreciate your support. You can get an archive on Rumble, rumble.com slash user slash Hard News Network, uh, or on Podbean, hardnewsnetwork.podbean.com, or you can go to Twitter, which is at LiveHNN. Uh, wherever you're watching on the stream or on the archive, I appreciate it. I'll see you guys Tuesday. I am the hard bastard. Thank you for watching.